I'm guessing that if you're listening to this podcast, there's a good chance you're a fan of Batman. And if that's the case, then let me tell you about Michael E. Uslan, a producer of all of the modern-day Batman films, and is the world's first professor of comic books at Indiana University Bloomington. A lifelong Batman fan like the rest of us, Michael E. Uslan has written a book called The Boy Who Loves Batman, which is something I think we can all get behind. This book contains an insider view of the making of the Batman films from Tim Burton's Batman through to the current day, explains how Uslan went from reading comics to teaching them to putting them on the big screen. And best of all, this book has a comedic tone throughout and is sure to make every reader laugh. With all of that and clips of comics throughout and the idea that this is the perfect way to connect with a fellow fan just like yourself, this is a must-read for anyone who loves Batman and comic enthusiasts like our author. And because of that, right now, for a limited time, Red Lightning Books and Indiana University Press are offering a special discount discount code available for listeners of this podcast. For 30% off your copy of The Boy Who Loves Batman, go to www.iupress.indiana.edu and use the code BATMAN. That's www.iupress.indiana.edu for 30% discount at checkout. Go and get your Batman on. Welcome back, one and all, to the show of shows. We reached a milestone with the last episode, but who knows what will happen next. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Moyer. And this is episode number 251 of the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast. I was going to say, I think 251 happens next, Eric. <laughs> That's kind of oh, how things go in the world of counting, counting and things. Uh, yes, welcome to... The official and official podcast of WeirdScienceDZComic.com, the website for all your needs. And we even have all stuff with DC. Eric, oh my. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And here we are. Uh, I'll tell you where you can find us on the internet. We are over on the Twitters at W or Weird Science DC. You see, I'm already messing up. 251. W. Uh, we're also at the Website that I already said, weirdsciencedccomics.com, where you can see all sorts of written reviews and even some first looks. And I remember my first look at Eric, and I thought, who is that jerk? Little did I know that he would soon become my jerk. I know. I knew you were going to say that. I'll kill you. I'm telling you, I will never forgive you for that, and I will eventually slice you. I wasn't alone. Hey, I know. You could have been the one that stood up. You actually could have been somebody who, instead of being a follower, you could have been a leader. You could have known that I I was just a guy. I I sat there, and I'm just like, hey, kids, (laughs) I'm off to work. Yep, daddy's going to work again. And, uh, you know, and then they were, Daddy, does that mean no more of the pancakes? And I said, listen, kids, I'm not getting paid today. This is the first day where you got two weeks of pancakes ahead of you. But, yeah, there, there's some, you know, light at the end of the tunnel. Maybe, just maybe in two weeks we'll have waffles is what I told them. Oh, my, with the nooks and crannies are they? And I said, what are you talking about? Thomas's like English muffins? I ain't no Rockefeller. They're idiots. Shut your mouth. <laughs> we're, we're using the, the why and indeed that that's more expensive having the waffles, Eric. You have oil there. And as I heard, oil's expensive, right? So oh. that's what happens. You know, that's what goes on there. And I'm like, yes, kids, eventually. And from and when we go from waffles, yeah, I don't think you're it then, right. then after waffles, kids, if things go well, and Daddy doesn't get fired. 
we might even have hot pockets. So, you know, count your blessings. Here they come. Hot pockets. I'm talking ham and cheese, too. Not those nonsense pizza ones that nobody so likes. And, the awful and gives, ones. Gives Daddy the belches. And, and then, Daddy, all you taste is is oregano for the rest of the day. And, you know, when you can, Daddy tastes... You can tastes, have other flavors besides no, pepperoni when, pizza and ham and cheese. When Daddy tastes oregano, Daddy it, it starts using the backhand. So you better stop it, kids. Oh stop God. wishing for these damn hot pockets. You're going to have the hot cheeks when I'm slapping you one. Oh, my. There you go. Somebody calls child Just youth take the stick off your jeans. Or God something. damn it. No, this is what happened. And then I go, oh, wide-eyed and bushy-tailed. I go to work and I get there and they, I'm like, oh, hey, what's going on, new people? I don't know what's going on with you, but we where didn't are all the do cool it kids right at? away. We laughed, we laughed to ourselves for a while before we brought up. So well, this right is what away, I'm Jim. saying. No, I'm saying I went there right away. You didn't show up for hours. I get there and I'm like, hey, hey everybody, what's going on here? I'm a wild and crazy guy. And uh, yeah, hey, where's this Eric guy? I'm told that I'm supposed to work with an Eric. <laughs> He'll be lucky if he shows up. That's what I get. Everybody talking <laughs> trash <laughs> on you. And then I no, said, no, no. they just know me. Well, and I said, well, it's still talking trash. But I'm like, well, what is your name? Missy, is it? Okay, Missy. That's not very nice. Uh, this seems to be a coworker, and where I'm from, coworkers get along and don't talk trash at <laughs> each other. And I said, this wouldn't be buckle a good up, thing. I, I heard that this Eric is a fine fellow and one that is loyal to people, even if they don't know them yet, that they'll be working with. You were hired then, to secretly replace and me. And then you came in. Yeah. And you know what happened? I mean, uh, secretly, I'd like to think that I was so shitty at my job that you didn't get replaced. Eric, that was my plan all along. I thought, boy, I'm like, if I really do well here, this Eric will be replaced. But then I thought at one point, I really did think at one point that they thought that me and you, this was the dream team they have been waiting for. They have been waiting for you this combination. Dumb child. Well, here's the thing, though. As I got there, uh, I was then told by a guy who, even at that point, I think I smelled a little of the fecal matter in the air because he shits his pants on the reg. He takes me over to the counter. He comes in. He has no idea who I am. I think that he's being nice. In the meantime, he's an underhanded asshole. He you comes over. He's like, hey, hey, new guy, come over here and look at this here calendar. So I go over and I go to a calendar. I see all these X's. I'm like, oh, is somebody in prison here to count the days? And they're like, no, no, no. That, that Eric guy you're working with, this is how many days he missed last month. And that last month, you would miss quite the amount of days, probably the most you had missed any month ever. And so he ends up like, he's a piece of crap. He does this. Well, when I show up, you are aware that I'm probably there to learn the job from you to replace you. Oh, I was so, told that on that Saturday. Yeah, That's why I showed so, up late. Yeah. So you showed up late in protest. You know, little do you know that my life, you know, I have kids that are counting on me, but you're going to play your little <laughs> cosmic game here of karma. But I end up there where you then showed up. Pretty much that whole next month because we're doing this. You don't want to do it. So I think that they got the wrong idea. First off, that you were inspired to come to work just because I was there, but we were getting along. But then we got too much along and then they freaked out. When we ended up actually getting along, when we were t- – the minute that they walked by, I'm telling you, at one point, I think that they walked by and me and you were laughing it up. We were laughing and I really think we they're like, mistake. we made the worst mistake in our lives. Because, yeah, all of a sudden, the, this Eric, this guy, he loves the comics and he loves the movies and, boy, he loves that 80s shit. And the next thing they walk by and we're like, man, you know, this movie and that, we're yelling at each other. Oh, they, they knew it. They, they fucked up. They done fucked up, Eric, is what happened 
but here we are. I don't even know how we got to this conversation, Eric. I have no you idea. You got a sticker on your jeans. Take oh, it off. Yeah, yeah, there you go. I just took it off. I just I went back in time. <laughs> That's it's funny too. I end up like I can end up going back in time, but there is a set amount of things I can do. This is one of these. There's only a couple. I can basically stop my father from dying or take that <laughs> sticker off of my jeans that was the size sticker. You know what I'm oh, doing yeah. because my dad is dying. Fuck him. I'm going back and taking that sticker off. And then maybe everything would have been wrong. Maybe we would have had an Earth 3, Eric. Maybe we would have had a dark multiverse created by that sticker. Maybe you would because- have replaced me. Because at that one point, well, that who's who's is that dream? I don't know, but you end up where <laughs> that sticker I would believe showed you that I had some humility when I ended up finding out that you had a, a such a laugh over me, and I took that with good grace and a said, laugh. "Oh my, I'm so glad that you guys got a kick out of that because <laughs> I don't really get upset at things. I was ready to kill all of you, and legitimately, I was so mad, I started screaming at all." Oh, yeah, I was so pissed off. But hey, welcome to 251. We have a bunch Man, of. Man, he took uh, that pretty well. What here. a really emotionally secure fellow who's working yeah. here now. Oh, well, look at him. This guy doesn't get, you know, triggered by anything. <laughs> so, and by then I was still trying to, you know, kind of. Uh, impress people that would never be impressed. So I learned that mm-hmm. pretty. It took me a long time. To took learn a while. It took a long time. Yeah. Oh, I'm telling you, I've learned that now, and they don't like that either. When they try to, you know, get, uh, you know, get under my skin with stuff like that, try I use you. the Eric Shea. I use the Eric Shea. Eh. That, that's basically my whole deal. Huh, I can't believe you did. Eh. <laughs> that, that I walk away, and then they get angry, and then they hide your stuff, Eric. And anybody who's in the no, Slack knows that. Anybody in the, in the Slack knows that Eric has a lot of toys at work. I sometimes take pictures of Things them. That I bring often, me joy. I often put them in very sexual poses, which makes me happy. It makes me laugh when you go by and wonder, like, why is Tim Drake doing that with Lex Luthor? And I say, you know why. Uh, But we came into work yesterday and the boss ended up coming and taking all of your toys and putting them somewhere and hid them on us and won't give them back to us until we clean up. Uh, yeah, happening. <laughs> well, I don't so negotiate with terrorists. Yeah, really. Because I'm the thing is, we were just taking I. all my personal items, threw away all my paperwork for and my all paperwork. my orders coming up. Your and paperwork. I, I had my things set aside. Yeah, your Tylenol. I ended up having things set aside of jobs that I had to do in the coming days. They ended up getting rid of those, so I have to start again. And then they're like, well, when you have free time, you better clean. I'm like, free time? I'm going to have to have three days to catch up on the shit you threw away. So angry, but you were more angry. I actually, when oh they, my you're like, where? And, and the thing is, I come in because you weren't in on Thursday. You were sick. And I, yeah. I come in, you're like, where the fuck are my toys? Like, I did something to them. I'm like, well, well you, you know, up Chris, the other week. I'm like, Christmas is coming. I mean, I need some <laughs> gifts for my kids, but now they were gone. I'm like, really? They're gone. And then as the day went on, we realized more shit was gone and, and shit that didn't make sense. Like, Not at this all. This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. And then you started yelling at the boss. You started crying. And then, then yep. that turns the tables, right? And then and see I started crying. Now. You started laughing. You're such a trooper, Eric. <laughs> and then we all had a kumbaya. And next thing you know, we're yelling in a hotel room with Nils, which people will find yeah, out well, what more that stuff means happened. later. Well, that shit's going to happen going forward, Jim. I'm taking yeah. a stand. I don't negotiate with terrorists. Oh, my. Yeah. Yeah. The toy schmoys. Uh, she can have those. Yeah, I'd love it if you went up in her office and they were all set out and she was playing with them wrong. Because she if she was playing with them wrong. from her office. I don't know. 
Oh my! If she ended up playing with the toys wrong, then you'd clean up that day. Or she doesn't know how to go about it. Something I don't know. <laughs> she doesn't know how to go about it. Just sit there and you go into the house. Might get burned down. Office. I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Her grandkids done. You end up where you go into the office. She has the Tim Drake. Uh, little thing and then also the he-man and she's like look at me Eric like she's trying to make fun of you look at me Eric I have the Skeletors and the Spider-Mans you might clean up that day she's not allowed to play like that right that that would be the last no I'd call her an idiot because there's not a Spider-Man there Oh my, well, there wasn't a uh, Skeletor either. It was a He-Man, was. I told you. Well, she wasn't using that one. She had that He-Man, that big chunky He-Man that looks so sexy sitting there looking at me with those eyes of blue, like like What's oceans happening? they are. Uh, I stole these toys. I brought them home. I'm having fun with them right now. But we are that's also okay, on Patreon, then. Eric. After all it's this, we'll time. get back to that. We also have a Patreon account that's patreon.com slash weird science. And with that, every week, we do end up having a Patreon spotlight that's picked by the bad asses of the Get Fresh crew. Whoop, whoop. And this week they did pick Batman Superman number three and Year of the Villain Black Adam number one. So you will not hear those tonight. Those are pretty big books. Uh, I'm not going to lie and say we love them, uh, but I'd like to say that we had some stimulating conversation. I'm not going to lie and say we hated them. Well, did we have a stimulating conversation around that? That's all I want you to say. I don't remember. Oh, man, that's not nice. I think that we did. Some people commented on them and said that it was pretty good, right? It was actually trying to think earlier what the hell we did for the Patreon spot. I had no memory of it. I always have to go and look, too. I always forget about that. But yeah, those are too big. We have that. But the big deal with the Patreon at patreon.com slash weird sciences next week is annuals week, Eric. And that always means (sighs) no limitations. No limitations. That means a Patreon only. And I'll tell you, I extended that spotlight deal because I didn't have the sound effect. But yeah, it's pretty low. It's time to have pretty low because next week's episode, which you'll hear at the end what it will be on that. It's, you know, most of the books next week. It's annuals week. There's not tons coming out. uh, Will be Patreon only. So if you join up on the Patreon, you can listen to that show. You can join up for as little as a dollar to hear that episode. And and every week you'll get the that week's episode early. If you don't, you just have to wait a couple of weeks for us to come back with this incredibly useless nonsense that, that we give you all the time. So uh, isn't that a commercial there for that, Eric? Isn't that a good one? But yeah, so we're, we're going to go now. But yeah, really, just hear if, you wanna sign up, right now. if you want to sign up, sign up and you'll get to hear every episode that we do. If you don't. Every week, you'll have to uh, get out. And yeah, you'll see the different levels. There's a lot of shows, a lot of which I record at 3 a.m. So I'm not going to say that I'm uh, coherent. Right? Yeah, I'll say that. I had a, the sales podcast because I do the DC comic sales podcast and I needed to get it done. And I thought to myself, well, it is only five of two in the morning. I think that I can get this out quickly. And I, I forgot because I hadn't been doing that. You had Paco Pavlov came back and he said, hey, where's the sales? deal and you know me i'm like well it's coming up then so i go to do it i'm thinking to myself how long did it used to take like a half hour all right i, I can stay up till 2 30 took me like an hour and a half it was like four o'clock by the time i ended up ending that then i had to edit it because really if you get done it's a later podcast later, time to tell me well, about it I'm telling you, I got done at 5 a.m. And then I thought to myself, since this took me till 6 a.m., I better know when, when I did end up getting done, whenever it was, it's one of those I could have went to bed. 
I could have went yeah. to bed, not edited it. It doesn't Another have to go out thing. right then, right? I don't have to put it out in the Patreon. Then I still have a week before, you know, I have to put it out. But I want to make it so that I have to prove to everybody that I did this. At the, I need that timestamp on it. That I'm telling you, I I'm, I desperately need that. So that's also why then I go into the Slack chat. Hey guys, just finished. <laughs> Just so that you could get up the next morning and see the hell Just is he doing at 3 a.m. What is he doing at 7.30 in the morning? He shouldn't be recording till 9 a.m. I don't know I how mean, I'm really. looking at that. I'm at work. Yeah, really. I don't know either because I, I was told this week that you better get yourself a phone. But then they didn't tell you that. And, and no. really, they can't. they can't make you do that anyway. That's what I told uh-huh. them. They didn't like to hear it. And then Sucker. they said, you They said you talk to him all the time. What's going on? I said, that guy, I can barely stand him here. And I'm like, I don't <laughs> talk to him. And then out of nowhere, but you have a podcast with him. And I, what the fuck? What the fuck did you just say? <laughs> the fuck you just say <laughs> and me? then that's when I went into the, you know, your beeswax uh, mode. And that's why eh, we don't do it now. And they don't know the schedule, right? So I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. What's this here? Pidcast is that you say? And is that like then the radio show? Yeah, is that like the radio shows that you got to say? Uh, yes, but Eric, let's, let's give a little shout out to a certain crew. That crew is known as the bad asses of the Get Fresh crew. Kapoya! And this is their roll call. Eric, here we go. I'm not going to mess around. Already messed around. I don't know how this. I don't know how this intro is lasting 16 minutes. I don't know. I think I'm trying to go against my own thing. Yeah, I do too. It comes in a bottle. Ah, uh, yes. We're going to start with Speedy's Productions by Ron Saunders, my, uh, our man Rob Lewis, Bertel Akachuk, Dalton Edom, Christian Falls, Ken Halleck, Lady Abby. John Jack, the mobile podcasting machine, as he is. Nick Adams, Mark Jager, T-Funk, Josh Vermillion, Aldrin Stosha, Batman Beyond Mark, which you'll hear from later with Batman Beyond, Eric G, David Fink, Manship. He broke some ribs, Eric. He ended up falling off a ladder. Who's freaking? Oh, his oh own. yes. Uh, Brandy Murray, Bobby Bain, Reggie Hancock, Ben Townsend, Admiral Whiskers, Forrest Polly, Tony Walton, Joey Bear, Costco, Joseph Watch, Sick, Comic Boom, Rocky, D-Men 3000, All New Dave, Carlos, Ian Joe, Brian King, Jolly Drew, my man Pete from NYC, Paulie P, I hope his butt feels better, Seller Dweller, probably didn't want me to say that, Luis, <laughs> Ulysses Jones, Hakeem, Double Aaron, Simon, Swanee, Anthony G, Missy T, down there in FLA, Lone Wolf Marv, and Ruben. There you go, Eric. On time. On time has always. <laughs> Tell me more about those ribs. Baby. Oh, my. He fell off a ladder, and he said he broke some ribs but didn't miss Is it like work. you trying to get to the top shelf in his kitchen? Oh, my. How dare you? Uh, Manship what? actually messaged me because uh, you said this earlier to me off air. So I messaged Manship and said, Manship, how, how tall are you? Because you have <laughs> Eric over here. You know, Mr. Tall Pants over here is, you know, talking shit. <laughs> As they call me and down at the rec he, center. He got back to, yeah, really, no, you're not supposed to go to the rec center. There, there are things in place for you to not be well, there. They uh, enforce it. Yeah. I'll stop going. That is true. Uh, I ended up, he got back to me. He's nine foot three. I don't know if you realize this. He is a <laughs> he giant man. This world. He's a giant. No, really. He'll, he'll be dead soon. But yeah, he fell off a ladder, broke some ribs, injured some others. He's a little sore. He didn't take off. Uh, I'm sure. 
that he's on some painkillers of some sort, which will end up in some wacky edibles. story of him probably shitting his pants, eating edibles, stuff like that. But he ended up taking the first day off that he has since 2018. Uh, pretty much he is the Earth 3 version of you or vice versa. And uh, he ended up the most thing uh, he's upset about, obviously, is he can't disc golf right now. So obviously. basically, I didn't know what happens when you break ribs, but it actually makes you grow up is what happens, <laughs> Eric. Uh, but now we are going <laughs> Go I was waiting for it. To, yeah, we're going to go off to uh, the books. Now we have waited for far long enough for the part of the podcast we love. The meat and the cheese that we crave. Yes, and it's time for the books. We have a bunch of books for you tonight. And before we go on into those, uh, we are going to spoil things. I, I usually oh. don't give the spoiler alert, but we will. I don't mean that we're going to, you know, tell you about cliffhangers and things. I just mean we're going to, you know, spoil your fun. Uh, but if you want to read reviews of all these books, go over to weirdsciencedccomics.com where we review all those, not just me and Eric, a bunch of other people as well. So you'll even get a little bit of a different perspective on some things, some things that we don't like, some other people do, vice versa, things like that. So you always go check that out. Um, and I, I don't know, these books this week, I was really hoping for a positive week. I can't say that overall I was positive w- with most of these, but we're going to go through and try to have some fun. That That's what I want to stress, Eric. We're going to have fun Isn't talking about do? them. And not always, not oh. always. Sometimes we, we get upset, you know, sometimes you get mad that it goes too long and stuff there, Eric. And sometimes I get mad because you like something that I don't, you know, how that rolls. Yeah, And then I get, I get angry and my score goes lower and lower as you get higher and higher. Uh, but yeah, we're going to be talking about, uh, a lot of books. I'm going to start this section. This is going to be usually what we consider the bigger books of the week. And and it's weird. It's when one of those when this happens, and it always is like a detective in an action. To us, that that is the epitome of big books at DC. Anyway, these are the books that you know, and Superman and Batman. Well, that's what I'm saying. This is where I get depressed because if we end up through this first section of books with with a couple books that we don't like, then then it it really gets me down because this these are the ones that are supposed to be givens. You, you know, you have a detective, even even in other weeks, a Superman or a Batman. These are the ones that are, you know, the cornerstones of the company, and these aren't hitting very well for us, at least. Other people think different, and that's their right, but when me and you go through this, it, it is a little down. So 
when we did have a book, this is what you call a segue, Eric. Yeah. I know that you're usually on a segue because you can't get your fed ass down the street. But I think I look when, stylish. When, yeah, you do. Uh, but yeah, when we ended up with a book like The White Knight, Batman The White Knight, the, the reason why, or I'll even go beyond that. That's the segue into the first book. But even a book like The Freedom that. Fighters, that, well, I'm just saying in general, when we have a book like that, some people even consider deceased. When we have these side books that all of a sudden they just pop up, they're minis, maxis, whatever they are. Uh, that's why we get so excited because those like, oh, man, this is great. We actually have something that we like. And it was it was a surprise. You know, when White Knight came out, I liked it right away. And I think it was a lot of Sean Murphy's art that really won me over. I mean, it's so detailed. The the mechanical stuff, the cars, the buildings, he really takes a lot of care. And I really, really liked it. You came around after that first issue a little more of The White Knight where you thought, yeah, he's just tying into the animated series. He's doing a lot of things that are fan service, but not yeah. really giving a story. But eventually we both enjoyed that series. We got there. And then we heard Curse of the White Knight was coming out. And I'll tell you, at the end of White Knight, after those eight issues, I ended up almost like I, I just that that was enough for me. I really think it was. And because of the dark story and because of that. So now when this comes out, it's no longer a surprise. It's no longer even a treat in my mind. And it just seems like it's something that I didn't need. Now, I'm going to we're going to go through this and we're going to talk about it. And that's not saying it's good or bad or indifferent. I'm saying just me, myself, and I. Uh, just it just felt like okay, maybe it was too soon. Maybe it was whatever the deal. Maybe what it's might overstayed. Be. It's welcome. But this isn't really hitting with me as much uh, as the first one. You're a little more positive than me in this Curse of the White Knight deal. But at this fourth issue, uh, I'm getting a little fatigued by it. And and when I read it, it's not even something I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. At least I have this this week. And it just it, it just throws me off a little, but we'll get into that. It is Batman Curse of the White Knight number four, written by Sean Murphy, art by Sean Murphy, Matt Hollingsworth, and and World Design. Jim Gordon is dead, and Batgirl is pissed. Yep, it looks like the GTO and Batman. Did GTO sing like a you know taking care of business? Wasn't that the, no? That's BTO. And Batman, uh, uh, and Batman are in big trouble, and it's because of Azrael and the curse of the Waynes. While Dick Grayson tries to one-up Barbara in the Parents Being Killed contest, she is taking it to the streets and going after Asriel directly. Meanwhile, the ace in the hole just may be Alfred and Leslie Tompkins, but will they be quick enough to save the bat? And Alfred's that, dead! The, the, the thing is, when you're going through these things and stuff, I just, I, I'm telling you, with this book, I'm just thrown off by all of it. I, I'm thrown off with everything that's going on. And, uh, yeah, you end up having a sword-wielding Alfred who's doing stuff and, and things like that. And, like, it, it's almost like the story – I don't know. It's not gotten away from me per se, but it's just not hitting with me. I'm not me. sure so that it was yet, ever revealed yet to get away from me because I'm still waiting for the big thing about what the story is about because you have this well, whole yeah. idea of the story of the Waynes and the Bacars back when, you know, Gotham was founded and how the Waynes kind of screwed over the Bacars and you have that goddamn vampire Laffy somehow yeah. <laughs> from Arkham Laffy or whatever it is, Lafayette Arkham yeah, yeah, in the background. Of, but the whole thing is like I don't know what we're doing with Jean-Paul at this point. And like, you know, actually, I actually was concerned too, because I think I've been calling the other character Baca instead of Bacar. And I realized like, man, yeah, I'm yeah. fucked up this issue. But now yeah. when we have this, 
I don't understand the motivations. When you have the Joker going to Jean-Paul who has cancer and he like, he is saying that I am, you know, the angel here to tell you what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Mixed in with a government woman, like a councilwoman like Ruth, who we don't really know much about. The idea of the Batman disaster fund, how we're trying to sh- like, you know, make sure that that is still happening because of the higher ups wanting to siphon money from that. Yeah. I don't know what you're getting at because it doesn't even seem like Jean Paul is going with the plan. And I don't even know why he'd go with Ruth to begin with when he thinks that Joker's an angel. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. And that's kind of where I stand. It's, even when we have it, Gordon killed last issue, it was a big wow moment. Like, oh my God, J- uh, Commissioner Gordon is dead. He was running for mayor. Yeah. Why did he they kill him? Well, you know, he did want to shut down the disaster fund. People didn't want that. But even in this issue, you find out that Ruth did not want Jim Gordon no, dead. No, Ruth like, didn't want I Jim Gordon I don't dead. know why he's dead then or yeah. why Jean Paul would want to kill him. And it's in my mind. And, and that's not saying there's not some good moments in here. I really do like the beginning. I like seeing that Gordon recognizes that his daughter Barbara is a tough cookie ends up where she's kind of getting in fights Somebody with one bigger you, boy. You beat yeah. the shit yeah. out of them. And he, like, he goes geez. with the deal and he's like, yeah. And she's like, isn't that against the rules, Dan? He's like, listen, there's two rules. There's rules and ours. The Gordon's fight. We fight back. Look, and when they Gordon's hit you, don't you get hit harder. And you break people's teeth if they can push you around. Yeah. Oh my and, God, and Daddy. That, that, that leads well into the idea that now that he's dead and it seems like, hey, we're going to take care of this. And she's like, no, no, I'm going to take care of it. I don't care if you put me on leave. If you do this, I'm, I'm getting a gun and I'm going to kill him. And I do even like Bullock. Bullock's like, hey, where are you going? I'm going to go. You're not going to go get that Israel on your own. Uh, yeah. All right, let me drive shotgun. And I told you that alone. Like, yeah. I'm coming yeah. with you. I'd like it too. Like, you're not going alone. I'm coming with you. I don't need no fat guy with me. Bullock, go home. <laughs> Even <laughs> at the one point. Bullock. And, and this is the thing that I think gets to him because as we go into this, you do see that beginning that goes back and forth. Barbara, as a little girl, uh, Jim telling his daughter, listen, you fight back. Just don't tell your mom. Your mom thinks you're the princess. <laughs> you know, but I know you're my fighter. Uh, that sort of thing intermixed with her finding out her dad's dead, going, finding out, and then running out. I mean, she doesn't stay it's like there. Imagine so, Daddy, I want to be a marine biologist. You punch people in the face. That's yeah. what you do. You're my little unless fighter. My okay, unless, Daddy. Unless you're punching dolphins, you shut your mouth. It's like me, Daddy. I want to be an archaeologist. You know us, Werners. We're lazy. We don't do that <laughs> shit. Yeah. He's like, you. You let your mom think you're a go getter. You're a lazy one like me. But yeah, Barbara goes running out. She's destroyed. She runs right past Batman and Batman goes and it's, it's a, a disgustingly, uh, feel moment where Batman goes and hugs the dead Jim Gordon who's just bloodied up and you know that. But she, you have Barbara then wants to run. She runs out, blames everyone. And then she, you know, goes to take it to the street. She tells, tells Bullock, you know, Hey, you're a drunk. You, you jerk. You ended up being drunk when my dad got killed. And you, Batman, you're an asshole. You know, you sit there and hide and you let my father be a, a, the victim because he was out in the open. You're a coward. And, and runs off. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And I'm like, this is pretty good. I mean, this is actually some of the Barbara that I think that we do need sometimes in the regular book. She ends up being almost like a vanilla character in the regular run because she's just always there getting everybody's like, you know, knockoff villains and things like that. I, I actually like this. And no, of it's course, good to a degree it because Gordon to die to you do need it, the, which you sucks, want, but You want this emotion out of the character, but it is generic kind of thing where like, you know, it's your fault that my father's dead. Why do yeah. like, you know, you know, Batman's the reason. Like, we even have Dick Grayson coming in and talking about like, you know, it's all Batman. So like, look, he didn't force us into life. We forced ourselves uh, into the life. We knew it was the risks we're putting on the mask. I'm like, you're damn right, Dick. But like, 
like Barbara, yeah. she's upset. So you're going to get the standard kind of well, the why thing like I that. like it, though. Why I like it is she comes in and I think that Sean Murphy realizes that. I think he realizes that this is the, you know, it's not I can't say it's the generic response because this is the response a lot of people would have. I mean, even if it's not Batman, if it's just the police or, you know, your dad's a policeman and he gets shot, you'd go to his partner. Where the fuck were you? Why weren't you there? And then you realize, and she realizes quick the enough. Cliche when Bullock, response? Well, I'm saying when Bullock, though, says, I'm coming with you, then you'd get the more cliche if she's like, no way, drunk. Go off. You, you, were, you weren't there. No. She's like, come on, let's go. And she realizes. And that's just, she was blowing up, not blowing off steam, but she was upset and yelling. And I think that obviously she blames herself as well for being in that life and she just blames all of the stuff. And yeah, and Asriel too, but you, you know, so Everybody. she's gonna take it, she's gonna take it to the streets, and she's gonna go Where's after Asriel. Harley Quinn, I blame her yeah. too, because yeah, even really. her showing up in here, and her really twins, and the twins, I blame like, them. Batman shows up after this just to check on Harley and the twins with Leslie Tompkins, and it feels weird just having because Leslie is looking after Harley Quinn now that she's delivered these twins stuff like that. She's barely slept. She's keeping like you know a lookout for everything like that. But then when we go into the idea that Alfred. And Leslie Tompkins are the one that found the the, the journal. Given it to them, yeah. It was given to them, yeah. When they went and searched for the whole thing with the the mystical magical preacher of Saint Dumas, yeah. and I'm like, when yeah. when they disappear at the end, when you Alfred and Leslie go and they disappear <laughs> magically, so I'm like, ridiculous. what the hell are we dealing with? I'm telling you, it, you end up when they're there. It made me laugh so much because they're there, and you know, it, it pretty much, you know, I am the mystical, you know, guy of the Saint Dumas, and and this is a journal that explains everything. Even the idea that Alfred goes down there. With a sword, and like, unguard, my friend. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Uh, yeah, and, and Leslie's behind. Oh my, put the sword away, Alfred. Uh, I, I actually just thought I, I wanted the guy to say, listen, Alfred, I know you. I've already spelled it out because as they go down there, he does spell out like he knows everything about all of them. I mean, we're not doing a play here, but well, even when put the, the sword like, away we... before the big boys come out and kill you. I just uh, I want to know how it all plays out. Do we get the idea? It's like, okay, Alfred was given a note by the St. Dumas creature guy who says, meet me here because it's all for the sake of Bruce Wayne and Batman heading that, you know, this whoever this is knows that Bruce Wayne's Batman. Big deal. So when Bruce, I mean, when Alfred goes with Leslie Tompkins to this place, rapier in hand, and this yeah. is the idea. This guy, this this mystical, magical preacher of St. Dumas, he got the journal from Joker. I'm like, there's too many steps going here because then when Joker, yeah, there then is. when Alfred has it, he then hid the book for when Bruce to find it during the right time he needed him. And even at one point was going to destroy it. He was going to destroy it at one point, but he didn't. Uh, yeah, the curse that has plagued like, the Waynes this entire time. This journal, this yes. is the key to everything between the Waynes and the Bacars. I'm like, yeah. All right, I, can, I even can, like can, can we please talk about it? Because even priest. When we had the whole thing before with the flashbacks with the Bacars and the Waynes and like, you know, even I laughy freaking Arkham, that was cool moments of the, of this series. We have gotten yeah, away from that completely now. And I'm like, when are we going to get back to that? Cause this is a big deal. I know we're only issue four of eight, so we're midway through, but I yeah. don't have a good feel of what the story is yet. Like I did in the last, you know, White wow. Knight series. And, and there's a couple, maybe there's a little too many pieces in this issue as well. Like you said, Batman goes off to visit Harley. Who has given birth to twins, it looks like. And, and that was the weirdest thing. I actually thought they were going to drag this birth thing out a little bit more and have something go wrong, things like that. But it seems like everything's okay. Uh, then Bruce is there. He takes off the cow because it's Leslie. She knows who he is. 
and he's talking about, you know, the babies and stuff. And and you're getting the idea that he's, you know, lying, that he does care for Harley. So she's like, you know, it's going to be a while before she recovers a few weeks. You know, I'm not sure you should talk to her now. And he's like, I need her help. Almost like, you know, I don't care about that. I need her help. But you get the idea that he's there to check on her. I swear to God, when he says, I need to tell you something, it didn't even click that she was going to say, Gordon, I thought he was the father. I actually <laughs> thought he was, I'm the father. And, you know, dun, dun, dun. and then it just ends up being, you know, Gordon was killed. And he gets down on a knee and, you know, hugs her. because he's. It, it is a good moment. But again, we've already seen the moment with him and Gordon. And then we also saw and the also stuff with him with and Alfred. And him and Alfred, Alfred and died. And it's a little too much for me now. It's like almost like when you don't have much going on, you got to have this moment. And it just was a little too much even in this issue, but let alone in the deal. But then, yeah, you do see a little Alfred in here from before with the, you know, the journal where then Leslie has and gives to, you know, Bruce and says, oh, you know, we were the ones who got it, all that. And it's explained with all that. But even then, the the funniest thing was where they're down in that basement. <laughs> And and there's people all around, like even in the distance, there looks like a dinner party that they're telling stories. You have all this stuff going on. And uh, yeah, when they get the info, Alfred and Leslie, then all of a sudden they're left alone. It, it, everybody disappears. And I'm like, I, I wonder what I, I probably shit my pants. Right then and there. And I'm not even just disappear. Well, you were it, going to either way. You had yeah, well, a freaking really, stomach well, that really, It looks like how bad it looks there. I could just do it on the floor, but I'm in really front of Leslie. You're happy that everybody disappeared because you are going to shit your pants either yeah, way. Yeah, Leslie, now she's a family friend. I don't have to be that embarrassed. But, I mean, there's cobwebs all over. And it does make me laugh because it is looks like to be the apothecary obscura. Is where they go. Nothing good's going to come from a place like that, right? Wow, and, it's and, the apothecary obscura. And, and you don't where, hang out there. Where is the idea of like they're it's like, like a oh, shop? Like every two days, it's open for business, but then everybody disappears, and then it's been closed for seven years. Like I, I want to see Never the people come story. in and out. Yeah, really, you keep going in and out. But that Bruce starts to look into this with you know with Leslie, and it's like a curse that's played Gotham, a blood feud between the Waynes and the Bacars. And it's more of just a, a reminder because, but it's a reminder of a story we don't know all about. So it, it throws me off when we get this. I just want to know what's going on. And yes, that's the curse of the white knight and all that stuff. But like you said, on top of that, with Asriel not really jiving with his MO and thinking Joker was an angel and not and, and dealing with the 1% and all that stuff going on. It's too much, but not enough. Well, I, I, even at the I can't end, make the connections. When it's Batman just enlists weird. the GTO go to confront Barbara Gordon because they know that she's going after Azrael. She's found where he's going to be heading off to. And it's, you know, hum, a military Humvee and stuff like yeah. that. And like, you know, Batman is confronting Azrael at the point. It's like, I know about Edmund and Bakar and I don't care what you think we took from you. The Waynes have always been the rifle protectors of Gotham and we always will be. And Azrael says, I agree. And they're like, what? And then cuts his yeah. mask off. Like, I, I don't know what you're playing at right now because I don't know enough about your freaking main villain here. This idea that he's had cancer, he has some like religious hallucinations. Yeah. But beyond that, I'm like, I, I just I, think I, what that was was that he is telling him that I know you're a Wayne. Uh, that's all I thought that was because right when he says the Waynes, he ends up I know. No, like let's get this mask out of here. You're not. Like I know I you're Bruce Wayne. He's already. Yeah, I'm saying though, but he's already blown up Wayne Manor because he already yeah. knows that Bruce Wayne. No, is I'm Batman. just saying. I, just, I think that he wants him exposed to everybody there because then he comes out with Barbara. Everybody can see it's Bruce Wayne. Even the people there that don't. Well, know, everybody's already it's figured exposed. that out. 
Yeah, but I'm saying it's it's not the full deal. I just think even he says at one point it's all going to be coming down soon anyway when everything goes to you know out of the deal. I just think that's what he's doing. Like, stop with this nonsense. Why are you wearing a mask anymore? You know, the jig is up and gone. Just stop it. I, I don't know. That's how I, I took that of him just cutting it off as a symbolic thing. Uh, but there are some things where Barber's trying to figure out where Azrael is. As, as Dick Grayson, it really becomes the biggest dick of them all. But at least He's we do just find out likeable. in this whole thing that they do know that Dick Grayson is Nightwing in this because yeah. I was also like, when's his identity going to reveal it? I guess he yeah. just said the jig is up and just told everybody yeah. at that and, point. And he ends up, I don't know, he ends up a real dick. Like basically goes and, hey, Barbara, you know, get over it. We have people who died already. You know, everybody here has people who died, so get over it. And she doesn't want to get over it. But I do like the little details that they always have because you do have, and not that it means anything as this goes on, but she's getting the surveillance camera footage. She finds out what she has pretty much, you know, said. That has to be Asriel's deal, this Humvee. He has to be in there. All right. And then at the end, she actually deletes the footage so that uh, Batman or, or anybody else wouldn't have been able to figure out yeah. where she was going or what she looked at. And I thought that, you know, they have the, there's always these little teeny bits that it, it's well, that, kind of a, a neater thing. And the whole the thing where, you know, Nightwing gets a hold of Batman knowing that Barbara's gone off half cocks more. I know we have all the Batmobiles and we dis- she's like turned off the locator. Yeah. But Batman, you do have we a secondary know. locator that yeah. nobody's you didn't tell anybody. Of course I do. And, and the whole idea that they still find Barbara going, that's Batman right there. And and you know why I like that is, is that Batman actually doesn't really say. <laughs> he's just like, oh, yeah. he just tells the location. I love that. I just love that where he's like, uh, you do have another backup installer that we didn't know about, right? She's on Route 1. I'm like, that, that's a pretty good deal. Uh, I will say, though, that as this goes on near the end, where Barbara and Bullock are in the Batmobile. They're going after Azrael. They do catch up to the vehicle. Um, I really, really thought, first off, I thought that, that the timing wasn't as great as it should have been that they're still driving around, but it's just that she knows that vehicle. Yeah. But is she, t- I'm t- it just seems weird that they're using the same one. I don't know because of how fancy they are. But when she does go and hits the vehicle, I do think that some of the transitions are a little off as we go on through this fight to end it. I thought that some of the things were a little bit like, okay, yeah, kind of had to look at it and put it together a little more. And the art looks great, but I just thought the transitions were a little off. Well, that's the whole yeah, thing. She, the tumbler goes up, knocks this Humvee off a cliff, and then the next panel is, you know, Azrael coming out where there's Barbara Gordon at the bottom of this cliff with a machine gun yeah. put in his face already. But yeah. you were at the top of this whole freaking mountain right here. How'd you get and down I, here? I and, know your background, but come things on. things are exploding that don't yeah. look like anybody would be there. And then all of a sudden, Batman shows up. I know they were tracking her. Bullock, though, then is behind Batman coming out of a wreckage that looks like there was no are, way. Are taken yeah. away for just that orange fiery smoke that yeah. we have. Things become yeah. a little bit confusing, especially it when you have multiple Azrael looking guys there because you have Jean Paul's, you know, military friends who are helping yeah, him. So things do get like a little confusing. I agree with you on that. Front. And it's funny what stinks is because that, and I don't mind the old man Azrael there, but what kind of stinks is because you have these other guys. And I mean, these guys then, uh, you know, either show up or they have the same deal where. The one guy looks like he's on the Humvee with a Gatling gun, but that Humvee, there's no way that didn't explode. I saw it explode. But uh, even then, with them having the masks on, then you are forced to have Azrael non-masks so that you can see it's him. And I do like that look, but I actually would have liked it for him to have the mask on still and then take it off when he confronts Batman. Uh, But at one point, it even looks as if Batman 
was even going to let Barbara die even before she does. And, and it just got a little wacky. Well, I don't by think the she end. died in this thing. At the end, it just seems like it goes back to the Sean Murphy having to play with everybody's toys that we've done for yeah, like in the first I series. It was, I think she just got her back broken, like, you <laughs> know, we'll and it's paralyzed. It's going to be like yeah. an oracle in this Maybe. world now because this whole thing, you just have like, he puts her knee into her back and pulls and you have that crack right there. I'm like, he does. Yeah. All right, you just yeah, broke I guess her it back. would be an oracle. But even then, I don't think you have enough time to explore that in four more issues. That's for the next book. series. That's, well, yeah, it'll be. You know, curse of the Oracle. White but Knight yeah, Oracle. So, Batman Oracle's curse. But yeah, so yeah, you're right. It, it will be an Oracle thing, but I don't think we'll ever get to that. But even so, you just have, or, you know, Azrael and Batman, they're talking and yelling about the idea of this curse, about the idea that, you know, the Waynes were the protectors of Gotham, not, you know, not the Bacars. And you Bacars are nonsense. And I know all about it and things like that, but we don't know the whole story. I mean, it, it does. Go back to if you want to just go the generic deal of the Wayne screwed the Bacars, that's fine. You can go with that. That's not that it's not as interesting that I think it's supposed to be. Yeah. And, you know, I want to see, you know, where this all ties in and how it works out. Uh, and like I said, I have and a we still don't know anything fatigue. about this Ruth character at this point. No. Who, is, who is the mastermind behind everything? It seems like even beyond the Joker, who is like you know, I don't know what we're playing yeah. out with these characters in this series. And quite frankly, that Ruth w- tying into the Batman Devastation Fund and all that, I-, I wasn't even that interested in the first series. It was a clever thing yeah. to throw out there that they would have. But I, I, I'm not that interested. Shouldn't be the linchpin of this series. Yeah, I'm not real interested in the idea of maintaining it versus not letting it go and fighting it when really you have Asriel here and that should be the focus. Having it tied into this Ruth, I think, was not a great idea. It should just be Asriel coming back to take what's his and using, you know, even the whole St. Dumas and wanting to take the even the mantle of the bat if he was going to do that and run the city himself. Like, that's interesting enough. I know that we've seen that, you know, in the Nightfall stuff and all that. But that's, you know, what I'd be interested in. And yet you still have that weird Ruth 1% deficit. It just doesn't interest me. So if we end up and we're not getting enough of it anyway. So really, we're, we're not really dealing enough with it, even if you are interested yeah. in that part. But overall, the art's good. I just at the end that some of the transitions towards that end fight. And like you said, the background's not being there. It gets a little bit confusing. And also, this is a book that I love because of the detail. And all of a sudden having no backgrounds, especially I understand when things are on fire behind you, but there's a couple where it's just grayed out. And and it, I don't think that it serves it as well as maybe uh, just the detailed deal. But because of that, I'm giving this a six five. It's probably the worst issue in my mind of both series so far uh, because it's kind of like a setup transition dealing with the loss of Gordon and not really pushing much more ahead. And all it leaves is Barbara getting her back broken at the end here. I'm like, and the the things you have another big wow moment like we had in the last issue, but like we haven't really done enough with Batgirl. Now you have killed Jim Gordon. Then the next issue, you break her back, but we still don't know anything about the villain involved or the story behind him. You're focusing on the wrong aspects here. You're like, it doesn't feel earned for whatever reason, just, you know, Asriel breaking her back, this issue to go on where we don't know anything about Asriel for the most part. But like you, I'm going to give it a six, five because I did enjoy the, art it's just that we seem like we've hit a down point of this hopefully it can pick itself up for the second leg of this whole uh this whole series right now yeah. it's just i am just feeling like i'm not that interested in the story yeah, like that's the, what's being problem. presented right now yeah it's my problem as well and the, the first white knight 
I liked and this, I, you know, if I went back, maybe I'll see it's the same deal, but it was fresh and it was new and it was the, the look of it and everything else had me intrigued. And I was really into the whole deal with the GTO and stuff like that being, so it was, it was neat to me. Now that it's background set pieces. And this is the thing is you can tell, you said it earlier and I'm right with you. The laughy stuff, the old stuff, the old timey stuff. That's what interests me. We even said in one of the reviews, I don't know if it was on the Patreon or not, that we would even have went with a book with just that. Like that yeah. was cool because that's the new stuff. When you go back to the, you know, Ruth and the thing, then I'm like, yeah. And, and even Dick Grayson, he, he has done nothing. He just yells at people and, and gets mad. And at one point, you know, he's not down with the GTO. Now he's, you know, giving excuses for it and things, but he's not really doing much. And so I'd like more of him as well, but we'll see. We'll see how it ends up. Like you said, we're only halfway through. We still have four more issues. So I hope it pulls, but we even have a one shot, the, uh, the, uh, Victor the Freeze, Von Freeze. Freeze deal. So we're even getting one Which shot. Which is my least like part of the last series. That's so what I'm, I'm like, saying. I don't know if it I want looks that fantastic, but, and it's not Sean Murphy's art. Uh, but it looks fantastic. But again, I'm like, I'm already getting a little white knight fatigue. And now you're going to throw that in. And it's just, uh, you're, you're really starting to show that this was a surprise hit. And now you're trying to, you know, get the iron's Milk hot. For Let's get worth. some stuff before. And it's, it's now. Somewhat in my mind turning into a Batman who laughs where I'm like, I, I did like the character, but I didn't want this much of it. But like you said, hopefully it, it rebounds and comes yeah, back because hope. it was a book that I really, really enjoyed. But we're going to move on to the next book. And the next book keeps the Batman tip going. And that is Detective Comics number 1014, or as we like to call it around these parts, 1014. Eric, that's 1014, how we roll gotcha. here. 1014. We got a 1014 going down on 5th and oh, no. Chew. A 1014 is Eric has exposed himself. They're very used Again. to that call. They're very used to that call. Uh, and really, they, they call that in uh, without even knowing if it's actually happening because they know it's actually happening. Written by Peter J. Tumase. Pencils and uh, I'll just go art. I end up grabbing other people's art teams here for this. And a lot of people do it different ways. Eric. Uh, you have yeah. art with Doug Mankey, Christian Alame, Mark Irwin. Doug Mankey, David Baron, and Rob Lee. The year of the villain continues, and it's a quick-moving issue that jumps from Nora being upset about what Mr. Freeze is doing to become Victor's ace in the hole by the end. Yep, it's Mr. and Mrs. Freeze out on the town with a All few right. days to chill. To chill! Yes! To chill, Eric. That's what I was laughing about earlier. <laughs> we were on. I was like, I'm cracking myself up. He uh, did it. But yeah, I did it. Uh, yes. Uh, we have an issue here that obviously continues the Year of the Villain. And I will say one thing. We've had a bunch of these Year of the Villains. The you know, of in the regular Brooks. In the in Brooks. What am I saying? In the regular books, we're having a bunch of these. Wonder Woman goes through a Year of the Villain with Cheetah. You know, we've had Batgirl later. You have that Oracle nonsense. Um, overall, while I don't think it's the greatest of stories, this might be the best one. This actually might be, in my mind, the best ongoing book year of the villain story that we've gotten. And is that a backhanded compliment? Is yes. that me pointing and throwing shade at the whole year of the villain deal? But at least it's something that even if you don't get at the, least it you know, looks the, great. It looks great. And the nuts and bolts may be nonsense. You know, nuts and bolts. We got to tighten screwed. up those fucking nuts. Uh, they might. But by the end, even you told me, 
all right, I, I, I like this. You know, I look, like the look, idea look. of it. A Mr. and Mrs. Freeze is a cool concept. I'm telling you, the idea where you take away, you know, Mr. Freeze's motivation, which has always been, well, not always, but the most classic one is Nora Freeze, like resurrecting her. You take that away from, I don't know what he is now, just to like, to make sure that they don't get locked up. They're just Bonnie and Clyde now, but the idea oh, yeah. that you have both of them together, that's fun. I can get behind that. I just don't know if I understand the road to get there. Well, are they together for the first time again, Eric? I mean, is there going to be a point? Because it is thrown out there where, you know, Victor's like, Victor, hey, and you Victor know. Victor and Nora Freeze renew your vows. Yeah. yeah. Well, they end up there where even Victor throws it in. And I'm like, I'm really worried for the guy because he's like, you know. I'm an old fogey, and look how young you look and all. But he is kind of juiced up with the offer, so at least oh, yeah. he kind of looks pretty cool He's like an like old man, that. but he's kept himself in shape, so it's all right. Yeah, and yeah, I don't know. Those nanites, they seem to be doing the trick. Is is that what Jose Canseco was taking back in the day? Because Why something so went blue, wrong. Mr. Freeze? Yeah, really. Yeah, really. Uh, I, I have a feeling that you – and you, you're right. You need a motivation for Mr. Freeze. This gets rid of the motivation. Um, yeah. And anybody who would get upset about that, please. I mean, this guy has been a one-trick pony for so long. So at least you but get past that. But it was an incredible that. trick. It was. What, what a ride we had. Uh, by that was the, end the power of, this, of love, Jim. But it was, Huey. Uh, when we get to the end of this Dewey. story, I mean, not this issue. Um, when we get to the end, I really do think that maybe Nora will die. And he'll blame Batman, and now it's it's game on again. I kind of hope Victor where, Freeze well, dies, and so Nora becomes the new Mrs. Freeze, and that's the freaking I, well, thing that we I maintain after this. I told you all this. along, I thought that she was going to become the new Killer Frost. Um, but that doesn't seem to be. She's just Mrs. Freeze. Uh, you know, she always was, so wasn't she? Wasn't she, Eric? But you end up where there's, there's a weird deal here. Duh. Because you do, <laughs> you do have <laughs> Nora upset. And really, I was upset because they are heading to this absolute zero. You know, you have the lab getting down to absolute zero. I'm not even paying attention to your nonsense. So you're going (laughs) down. And in my mind, you said that you were a little confused, which that's usual. I mean, that that's just you, right? But no, I said, all I can think is this process and how it's going and how they ended up getting into the Pine Barrens. You know, they ended up on the road again. And like Willie Nelson. And when you get there, it's one of those things that the process isn't quite done, but it it has to kind of kick in here. You got to get it going. So it it seems in my mind that he has to get everything down to absolute zero so that he can then get Nora out of the suit and then gradually bring the, you know, the temperature up so that she acclimates to that with what's going on because she's kind of half baked. And not like the movie, Eric. Nobody wants to be oh, like she's that. Not she's not hilarious. You know, I got you. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But she she's more of a up, Citizen Kane. That's when I'm getting there. She's kind of coming up, Rosebud. And it's not well How dramatic. Out. It's not well spelled out. Well, that's that's what is, I think is the, going we, on. We have the Lex Luthor offer, and the whole thing is like, hey, M- Mr. Freeze, I can bring your wife back. But the idea that we go through all this process to make sure that this will work, just to bring her back there, just for her to be the same thing that Mr. Freeze was, I'm like, yeah. All right, but I I thought you were just going to bring her well, back okay. And then the idea Maybe that it I- was one of those. I, I, I'm i telling you, maybe it's one of those because when he got that whole tech, and now we see the tech is, you know, it, it's kind of, I don't know. Did he get seven offers? Because I don't know how he's getting all this money either. Well, that's I the thing up- is because for a while there, like the whole serum to bring, you know, Nora back, I thought that was on top of the nanites that allowed him to take yeah. off the containment suit so he could just go show on the gun show every day where he goes now. Yeah. I just like – 
we find out in this issue that that's not the case, that he's been working on this nanite tech to yes. expose himself for a long time now, but why have we never seen it then? I'm telling you, for the amount of places that this nanite tech that he's been had for years now, I'm like, I, I don't get it. Like, why did it take so long if that's the case? And, and just like I said, I, I just think that this whole absolute zero thing is so that she can then come out and then acclimate herself back up to temperature. We'll go get those nanites. We'll hook him into you. We'll do all this craziness. Um, but she starts off crying. Number one, I thought you don't want to cry when shit's getting near absolute zero. You're going to have a tear that fuses into your tears. I don't know how it's out. absolute zero. I, I just, it's like this should be well beyond the freezing point she's already got, for she's being got 12 the, seconds of that. But she's got the ice tears there. So it's, I, it just, she's upset. And she says, like, I don't want this. This isn't what I wanted. Why did you waste all this time? You, you, you could have been, we could have been together with the few moments that I had left, a few months, years, whatever it would have been. We could have had a life there. No. And, you know, you were dying to bring me back and dying to get this technology and dying to do this. Do and and you, you didn't live, Mr. Freeze. Yeah. You didn't allow me to live. But now you, she's back. You didn't back. allow us to and, live. And, and we did not live. And, and so when you get to this point where he does say, and I'm telling you, there's weird little things said that I can say, all right, this is what happens. Because she goes from crying and being upset. Mr. Freeze ends up becoming a villain back in the day because he needs to bring his wife back. This isn't a guy who, when he was a little kid, he was freezing people and boom, 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 and being bad. It's the situation Classic that freeze. made him this. Pew, pew. Uh, so Nora being upset. Even to the point where you could have went a little further and saying, you're not the man that I last saw before you froze me like a maniac. Uh, what's going on? But that's kind of what you're kind of getting here. Like you, you didn't have to become this villain. We could have had some time together. We could have had a nice goodbye and then you could have moved on. But if you married somebody, I, I'll haunt you. But you know, that's just what I say. Oh, no. But like all that. But then that goes from one panel to a kiss with Mr. Freeze. So then all of a sudden she is full out villain and it's a very odd transition. But there's this little line where he says your body and brain are in danger until the temperature hits absolute zero. Now, she ends up probably opening up the, the, the helmet and exposing herself to three degrees from absolute zero. I mean, it can't, it can't be that much. Well, it's two seconds away. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking maybe it's one of those that the cat, it goes real slow and then really kicks in those last two. But I really think that they're going like to go downloads. with the idea that she's not coming back fully right because she could not with two seconds is all she had to wait. It, it, it's star Lord again. All she had to do was wait two seconds to take her helmet out. She can't do it and takes it off in now my we mind. Find though, out sometimes dead is better. Well, in my mind though, I'm so confused. That I'm thinking if she takes the helmet off before, she's going to die. And she just, I think that she might be a little brain damaged. I, I don't know because she ends up changing her MO completely to the point where she even goes against right, the thing that she loved and the people that would have loved the thing she loved being this ballet. And it comes off weird. And I think that this is Tomasi realizing, wait a second, when we bring her back, we want her to be a she villain with Mr. With Freeze. Yeah. She's not going to be down with it. She's going to leave. Uh, we need something. So at the last second, 
it might be brain damage that she gets because Maybe. then she just puts the helmet the back on. That's sense. the thing. She ends up putting the suit back on anyway. She ain't hyperventilating then. So you end up having her take it off two seconds also before. Also at that point, and the, it just the whole, the whole thing where you have to like the, the, the little loopholes of our thing, the serum will bring you back. And then I have yeah. to immediately put you in a containment suit. And then you have to stay at absolute zero for an hour to make sure it takes. I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But then after that, she could just take, but I don't know. Cause even when she takes it off, I don't understand. Like, is she going to be okay for not like a while without this, like the mask on because she was so cold at that point. It's going to take a little while to warm up. Cause when we go out on the town, then she's got to be back in a normal Mr. Freeze containment suit that does not have to be at absolute yeah. zero. And then later when they get the serum, to me, the serum now is just to change her damn color. No, no. So she These looks are the nanites. Well, that's what I'm saying. When she gets the nanites in, that's what I meant. I don't know. All that is for me. I'm just trying to differentiate. All all that to me is that she they need to get her blue like him and not have that stupid suit on. So everything is just the next step just to get that cliffhanger that you like. But as we go on, they are real. I mean, they are jumping to so many conclusions and, and just having things happen to happen, even with the whole idea of the joke. Of Alfred still wearing the flash mask I'm like the joke's over there And he's like man I wish I would have put on a kill I'm like well why don't you just slip out and grab one quick I know that you're in Seriously. the middle of experiments And stuff but it seems like You know days have passed you know, Did you go to bed with that Alfred Jesus well, Christ, even we have like, the my idea shorts? That Batman is trying yeah. to figure out what Mr. Freeze did to these women That he's experimenting on yeah. And the thing is it really bothers me that he has to leave the Batcave to go to Lucius Fox's own private personal laboratory because, and say that that's Lucius bullshit. has better tech than the that's Batman. Bullshit. Like, yeah, that's he works bullshit. for you. That's why be- don't you have this tech if you know it's better? What are I'm you doing? I'm telling you, why, why does this Get keep on the ball, happening Batman. where they have to force these ch- – it, it just reminded me of Leviathan when they're, they're there. We should be in the Batcave. Oh, well, we're in the – you know, we, we have to be Fortress in the Solitude. Fortress of Solitude because of what had to happen. This is only – Happening where he has to go to Lucius because that's where Freeze and Nora are heading. There is no and what's reason. This place called? Oh yeah, Wayne Tech Cryogenics Lab. Yeah. So it's your lab. Why aren't yeah. you having the best that's shit possible saying. in the back cave? I, I'm saying this. This is a Batman who is asleep at the wheel. Still, where is there any time Wake up, Batman. that Wake Wayne up. Tech would have better stuff? Then, uh, you know, right away, that would be if I showed up as Bruce Wayne one day, you know, when he goes into his three meetings a year. And then, unfortunately, yeah. the one ends up with him on an island with two guys from World War Two. Uh, but, you know, that's why he doesn't go. He's like, every time I go to Wayne, you, I, shit goes wrong. I end up on shit an island. Shit does go wrong. Yeah, really. This. So he's like, all right, I'll go. I go in. All right. Let me, let me, like a freaking let attack me, by Mr. and Mrs. Freeze. Yeah. Let me let me check in with Lucius. All right. Hey, Lucius, what's going on? Oh. A lot of machinery here I haven't seen before. Yeah, this stuff's better than the shit you have in the Batcave. What the fuck Pack did you up, just boys. say? I'm telling you. I'm a, you'd, you'd see the U-Haul vans coming and getting that shit, and also Lucius would be fired. I mean, like, you're not telling me this? The and bat then Lucius, U-Haul. Oh, it'd be the greatest. And then you'd have Lucius say, there's basically. There's Drake. There's oh, Nightwing. Yeah, there's I'm freaking he's you, got Damian, a pizza there. Damien's bringing the pizza. Yeah, and Nightwing. Rick Grayson no. shows up. That'd be the Batman's best. Batman's bringing the pizza. It, it Maybe. Yeah, that would make sense. They end up, all right, we're moving this shit. Call, you know, Dick. Hey, Dick, uh, you know, it's Tim. Uh, hey, Tim, what's going on? Uh, we're moving stuff from Wayne to, uh, this is Rick. Boom. I don't know who you are. I can't remember. <laughs> Hangs up. He's like, man, this is really convenient. It's a long this time. This is the best. <laughs> it is a long time. Uh, but no, I, it would end up like, Lucius, what the fuck are you doing? And that Batman says that. It's ridiculous. It's only to get him there 
So they end up going. And the thing is, the idea that we have to get Bruce Wayne there at the Wayne Tech cryogenics with Lucius Fox to get this DNA, because the DNA means nothing by the end of this issue, no, because no. we now have Mr. and Mrs. Freeze breaking in, because, you know, back when Victor Freeze worked there, he left this nanite solution that allows you not to have yep. to wear a containment suit. And it's like, apparently still sitting in the same place he left it years ago. I'm like, why were you in that fucking suit for so long? Yes. Like he the most, says, you know, I had another one, but Batman broke it last time he yeah. broke into my Pine Barrens laboratory. I'm like, yeah. but, but why just do you make this. more? Like, how long have you had this? What are you this, doing? He ended up, and this ties back into the Scott Snyder reimagining kind of there where he was working in the basement, kind of doing his studies and things. And then uh, Bruce ended up finding out and firing him because he was using funds and things for nonsense and yeah. also doing experiments on people and things like that. So yeah. when he found that out, he, he fired him. Uh, so y- you end up where he even at that point, it, it even seemed and we did this when we did volume one of the detective of, or of Batman and when we were doing this. And uh, we ended up talking that he kind of was just allowed to just kind of go and leave and stuff. Well, he left the most important thing that he's ever worked on that seemed to be completed, fully done in the, the lab. There's no way that a Lucius and, and a Bruce Wayne would not have checked this out. This is a guy that got fired because he was doing crazy experiments, you know, on their dime and, the and time though, and all that. Do you, do you know how it works, Jim? Because I'm looking at the dialogue right now. It's just, I like, you know, the compound was lost during a recent nocturnal visit of the Batman, which sounds sexy as hell. But thankfully, yeah. I left several purposely <laughs> mislabeled samples right here at the Wayne Tech. I'm like, so you, you just have this bunch of mislabeled samples. Nobody's checked them in years. Yeah. Like, what are we doing here? No, I'm telling What's you. What does this say? Uh, you know, mine? What, what, Kool-Aid? I mean, what? what not nanites? What, what does he the, labeled it that nobody would throw it that, away? That this is plan B to come here and get him like, when was it ever plan A? Because you've been Mr. Freeze for years and had yeah. to wear a containment hey, suit. Why isn't that plan? What are you doing? He had a look. He had a look. He had things going. I was going. waiting all these years the for a Lex Luthor offer. I needed to show yeah. off my gun, so I waited. Waiting for. He, he was waiting for Batman to come with another one of those nocturnal emissions. And so when you end up Visits. there, Mr. Mr. and Mrs. Alvis, they end up showing up, basically, <laughs> you know, getting hell. this. And you do have Bruce. Obviously, Bruce is there. Visit. So. Yeah, you, you can't have He's a three-year-old girlfriend I'm telling you, three-year-old girlfriend, he's goddamn Draculus That's the only one who makes nocturnal visits I've come to take your serums He end up there Where Bruce is, is you know He can't, well, he's Dracula, you know German. Uh, so you no. end up Bruce is there, and Nora comes over and is like I always liked you, Bruce And is this gonna tie in Later where Bruce is like, Nora, this isn't You, you blue You know, something or other but she's like, you were always kind to the ballet she company. Dorian I danced for it. And I'm like, you know, and Dorian's gym. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And Dorian, stop talking the Star Wars. <laughs> you, so no, you end up here with the, ba- the ballet company. And that's just thrown in so we can continue that narrative when you end up where Nora can finally dance again. All she wants to do is dance is what she wants to do because they end up getting the nanites. We're going to inject them. And then later in Gotham, you end up with a big. You know, a ballet scene here where she's dancing around. I want to see where the, uh, you know, the atrophy of her muscles of being frozen for 40 years ever kicks in. But she's, you know, she's doing well. She's dancing it it up. And then you see then, she's still walking before them. (laughs) You end up where everybody in the audience, almost a play a little is what I think of 
the big audience that the Joker made for uh, Dick Grayson and, and the uh, the death of the family when he had all the dead bodies that he dug up to be in oh, the yeah. audience for his deal. Uh, it's like that, but everybody's frozen. And now again, you're like, why would Nora do this? The, these are people who may be friends. And now they're, I mean, this is 50 people murdered unless they kind of tie back. And they were dead, but they're reacting to being frozen. They, they weren't dead before. This is mass murder. This is complete and utter mass murder there, just so then you can have the hero or villain walk out as they walk out of the ballet dressed in a ballet suit. And then you go to the next and she's, you know, not there. And they're like, hey, we're new Mr. and Mrs. Freeze. And there you have everybody yelling, everybody yelling. And it's funny, too, because they're all yelling. And I I can only think that Mr. and Mrs. Freeze are pissed because they think that everybody's reacting to them like, oh, my God, look at that. What is it? Like, you hear that, honey? They're really impressed. And it's just the doom symbol, (laughs) you know, in the bag. I'm like, what's that large symbol? In disguise means. And he's like, it's no concern. I I just think it's uh, Lex making an opening statement. And then, yeah, you see. Let's go back on our way to our steampunk convention. Yeah, then that's the deal. And and it's weird, too, because I don't know the way it plays out. It it does, in my mind, kind of go with the idea that these people are pointing in a different direction of where that doom (laughs) signal is because it's behind them at one point. And then they I don't know. I guess they do turn around to see. Uh, So it works. But. It's just the, the you know, the symbol again. But yeah, I doom. do like the idea. I do like the idea of Mr. and Mrs. Freeze, but you did have to kind of push that weird deal where something went wrong and they end up where, you know, Nora's insane now. You could have yeah, just had it that maybe. she came back. I mean, the, she was frozen for that long. You could have just had that. But and she they ended did that in the animated out. series where then she came back yeah. and all of a sudden she realized, I, I don't like the person you've become, Victor. You're a monster. Yeah, well, they, yeah, you could have done that. Or she just could have come out where she was frozen all the time and she's just mad at the world and says, you know what? What have you been doing? You look crazy. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of a super villain. What I did the world do to Batman. you, my love? Yeah, and then, and then you have her like, I'm in. Like, you know, I love you, my, my love. Now let's burn the world down. No. Let's freeze it. She's like, no, let's burn it. I'd rather burn it. I'm not really into weird this ideas. freezing. I'm not into this freezing ah, just yet. I, I'm getting acclimated to it. <laughs> it would be funny if she came out and then all of a sudden you almost had like the Lady Hawk deal where she's now on fire and they could never be together. They end Do you want like, to be boring oh, and awful? It's Lady Hawk, it is. <laughs> I don't know. It would have been funny. Oh, man, what's going on? You're on fire. And, oh, man, you're freezing. That's that's all the dialogue, every issue. It'd be awesome, wouldn't it? It'd be yeah. so cool. Let me kiss you, my love. Ah, I'm melding. Oh, I'm not melding. I'm freezing. Ah, this sucks. That'd be awesome. That'd be so good. I don't think that Nora's going to stick around that long. I think no, she she's going to get killed. I think she's going to get killed. And then Victor's Actually, motivation now is just... Victor. Oh, that'd be crazy. If now it's just Mrs. Freeze. Well, we, we yeah. do have that 5G coming up, and I've never heard anything about the villains being replaced. It's all the heroes because of some sort of event. But that would be cool. She's like, I'm going to take over. That'd be funny. I'm going to take over for my husband. All right, let me go through his notes. Let's see what he's all about. Bring back Nora. Bring back Nora. Yeah, I don't have shit to do. I can yeah, tell I you, if, Nora, if she's so actually brain damaged and not herself now, I can't. I could even see it going to the point where she actually ends up killing she Mr. Kills Freeze. Him? Exactly. Oh my. He How spent so long, Jim, trying to bring him. her back, only for her to be his death. Only to only to lose her. <laughs> well, even if it's one of those where she gets jealous 
of how much time he spent. Like he seems like he keeps throwing it in her face. This is what will happen. This is what happens with married couples there, where she's like, Man, you know, I really did, you know, do that evil that time. I think I did 52% of the evil over you. He's like, he's like, bitch, I brought you back. And she's sick of that. She's like, you know what? Will you ever get over that? And he's like, no. So she ends up doing something that now he's He's in the tube. He's in the tube now. And she's now trying to bring him back. After she but took them away, that'd be awesome. No, she's not trying. Well, did it seem like she's spending a lot of time with her new really Jamaican trying. boyfriend? I, I want her to go with actual time and say, you know, Victor, it took you an offer in seventy freaking years to bring me back. What the hell were you doing, sitting on your hands the whole time? Jesus Christ! But yeah, uh, I, what would you give this? I'd give this a six point three out of ten. I really enjoyed the art. It's just a lot of the things getting us to where we need to be felt really forced beyond. I'll tell you, I like the idea of a Mister and Mrs. Freeze. I just yeah, wish I the so. road there wasn't as bumpy as it has been and made a little bit more sense. But I do look forward to see what comes next. I like the uh, the art in this a lot. It's just I don't know. Tomasi's bits have not been really working for me all that much, even though there's some cool ideas to the stories. Yeah, uh, I don't know. This one seems a little more promising. Than some of the others, because at least at the end of this, we do have something. Most of the other things, when you'd ended it, was a wishing machine at one point. Then, it, you know, it was the it was a dream machine daughter of, you know, a freaking Arkham. Like these were things that just fell Astrid flat Arkham. completely. The Arkham Knight, yeah, yeah. Came and I up. guess maybe one time we'll have Astrid return, but do we need her to return? So when, when you would end stuff with Tomasi or. You know, you end up with Deadshot on an island. I mean, none of these things ever end with any sort of thing like, oh, man, I hope that they the bring that back. The brother oh, who man. became the new what? Grim Reaper for that annual. Yeah. Yeah. Like, where are you going to – but this actually at least seems bigger than that. It seems like the end game of it could continue and could actually change, you know, a whole character deal yeah. with Mr. Freeze and – where I thought it I was all the beginning. Well, you know, at the end, will we remember that? Eric? <laughs> we just have them together. At least you get what I'm saying is at least you get an ending that and an end game with if they do continue on, you get something out of it. Um, but at the beginning, remember, we thought it was going to be body parts, Eric. At oh, least yeah. It wasn't that. It, it was a little different. Be a Frankenstein situation. On. Yeah. And that would have ended up this. This story now does not ruin mr freeze even with bringing nora back it actually could continue with this and now I think he can retire that's a, that's a good play um i just want to have what happens is that at the end of this whole deal when luther presses a button and all of the offers disappear out of a thin air and now you got two dead all of a sudden it's the every man program where he gave people meta yeah. powers but could take them yeah. away at any given point yeah, i'm telling you Presses a button. Next thing you know, they're there. And you'd have, you know, Victor crawling to get into the suit again. And then Nora dead. And then we have the whole thing. All That's over the thing again. is, though, as we just found out, the, the, he doesn't, the, the nanites or whatever weren't Luther's offer. That was I a know. thing that he That's created years thing. ago. Who knows? I don't know how it would go. But yeah, that, that, so what ends up, it doesn't make a psycho killer so much with Victor, even though they just killed about 60 people, but, uh, it makes him a dumb guy. Because he could have done that before. You know, that's what, like you said, he could have gone in. I'm going to give it a six, eight. I did like the art a lot. And at least at the it's end, really I was good. like, all right, I can go with this. So at that, at least we got that. But we'll move on to the next book. Action Comics number 1016, written by Brian Michael Bendis, with art by Simon Kudransky, Brad Anderson, and Dave Sharp. It's the fight you've been waiting for. 
maybe, but told through the eyes of spectators as Superman takes on the jacked-up Red Cloud. Thankfully, Superman has an ace in the hole in the form of Naomi, but by the end of this issue, we learn nothing more about Red Cloud or Naomi, but who cares, because the Invisible Mafia is going to war, whatever that means. This is all wrong. Yeah, and uh, the the thing about this, I, I, even now I end up reading this stupid <laughs> Twitter page of the Daily Planet. And don't look at that. Dry, I don't even look at it anymore. Me, just drives me nuts. It, it, and when you have this, it's like, you know, whatever happened to Young Justice? I mean, That's you know just to take up a page nobody's, so you don't have, yeah, any, you don't have to tell any story. That. And then you end up in the thing. And, and does he think that he's that clever? Does does Brian Michael Bendis think he's wink-winking above our heads when you have, hey, I thought that she was going to be the leader of that Young Justice reboot. I'm like, go to hell. Just go to hell. And so when you have this, this is a year of the villain issue. Is it? Is this even a Superman issue? I don't know. I have to be the greatest detective to fucking find Superman barely in this one. And it just drives me nuts. And so when you do have things with a Brian Michael Bendis who likes to force his shit down your throat, and that's not sexy, unless you're Nils. He'd probably be into that, you know. Probably. But when when you get this stuff shoved down your throat, you get a guy who Mm -hmm, shows mm -hmm. up and claims that he's not trying to ruffle any feathers, but yet is, you know, destroying the bottled city of Candor. It's one of, you know, that that's huge. He does that in two issues in, but says, I don't want to do too much too soon. Well, when you have a guy like oh, that, no. what's he going to do when he's acclimated? Up, well, yeah, you end up having little things in issues then that become very big because of the idea that this guy is trying to wrestle the reins of this whole universe from everybody else to drive it forward, but yet has no idea that Cyborg is in the ghost sector and has not been on Earth for so long, and Batman would know that. This is ridiculous. That's just a smidgen little thing, but he doesn't know where Cyborg is? Like, this this is a big thing. He left, and even when he left, they kind of snuck out, but this is the thing. They, they or maybe end DC. Up where I don't know. He ends up just, he does not know what other people are doing, and worse, he doesn't care. And so when he ends up having this issue of Action Comics in a books of Superman and Action Comics, where pretty much, in my mind, you, ha- you haven't had a really great, you know, ongoing story anyway in both books, and you haven't had a lot of Superman. The focus is never on Superman. It's always on something else, and the something else is always his thing. That he thinks is cool, Rogos are. Which you know, I'm telling you, with this with issue, you have Leviathan. the you have the idea of Naomi showing up, but that's not even the thing that in my mind that he's focusing on the most. The idea that he's focusing on here is that we have the big fight between Red Cloud and, uh, and Superman, and we're getting the story through the eyes of the spectators who saw it happening. But the main story, I think, is the idea. Last issue, he said that we're getting rid of that gossip column. Trisha Q is now a reporter, and it's Trisha Q taking the statements from the people, being a reporter for the first time that like yeah. what Perry would consider real news. I'm like. That's Real what we're news. doing. Patricia Q is getting yeah. the scoop. I'm like, I don't yeah. care. Just show and me the then, goddamn fight because we only get a few panels of the static kind of thing and nonsense where until finally Naomi shows up and uses, you know, those powers we know so much about to drive Red Cloud back. I'm like, I, I don't know anything about this book yeah. anymore. But again, we've had two issues with Naomi. And the thing in my mind is, well, who is it for? Because if it the is Naomi-ites. for the people, if it is the Naomiites, uh, you're not getting much at all. You're, you just be happy. Uh, Tom Felrath, he's a big fan of Naomi. So he's like, oh, it's I cool. I call him she's a Naomiite. She's in the DCU proper, whatever. That, that's fine and dandy. 
But if you're going to do this and you're going to hijack the book, uh, you know, at least give other people who don't uh. know Naomi, give some info. Because I ended up having more than one person who wasn't reading Naomi say, who's this Naomi? Smart guys. And I'm like, well... You know, you, you read this. What are you getting from it? Because I wanted to know because we know as much as there is to know about yeah, Naomi, which isn't much. And so when you end up with that, uh, hey, what do you get? They have no idea. They have no idea who she is, what she's about, anything. So when you have her show up, Brian Michael I guess she lives in Oregon. everybody knows this character. And yes, the series itself did sell very good. Naomi's series. I don't know how many of those people read it because it was the idea that most of it was collectible stuff. And it was having problems. And then all of a sudden he rebounded it by, hey, this is the issue. One issue, you'll see this power. One issue, you'll see what her parents were, this world. So they became the first of each thing of her. So people were grabbing it, thinking, oh, this could be the next Miles. You've done it again, Bendis. And so they were grabbing it. But I don't know how many people were reading it. And even if all of them were... There's still a divide between the amount of issues that Action Comics is selling and the Naomi. So there's going to be people who go and I see people on Twitter like, what the hell is going on? Where's what's Superman doing? And you're focusing on this character of yours. And it really then really seems almost pretentious. I know that he could do whatever he wants. But to end up Action Comics, I said at the beginning of the section, should be one of the bigger books, you know, and I know hey, he should take advantage of this. But. Give me a Superman story, please. Give me something where I I can tell that you know Superman. And the problem I have really with this, and and it really is one of the Brian Michael Bendis problems. And I even I put it up in the Slack. Is there were there was a a, a bulletin board thing where people a message board where people were talking about what they hated about Bendis and it was like his stories take too long. He has the sing song dialogue. He pushes the wrong things. He does. This was from six years ago at Marvel. And I'm like, holy crap, it's everything. You know, this isn't changed. This fresh start of his over here, fresh start, has not changed it. So what the big thing to me in this issue is it becomes very boring because when Trisha Q goes around, every person has the exact same voice. They have the exact same Back and forth sing song dialogue. Look, that I don't every, know you can those people. That's it. fine. When we get to the actual characters we know, like a Superman, Batman, and Naomi, I, I don't rattle out Naomi. She can do whatever she wants. But like when Batman is talking to Naomi about Superman fighting Red Hood and saying how absolutely no way you should go and like, you know help Superman, you are an alpha level power. The idea that he is goading her to go out, he knows nothing no. about this new character, this new person with this alpha level power. Why would you send her out untrained to go help Superman and be happy? I'm like he was doing reverse psychology. He even smiles when she goes and leaves. I'm like, yeah. what is wrong with this Batman? Like you don't want this unchecked power know. out there that could, you, you don't know, could explode and destroy no. everybody in fucking Metropolis. Who knows? Uh, well, and I'm saying I'll, I'll go more with the idea. Yeah, we don't know these little kids, but little kids talk exactly like a uh, a rabbi <laughs> who also talk exactly like uh, a couple of black guys playing chess who talk like some glass movers. You know, you have all these things going City on. City speak, man. City and, speak. And uh, they all talk the Everybody's same. Everybody's got the lingo down. Every, uh, a nun, you know, and, and it has to be, I mean, really, gather all of these people up. We have the biggest uh, freaking Burger King kids club that we've ever had. Uh, I mean, it's the diversity of everything, but everybody talks the same. And then you go to Batman and Naomi, and they talk the same. And then all of a sudden... You have the Wonder Twins. They talk to say nobody has a distinct voice. And because of that, that's why I think that Batman's off. 
he does things and talks different when he meets naomi's mom i'm batman really like really where's my f you soundbite because that's just no way he's he's not saying that and it just and i know that people like that batman universe book that he did for the walmart deal and i did as well actually the issues that i read they were really good he has negated any sort of goodwill i have towards him writing batman in this and leviathan it's nonsense he does not know Batman. His dialogue is awful. This dialogue, you can say it's dated because this is the same dialogue that he's had, you know, for 20, well, however many years. But I, I don't see any time that it would be good because it is this just Well, not even just the dialogue, forth. but the idea of what they're going to do. Because, you know, we have Naomi going and save the day. Freaking Red Cloud just goes away to fight another day. And we have to take Naomi home at this point, back to Oregon. And the thing is... Superman and Batman, they're going to tap out. They can't keep check of this girl 24 hours. So what the 24 seven. So what they do is they have star labs come and they'll watch the town because we have those interdimensional rifts that could open. You know, we have good big yeah. bads that come out, but they're also going to watch Naomi. And the idea that these two, the they world's don't trust finest them. talk about there's something off about yeah. star labs. They're like, yeah, I don't trust them either. They're, you're yeah, going to leave go. this alpha power with this people girl. that you actually don't trust and think they might be up to no good. I'm like, what is wrong with my favorite heroes? Yeah. Yeah, just a a young girl who's just getting her powers, and they're like, hey, we don't trust Star Labs, which when you don't trust Star Labs, shit can go real bad. If if I don't trust the neighbor, maybe he'll fall asleep, or her, him, whatever, will, you know, fall asleep and not watch. Star Labs, you don't trust. This means they're going to grab her. Somebody come up, Dr. Glory? I'm like, that is a villain name right there. And they're going to grab her and start doing experiments. You know, who knows what will happen, and you end up throwing in uh, pretty much an equal, in my mind, to Naomi here. You ended up getting the Wonder Twins in their book where they ended up coming from their, you know, their planet after a Thunderlust, Eric. And it was a favor to Superman. It was a favor to Superman. So they ended up saying, OK, well, you can intern at the Hall of Justice and then go to school right next to the Hall of Justice so we can keep an eye on you. Well, why wouldn't they do that for Naomi? That, that to me, would have been a very cool little aside. Then you can have her organically show up in the book at times, even show up in other books. I'm telling you, I'm going to take it to a dark turn where the reason you can't do this is because she has her parents, but then, you know, the the Hall of Justice goes and pushes the matter. You're not her parents. You're her foster parents. You have no right to her and take her away. And now it becomes this really like, you know, lifetime movie channel kind of thing going on where it's about who has control of the child, Jim. Here's, here's the weird deal. (laughs) Dark as hell. Really? It's on Maury. Uh, it's so boring. Yeah, and Naomi comes out, I do what I want, and gives the finger to everyone. But th- <laughs> this is the thing. If, if Batman and Superman went to Oregon, went to her hometown and said, hey, you know what would be cool? If we get Naomi, she can be interning. She'll go to this good school, and you guys are welcome to come. I mean, I don't we have know, Jim. What about all those friends that we were introduced to in that first issue? Wouldn't she miss well, them? What, what, well, bring them along too. I mean, you had you know, Moose, Moose, Reggie, you had Archie, Reggie. <laughs> I mean, Reggie, he's kind of an asshole, rich guy. But hey, if Veronica will keep him in, in line, <laughs> Annabelle and Betty, you know, you have them all. Uh, but no, the the thing is though, is this just to tie in? Because if you remember. Uh, her father and D the talking, talking about different things that they had from Star Labs at one point. Star Labs was brought up a couple times in the Naomi series. I think that this is just set up for shit to go wrong with Star Labs in her second oh, season sure. then because of D. And like you said, they're Ronnie and they're, they're aliens and stuff like that. 
And I don't need that setup, especially when you say, hey, Star Labs isn't acting right. No, when you leave this, have Batman and Superman, even if you want to have Star Labs go bad, which the shit goes wrong around them all the time. But if you sit there and say Batman and Superman say, do we trust Star Labs right now with everything going on? Do we trust? Well, I trust Dr. Glory, you know, and, and at least have us rest assured that these two guys who also, you know, on an aside, they found at the sanctuary and, and caused all sort of trouble there. They're not very good with helping people, no. you know, get on with their lives. And so it's just odd that it goes this way. But I really do think, like you said, you do have Annabelle and her friends. You don't, Brian Michael Bendis doesn't want to uproot her from a town that is going to be a basis of this year two thing. So yeah. you have to force the issue for her just to show up in this two issues. Say, look at me. I'm an alpha level, you know, superhero. I have powers. I can help Superman and he knows me now. Okay, we're going to send you back to your town because you got your book coming back up and you got to be back there. So I'm just like, why? Look, why you're talking about Forrest. When we get to the end of this whole thing where Mr. Strong is talking to Leone about how Red Cloud was out there fighting Superman, somehow that means to Leone that, that Lex Luthor no gave sense. her powers. I guess the invisible part of our invisible mafia will have to go down because yeah, we're going to go to war with everybody. Nobody knows that Red Cloud was associated with no. freaking the invisible mafia. They don't know about you. The only thing we ever really saw you do besides the fact that you own the Daily Planet is that you sold some drugs to the mayor and yeah. talked in a fucking yeah. lead line thing of uh, people you nicknamed after foods. You yeah. weren't doing that That's much. It. I don't know yep. what you think you set up here, but the, the invisible mafia going to war, that means nothing to me. I don't know yeah. what you think it's supposed to mean because you didn't set up these goddamn characters beyond the, we don't talk, we don't say certain words here. I'm like, <laughs> it's even weird with that because what are you doing? as, as they're Go to saying war with that, everybody. it looks like they're reading a, a, an article from Trisha Q's article about from the fight. Naomi, about mostly Naomi, about the, you know, the new powers, wow, Metropolis. And so it's just, why are you getting rid of one of your biggest assets that you have struggled so well, has hard Red Cloud, to maintain? You know, Robinson Good has she gone back to work since she got the goddamn offer? I don't yeah, know. I don't like, know. is she still working at the Daily Planet? She was made, you know, co-chairman of whatever the hell you want to call it of the Invisible yeah. Mafia with Leone. Like, I don't know what any of you people are doing. Is what I'm saying in the long run. Like you have created this thing that I thought was cool. The invisible mafia of people who have to like live in Metropolis and still want to do their crime. And they found out a way. That is a cool premise. You did nothing to set these characters up at all. Nothing. And the idea of them going to war means nothing to me. I'm telling you, you go to war with Leviathan. Sure enough. I don't care about that either because you never did anything to set up Leviathan either. Yeah. Yeah. I love this way. Trisha Q is interviewing people and these kids, these kids look like they're six. I think you're sarcastic when you say you love it. Now she's like, so it was a person. It was a kid, teenager for sure. New power, saw a face, and all the sights. I was like, actually looking at that panel earlier. What the fuck are you saying? And I never met a, a six-year-old yet. That that'll sit there, teenager for sure. And what the hell do you know? You see a teenager think that's an old person. It's just stupid. It's all stupid. And even the idea of. He can't just have Batman. And these, I'm telling you, these are just little things that are just get to me over this long span of his issues of, yeah, hey, are you dizzy at all? Anxious. Are you normally anxious? Well, yeah, you're 16, 17. Why can't this just be Batman? How do you feel? I'm a little anxious. How old are you? 17. 
That, that's all you need. You don't have to have bad. It's it's the guessing game. I mean, everybody with Brian Michael Bendis, well, they're detective, 20, huh? 21 questions. It's what they're doing. And I think that he is practicing because he wants to work at the goddamn fair next summer. Well, I think that you're 250 pounds. How Where do you get man? off? I'm 175. How dare you, you? asshole. Get on the scale. I don't believe you. Oh, no. It just, what, what I'm going home. Here? It's doing. It's a guessing game for this guy. And then he's like, I don't trust Star Labs. Where should we take her then? Star Labs. <laughs> what is going on? World's greatest detective, world's worst per- people person, world's worst decision maker. And then just the idea, too, that you want to end up having Brian Michael Bendis play around that. Yeah. I think it might have been the red tornadoes. Like that? No, it's not. It, Look, it's not it, up that. You go uh, back to that even twice. People don't remember the red yeah. tornadoes. Why are we yeah. dealing with this twice? Yeah. Then why is everybody <laughs> mentioning it? And then, oh man, it was like a red tornado. What? You know, not like a red tornado, like a real red tornado. I'm like, oh my god, what are you doing? What are you doing? You, you get, well, I know what he's doing. He's giving us an issue of nothing, and so he wants to impress us with Trisha Q. Doing these things with these people, with the she went that way. I think she took a wrong turn at the Albuquerque's. I mean, everybody's just telling their nonsense. Which way was it? That way. Okay, yeah, we're moving the glass, but man, we saw shit go down. It looked cool. Uh, whatever. I don't care about any. It almost seems like what's going on in this as she goes through all these people. These are all the assholes at our work that I don't want to talk to. This is what you get from them. Hey, uh, you know where where that he went that way. I can't get out of town. You're hard working i don't need this i'm telling you Uh, by the end at first the art threw me off it it actually did and uh i thought at the beginning it was almost kind of giving us a little bit of a a little more colorful but almost a look of a leviathan but then it got better i actually got used to it and didn't mind it by the end so i did like the art yeah the art's okay but that's never the problem with this book or even superman it's always the writing that's involved because of that yeah I, I I can't help but give it a fuck you five because I got I, done this I issue and to. nothing happened. I'm telling you, I, yeah. even if I wouldn't go into this looking for the fight between Superman and Red Cloud, I get it through a panel here or there, but mostly through people telling me what they saw happen, but just have the bend of speech to do it. I'm like, I don't need that. Naomi, we don't mm. learn anything new about that except for the word alpha power. Don't know anything yeah. about her. And it's like the idea of the invisible mafia going to war. You didn't do anything with that, so that means nothing to me either. Another goddamn issue of Action Comics out of the way where I got nothing. Fuck you, yeah. Fuck you! You end up with, uh, you know, Batman saying he's Batman. You got that, right? I like, too, where you have a guy who who is trusting Star Labs and saying, you know, eh, we don't really trust him, but we'll let them watch over her. But then has to, like, really go in, I, I really think that this is a nice family. I think that this family's going places. <laughs> you have no idea, jerk. Uh, Worry about your yeah, own family. And at the end, uh, I'm a fuck you five as well, so I will hit it one more time there. Fuck you! And uh, just, how dare you? Yeah, I just, I can't take it. it uh, we have to read this, and it's one of the most wordy issues to tell you nothing. And and it's set up that way because it's Trisha Q getting frustrated, going to person to person to find out nothing. And uh, why do that? Why base your entire issue on the idea that your character doing the narrative of it all? Is getting nothing. And in fact, the page count of her getting nothing is well more than the amount of battle you even get. This battle looks like it takes five seconds. You know, it's not very long. And then you just have, I think it was there. I think it was there. It was a teenager. Yeah. And then you go and just have her dropped off at her house. So you've wasted tuition. 
Hey, I think it was a girl. It was a guy. It was a girl. It was a person. It was a teenager. It was nobody. I think that it was a figment of my imagination. I think you're insane. There you go. I just did the, the next issue. Uh, basically, just watch it. It's five out too. of five. Back in the day, it seemed as if everybody Perfect. went along the lines. <laughs> I did it perfectly. <laughs> uh, they went along the lines that this dialogue was the friends dialogue. That's how they. That's how back in the day. If you look at the earliest stuff of people talking about the style of dialogue Bendis does, and, and so that to me, we always go with the Gilmore Girls type of deal. Uh, but Friends might be the better thing. It's a better the show, amount of Jim. people and stuff. Well, Gilmore Girls or Friends? Yeah. I, yeah. You just said, yeah, you didn't say which one. Gilmore, Gilmore Girls, Girls or Friends. Oh, yeah, you say that. I, I don't know if I agree with that. Neither are Golden Girls. You know that. I agree. But it, it is this back and forth. It just drives me nuts. But then enough of that. We're going to go off now to some mail. Yo, it's mail call. It's mail with you. Hallelujah, it's mail. Yes, mail with Jim and Eric. How are you doing, Eric? Yes. How are you doing? How was your day today? Do you feel okay? You, you feel uh, up uh, well for it? You don't have that. Fuck you! That'll pick up your spirits. Hey, welcome to the mail section number one. Do something. Uh, <laughs> it's going to raise your vigor. Uh, if you want to be part of the mail sections, like all of these fellas and gals and everybody who gets involved. And why would you? And why wouldn't you? Except maybe Eric will be a jerk to you. But then you can say that to him, right? Uh, But you can email us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com, just like Luis, who starts us off with saying, hello, get fresh crew. Eric, what do you say to that? Get fresh crew. All right. I should be back in school. Oh, my. I I hit the wrong thing, (laughs) Eric. I hope you're enjoying your spooky weekend. 251. I haven't read this week's books yet. I've been busy working on my my freeze custom. You know what that means, right? He's working on how 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 you're talking about. He's got some Nora he's dug up. He's now he's making a Mr. Freeze custom. He likes to do realistic versions, and that's pretty cool. He did send a picture. That is cool. And I'm not gonna send it to you. So take that, (gasps) Eric. Take that. That's always what happens. I am sending you the pic to feel free to post the pic and all the other ones I sent you. And so what I'll do is I'll post it, but I'm going to post it in the news podcast on the Patreon. So you, you'll see it later this week as you tell me, please, not the sexy one. Those are for you and you alone. So say, there you go. I get the sexy ones, Eric. It's only the sexy jimmies. Enjoy. Get fresh crew. See you. See you on the seven. You like that? That's the get, get, what was that? The get fresh crew? Yeah, that's great. I just want people to run around yelling, kabooya, kabooya. And that is the waste. And thanks I, I, I for that. dropping us a line. People getting locked up. 
You really don't want that? You mean if you were in the Get Fresh crew, you wouldn't want that happening? That's almost as good as the fart board to me. I'm telling you. You make me laugh. You almost. You laugh, Eric. You do make me laugh. You said almost, and now it's going to have to come back. And we do have... <laughs> You know, you a dare. special episode next week that I could pull that out of my ass, if you will. Pun intended. I the won't. next one is from Nick. Thank you, Luis. Nick says, so I see this tweet thread on Tony S. Daniels. Isn't that Tony McDaniels on the Twitter page no, in no. response to him sharing art? Oh, that, no, that's no. just an idiot. Okay. Uh, yeah. From his upcoming run on Batman. And someone asked if it's going to be monthly. Which we know it's not the case for January, at least. And the January solicits did come out, and that's something that surprised everyone. Now, it's not just Batman. It's most of the books that we've been getting and thought, like Flash and things. And Tony says bi-weekly. Then after the guy shares the official DC blog explaining away Tom's sudden departure, Tony says it was a last-second change. For all those people who wanted to pretend Tom King was gracefully being transitioned to a miniseries because DC wanted Batman to be a monthly series, this proves it had nothing to do with Batman going monthly at all. Now, from what I've heard, it's a mixture of a lot of things. And it's a mixture of something where a lot of other plans down the line were going to take a little longer than they were. And since they aren't going to, there was no reason to go back on that bi-monthly deal. And they kind of want to get to that Batman 100. Well, that's what I'm saying. But at one point, it looked like you wanted to get to that 100 to then go into the 5G is what we heard. But we were told this was going to be way more down the line than I think it's going to be. But we'll see. Tom King is now tweeting about how how greatness can't be forced into a monthly schedule. Literally, read his latest tweet. Where he can't keep one story straight Greatness about the now delayed Batwoman Catwoman series, and that's from Nick. And yeah, he was kind of—I I don't think he meant what he said in this in this tweet, but basically said he thinks that this upcoming, you know, Batcat is as good as such classics as Dark Knight Returns, Mister Miracle, and Vision. So it's weird that he's so saying it's three be out of four. I got you. Three out of four of the greatest things ever are his. It's just, you know, is that coincidence? I doubt it. I, I doubt it, Eric. Uh, where, uh, there it is. Fuck you! There you go, Eric. See? <laughs> now it's like the news program. <laughs> Delayed sound effects and me making us in. The next one's from Craig. And Craig, and I'll tell you, this seems to be from Craig. We haven't heard from Craig in quite some time, Eric. Wink, wink. No? Dear Weird Science, questions for the panel, if you may. It's weird. He knows what I call my privates. He's, he's asking a question. A DC-themed huh. F. Mary Kill, Detective Chimp, Bat Cow, Captain Carrot. Now, I hope that Captain Carrot you will marry because that might improve your sight, right? That's the thing. No, uh, but I'm going to go Jim. first. First off, Captain Carrot, that seems like I can, you know, go both ways with old Captain Carrot, if you know what I'm saying there. Rum, rum, I Eric. don't. And so I'm going to F Captain Carrot. I am legitimately going, going so hard. I, I'm going to F him and then and, and he'll F me. And then the next thing you know, we're going to have kids that I don't know, maybe apples. What happens when a guy makes love to a carrot? I think that possibly you have Brussels sprouts I know what as happens. kids. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's I do too. a good Saturday night. I, I do too. You keep it quiet and, and hope that nobody wants to eat that carrot. Like it would be one of those things. Well, me and Captain carrots. Carrot. We're, we're hanging loose. And really, Captain Carrot in my universe comes about on Gilligan's Island when I make those seeds 
and I plant them and I get the super carrots and, and then I steal them from Marianne. Because if you thing. remember, Marianne's the one who ate the carrots and then she could see a ship out in the bay, but she was actually seeing all the way to Hawaii with her super sight. It was crazy. That was a good episode, right? Uh, that, but Detective Chimp, I can't stand. That guy, he, here's what, he, he's the greatest detective. He's going to find himself the greatest dead detective because I want no parts of him. He's smoking that stogie all the time. I, he's a drunk. He probably beat me. I, I can see him beating me. The, the best thing beat, about it eat is. Eat your face. The best thing, yeah, really. He's going to go to town on my face. And uh, I don't mind that sometimes, but I, I just don't like him. And he, he dresses himself up like he thinks he's a human. He's not. It, it annoys me. I'm like, you know, get in your regular chimp outfit, buddy, which is nothing. What's a regular Don't chimp outfit? You know? Okay. Uh, nothing. Go proud. You, you don't have to pretend you're a little detective. I don't need a Sherlock Holmes around here. I need a, a monkey that's going to take care of me. The guy can barely keep a job. He's a drunk. And I, I think he would be. He me. owns a bar, and, Jim. He's doing way better than you uh, are. Yeah, exactly. An alcoholic should not own a bar. That's plain and simple. He's there. <laughs> He's going to be there all the time. I don't need that. I'm at home with the kids. I'm struggling. He comes home and says, looks like the dishwasher is broken. He needs me. I'm mad now. I'm very upset. He ends up, he's always taking the remote, this asshole. And then at the end, he's picking bugs out of my hair and throwing shit against the wall. He's a chimp, for Christ's sakes. And Beckel, I'd marry because Beckel seems very low key. Sits there. I, I have a lot of milk. You know, I have a source of milk. And I can just go go with that, right? And then when just we, gross. We, have, we have we have dress up night where he puts on that that freaking mask, you know, like he pretends that he's Batman or, or Robin, and then we go to town with each other, right? And and that I'll count. say at the end, it's utter love, Eric. See, see what I did there? But that's my f Mary Kill. How about you? You, you like the I mean, Captain I'm killing, Carrot? I'm killing Captain Carrot right away because I don't need some asshole right? trying to make love to me and fucking shove carrots <laughs> in my ass or anything like well, that. And plus, want. with that, that's why what, it's I, weird. Like, if it's Captain Carrot, he's going to be so much stronger than me. He's going to do whatever he wants. If it was just his personal, like, identity, his secret identity with Reggie, I'm fine with that. But Captain Carrot scares the hell out of me. I don't know what he's going to make me do. I am fucking Detective Chimp because at least I know I can get really blitzed drunk beforehand and he's going to keep me that way oh, for yeah. whatever I might do. You and I'm going to marry that cow because. I'm married to a cow. What's it going to tell me to do? Nothing. That's what I'm and saying. And that's the way Eric likes that's it. What, that's how Eric likes it. But suddenly, <laughs> Batcow becomes a real jerk. You know, like yelling and telling you you got to do things, you know, saying if you don't do it, he's going to take mm. you out the pasture, stuff like that. Oh, no. right? That's what he's going to say. I'm telling you, Detective Chimp is the worst. But it's now that I'm thinking of it, now that I'm thinking of it, you, you have Captain Carrot. And if you really want to get these things, you know, going, you do have the zoo crew. That they might and, and Yankee Doodle. I don't want the Zoo Crew. Yeah, Yankee Doodle Iron shows Pig. up. That's that's I don't want the, any parts that, of that. that classic, right? Iron Pig shows up, right? Yeah, you have a gang going there. You have some fun. People taking pictures. Possibly like somebody hanging. You know, stuff like that. Well, hanging. through all this, as everything Carrey that happens, <laughs> and everything that happens, I'm usually in the corner. Then nobody's paying attention to me. Iron Pig, he's not going to do anything with me, so I'll be left alone to my own devices. Pig I'm on the tablet. I said Iron I'm Pig. on the yeah. I'm on the tablet. I- I'm just reading stuff on the the DC Universe app and the Marvel. Fastback is just this hanging is out with you, on. all awkward as yeah, well. Yeah, really, it's weird. He's fastback, and they call me. Uh, back fat is what they called me, and I, it wasn't very. Hey, nice. Abracadabra, make me disappear, huh? <laughs> yeah, really. No, he's like, oh my, yeah, that's fun, right? Mind freak, is that what that is? And an homage in the recent Batman Damned Hardback. Who's Wang in DC? Would the panel most like to see? 
I'm going to go first. I say Lois Lane's, Eric. Is it weird? But that's what I'm going with. Uh, which Wang would you like to see? Batgirl, but only if she couldn't use her legs. Oh, we have some two weird ideas of what wangs are. But there you go. That That is the end of the section. What are you talking about? Female wangs now, are smaller than male wangs. I don't know how it works. That is true. Well, yeah, I don't know. I've seen some that, you know, that would go against that theory. But we're going to go off now to the weird. next section of books, which is just to two the internet. books. And yes, we're off to look up things. But we're going to come back with two more books, Flash and Wonder Woman. So vain to be sexy in heaven. Would he have no shame to be sexy in heaven? That's not allowed. You'll fall off a cloud But you know He won't wear his glasses Up in heaven All right, and we are here with a two-book section, and usually when these books come out, we do talk about them together. It's Flash and Wonder Woman, and usually we usually we enjoy, you know, Flash. We kind of go on and on about it. We have some fun, even if we're not, you know, the huge thing about it. But it's not like we're giving this book ones or anything. We're we're pretty much middle of the road. I don't know about this issue. And I see, (laughs) you know, people loving it and what ends up happening. And this is happening too much with these stories where you have this huge buildup. It kind of happens in Wonder Woman, too. So that's the theme of this section Uh, is a lot of buildup. Disappointment. Things that are kind of cool. And then it just ends to end and things just move along as if whatever happened. I mean, we're going to get two huge things. In these next two issues, we're going to get in the flash, the speed force is going to be repaired. This is huge. In the Wonder Woman book, we're going to end up having a new god of love and both fall flat. Both fall flat. There's nothing about these books that makes me... Any bit excited, Jim, especially the way got that the they're forever told. force, huh? The yeah. forever no, force. we don't anymore. It's gone. It's it's we done. don't even know what it is. No, I don't know. We it ends up giving you a clip show. It's a weird it's goddamn a void. show. Yeah, no, we're just you know, the forever force. I'm telling you, let's get this out. Is five G here? Is it? I, I'm telling you. You got a new I, phone? I know that. I know that people. Are, I'm, I want a six G. People are all upset and saying, you know, hey, I don't need to have these legacy heroes and I just need some stories that I can get behind because these are starting to just be nonsense. You're, you're leaving people on books for way too long that that hardly had 81 issues of story. You know, I, I don't know what's going on here. Well, well, that's here the we worst are. part. This whole thing with Joshua Williamson going into this whole thing. This arc felt like the big turning part, part in my mind where yeah. we were actually seeing everything he had set up. It never really made any sense. And then some things were thrown out here and there to try to make this arc make sense to give us the definition of the Sage Force, the Strength Force, all leading up to the Forever Force and all these other things. I'm like, 
And then it just kind of ends here. And I'm like, I don't yeah. know what happened. But this is the thing. This is what happens in a lot of these. And, and I don't remember every single story or every single arc. But every time, like, the rogues reloaded. Oh, man, this yeah. is cool. Good first issue. It wavers a little and then ends in, in a, you know, nothing. A thud. Then <laughs> we have the, the, the Flash War. Where, okay, this is the definitive deal. This is going to be great. Goes, goes, goes. We we end up with some non-answers. All it does is send Wally off to the sanctuary and, and misery. And then from there, this book has been trying to kind of, you know, not catch up, but kind of explain, like you said, some of the things that happened from that flash war where we got the sage force, the strength force, you know, the stead, steadfast and the still force, things like that. And it never got around to really explaining things. And then by the end of this, unless we see one of those wonky, oh, we were here all along. Uh, I think that Fuerza <laughs> and Commander Cold are are done. They, they should be trapped. Uh, but, but at the end, do you really understand or really spell out fully what has happened with the Speed Force? Because it is a, a thing where it seems like it is kind of put back together, whatever, then people don't have their powers, then they do, then they don't. And then by the end, I don't know what's going on again, except now it's, hey, rogues are here. It's time to kick ass. Rogues re-reloaded. Yeah, yeah, they can reload all they want. I, I just, I don't understand. It, it wasn't that a Metallica album, Eric, that you, you weren't a big fan of? It was reloaded? a great album. A lot of people put it down. I know you, you sit there and occasionally I'll bring up Metallica and then I'll say, you know what? My brother, Back in the day, really like Metallica, and I didn't give them any credit just because my brother liked them. I'm like, ah, they're a bunch of nonsense. He's like, no way, man. The Ride the Lightning album's going to be a classic. I'm like, a classic piece of crap. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Hey there, dude. I think that Ride the Lightning's going to ride it all the way up to the top. And I'm like, I don't and you know. know what? I don't he know what's right. going on. He was right. And I'll never admit it. I don't talk to him. I haven't talked to him in years. Uh, but I, I would have to admit, you know what? You had something there. Uh, maybe not with the Celtic Frost. They didn't quite hit as as big as you thought, uh, but Metallica did. The, the, <laughs> the Celtic Frost. Uh, he ended up, he loved all this death metal and, and Metallica yeah. and stuff like that. But, you know, he's probably one of those that bailed on Metallica later when, when they got too fancy. Right. He, when they cut a, their hair. And they cut their hair. Reload. Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> Here we go. It's a good Flash, album. Flash number 81, written by Joshua Williamson, art by Scott Collins, Luis Guerrero, and letters by Steve Wands. It's Zoom and Barry versus the Black Flash, which is cool, I guess, but there just isn't much to this issue. Barry is barely hurt at all from last issue's big cliffhanger, and the Forever Force is just a device for Hunter to find out the reverse Flash caused him most of his problems. It's a bonding moment for Zoom and Barry. But the real ace in the hole is Hunter, Eric, who, who fixes the speed force so we can move along to the rogues who kind of mess around with Wallace and Avery while all this is going on to get to their hero pose in the cliffhanger. And that's really all I got. I, you know, we, we end up here with <laughs> starting, off, starting off here. We end up and I'm like, all right, well, Barry's hurt. Well, what is Hunter going to do? Yeah, is it going to be one of these? impaled all the way through, it seemed like, yeah, right? He Come even on, says he was. And he's like, I'm really not that hurt. Uh, it, well, it hit him in the oh. flash symbol and it's glowing now. So then, you know, that's a power up. It, he's like a, you know, Ultron or, or something stupid. You know, Ultraman is what I meant with that <laughs> blinking deal. I'm like, he's Ultraman. Look at him. He's blinking. Uh, so with this, though. You had the idea where Joshua Williamson's like, oh, this is going to be cool. And I thought in my mind, thinking going into this, then thinking going into this, you have Hunter who, you know, he's a villain. He's a bad guy, but he's mainly Wally's bad guy. 
So and we, we sure and that was really stressed in the last issue where every time they're fighting, it's like, you know what? You didn't do anything to me, but man, that Wally, 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 tell Wally, tell Wally. Uh, so in this, I thought, okay, you, you end up having Hunter. He's going to try to kill the Black Flash. Now, all of a sudden, this is thrown out here out of nowhere. And why wouldn't Barry have said this before? He knows. He ended up where Zoom's there. I'm going to kill the Black Flash. I'm going to kill. I'm going to prove that I'm the best. I can beat death. It's going to be great for us. Speedsters, here we are. Barry throws a little nugget here. You kill the Black Flash. We're done. The the speed force collapses then. It's over. Why wouldn't he have said this? Why wouldn't he have stressed this before? Before you have, you know, Hunter pretty much, you know, activating the dental plan of the Black Flash. Teeth flying everywhere, all this stuff. But in the meantime, Flash just heals. And I think that this is where I wanted the story and thought the story was going to be one of these where you did have Hunter who isn't quite, he's not a reverse Flash. He's not as bad as some of the, you know, some of the things going on, some of the villains that we deal with. And here's Barry, who's been impaled. And now Hunter has to decide, am I going to keep fighting the Black Flash who's here? And if I turn on him, you know, turn my back, he'll kill me. Or do I save Barry? And I thought that's what was going to happen. I thought that he was going to make the hero's choice, save Barry. Now, I always thought something with Hunter is going to end up being able to you know, not sacrifice himself like he does here, but I thought he was going to end up changing his game and they would work together for something with the Black Flash and allow some wonky way, some weird way that the Black Flash could end up getting these other forces without anybody dying. You know, maybe put it in an, a little avatar. I, I don't know. All of a sudden, he's just yeah. eating dummies that have them. I have no idea. But uh, I didn't think it was going to go like this. And just the idea that Barry is suddenly healed for no reason to me is lazy story writing. It's lazy because you don't <laughs> know now. You have, you've almost painted. I guess Joshua Williamson is like, well, I can't really do something with this because, like I said, if Hunter really decides to turn around. A corner. And here's the thing. It, it, it ends up that he wants to make Hunter a hero, a redeemed villain hero. If he ends up going, turning around to get Barry and then the Black Flash, you know, pretty much kills we end up the same way and and in, in my mind actually it would work out better because that's what the black flash is trying to do he's trying to get well it's even weird in this whole idea where we have you know hunter Zolomon. and he goes and realizes that with the forever force now barry was able he was going to tell him this before they went to forever force he went back and looked at the gun that the clown used when he was a you know a cr- uh, criminal profiler and he realized you know what's uh, hunter you were right. The clown never would have used a gun. It was Eobart Thawne all along who gave the clown the gun to give you this tragedy. And the thing is, so this is Hunter's goddamn bread and butter. The idea that Eobart then gave him the tragedy, which would yep. make him the true That's flash. That's why I think they That's do what that, he's though. always trying to do, You know though. what I mean? The, now he's make, null and you know, void. Like, but, he's had, but he's had nothing but tragedy leading yeah. up, thinking that Wally West needs a tragedy like this. So I'm like – Thank you, Eobart. You have made me the truest Flash I can be. So the idea when he's like, Eobart did this to me. Yeah. Well, Flash, I better help you save the Speed Force. Now I'm like, well, that's a little weird. You're going to have to give him the heroes, like the redemption here. But like, it kind of feels out of nowhere, especially when we see in the Forever Force, the clip show that it is. Yeah. Where you just have, and you there's barely a, even see Eobart it. wearing a glove. It's so weird. You have the clown wearing a glove. Like, how are you getting fingerprints yeah, you getting off this goddamn guns? Yeah. Yeah. And, and even with know. that, it, it ends up being one of those things like, uh, you know, you had Telos and Convergence. Uh, my name is, and then all of a sudden shit goes down. Barry runs to find Zoom because of the idea that he saw those fingerprints and then waits till the last second to tell him 
just because it's convenient than because they see. And he's like, look there. Look at the clip show going by. Like you said, they're both wearing gloves. They they would not have had any fingerprints. But is, even he, so, like, he, he could have seen it anyway. He's going back and forth in time to watch is, this. All so. this- all this stuff in my mind would have been already out there because you had the gun before when the clown killed his mentor kind of thing. So it was yeah. put through processing. There was evidence found, you know, yeah. you fingerprint this, that. Well, they did the other say thing, the, the other suddenly- thing was weird. When they did get the gun, they said that these fingerprints didn't show up in this world as if they were from the other future multiverse, you know, stuff like that. It was weird because if you remember, Barry said, I'm going to put it through now. And maybe now they will hit. There's a hit. And uh, it doesn't make sense. You, you, we were saying before, we were playing with the it, idea. It, it never made any no, sense. No, we were before playing with the idea, the idea that this that is a Hunter got, Solomon yes. who doesn't exist no, in this world. No, he doesn't exist yeah. in this world. So when they ended up having the gun in this world, it was that the fingerprints did not hit. Also, you're, you're led to believe that these fingerprints on this gun blasted all this cross dimensions. I mean, really, that's some strong fingerprints going on. Well, but yeah, they I, I ended don't up, understand how any of I this works. I just want to know why they couldn't have gotten Eobart Thawne's fingerprints off this initially or it had a match Ooh. later on when he was finally and, arrested and put in bed yeah, like freaking yeah. Iron Heights. And, and with that, well, you know, when you cross multiverses, Eric, and, and go through the barrier of reboots, maybe they change. Doesn't make any sense. Don't. They reverse because uh, he's reverse flesh. But you, you end up having this and it's a negative it ends up where we're going to end up. At, this story is is over here. So and I guess that there might be some repercussions, like it's you said, at the one story. point for flares and stuff like that. But it, you end up having something where I think that Josh Williamson does this a lot. And it drives me nuts is you end up with a couple seeds here that could really be cool stories if we had a couple issues. I mean, the idea that you end up in this forever force that I somehow they can have the reverse is. flash. There come out and then they they confront him. How about us see them go back and try to you know well, almost dead, like a Jim. but uh, but I'm saying now you have the forever force. Who knows what it does? But also this would lead he's to the classic where you know Hunter's like I'm going to go back in time and change this then and then Barry has no no you can't that causes problems you and then can't do it. and then Zoom a says point. that'd be funny. Solomon's like really I can because this really didn't point. happen here. There won't be a zoom point because it really didn't happen. But I would have liked to have seen more of this forever force so that you could explain it. And it's not explained. So you end up barely explaining like the sage force. That thing was a chameleon. That was a karma chameleon the whole time. Everybody who had it, it was different. And if they would have explained it that, well, it connects to your your brain waves. And if you like the, the movies, then you do that. If you like the gremlins, you could do that, which is kind of a movie. But they come here and it, it, I do ended, like up, the gremlins. it ended up being Freddy Krueger at one point. It ended up being gremlins at other points. So we never really got to sit down. And this is the thing. The Flash might be a book that's running a little too fast, Eric, because Joshua Williamson he I can't seem, catch up. He seems to like to like pad some things out, but when it comes to explanations, when it comes to things in the book, and to me, a flash book, the most important thing in a flash book, besides the flash, and you know, is the speed force. So if you are going to change the speed force, if you are going to open it up with these other forces, if you're going to have a, a, a flash war that does this, Wally ends up, Wally and Barry race, it opens it up. You have to damn well make sure that you explain it so that three years from now, 10 years from now, this is something. This could be your legacy. Oh, remember when, you know, Joshua Williamson opened up the Speed Force, made all these other forces. Well, I'm going to go back and I'm going to play with that a little. We're going to see that. But when these stories end up ending, 
you just move on without anything really sticking because it was never explained well. It, it might wow people in the moment of a page or an issue or an arc, but at the end, it's so hard to explain that you end up just saying, oh, well, Forever Force. I mean, this is huge. This is what we end up finding out that the Speed Force has these other forces trapped in it. They are freed. And then Zoom is able to get all of them together in himself. This should be a huge thing. And all it is is a kind of a prop to get the heroes. And now that I have it, you know what? I know how to fix the force barrier. And yeah. this the whole thing, like, you made me and Bawali run, and we broke the full speed force barrier. Do you know how to fix it? I, well, I here's do. the I've thing. I've always yeah, known yeah, I, I must sacrifice myself. My, like, where is the idea of the physical force barrier? You're going to run and sacrifice yourself. But I'm like, now here's I the don't thing. even understand how it was I, broken The only way Barry I understand re- here, the only thing that I can understand and I can go with, and I actually thought to myself, okay, I might even be able to grip this a little more than even the source wall now. I mean, really, tell me how the source wall is going to get put back together. I can see the source I know, wall. I know, but with the speed force, they're in the forever force. They're in the speed force. That's in the fre- – like, that's where it gets wonky. But <laughs> in my even, mind – I'm telling you, I thought we left this, the forever force at the beginning of the book at the end when freaking Barry's talking about, I have to escape the forever no. force and hopefully leave the black bubble. I thought you were out of that a while ago. We just freaking fixed the speed force barrier. What are we doing and, in forever and, force and, still? And with this whole idea – if if we end up having, you know, and, and you're right, it's hard to visualize the deal. So they're in the forever force. They have the speed force, all that. And You're I would have liked at one point for maybe, you know, have a little graph, have a little, you know, spread page that shows you like you end up having Commander Colden Barry trying to work this you know out what? and trying to figure it out. And they're, they're I, writing I it on the board. You, I wouldn't mind. If you have a visual representation of this, the next thing you know, some asshole is going to come over and turn it upside down. Well, they the might. dark speed well, they force. Would have the I dark, don't need that. That's the force speed. <laughs> uh, and then they're going to show the up above. So, But I would have liked to have like maybe Commander Colden said, listen, because the weird thing about this is I think it was a misplay to have Commander Cold not know anything about this in the future because this doesn't mean in this. Because, well, what happens here doesn't make it seem to me that it's something that wouldn't be known. It's just nobody knew about it. But if Flash would have went later and done some things, but I would have liked to have just Commander Cold say, listen, here's the speed force. He makes a line. If you go this fast and go too fast within the speed force, here's the barrier that breaks down. It's the speed barrier. It's, you know, you hit the... The, uh, you know, sound of the speed of light or something like that. The speed of sound. So it is the speed of speed force. You should and just get trapped in the speed force. And when I know, that happens. but I'm telling you, if you're in there and you have multiple guys, they're running. I, I don't know how you explain it, but you explain that in there, it causes a, ba- a bang that, that breaks down that barrier that let all these things the out. And then if you end up having all of these forces release themselves into the speed force again, it will repair that. It's kind of what Zoom does. I can go with it. Like you said, it's not really explained. I just get the idea. And here's the problem. Very general. You have Zoom. He has the forever force. He's going to run into a barrier that's then going to explode. And then the pieces of the other things, they're just going to reform. And there you go. It's going to be one of those where the thing is we have Zoom go and he creates the new speed force barrier and he allows his because he has all the different forces inside of him. They're now trapped on the other side of the barrier like they were again, leaving the Black Flash's whole thing about it's inert. We don't care about doing that anymore. We have saved the speed force now because these other ones are not infecting the speed force. 
but yet we still have Fuerza out there. We still have Steadfast That's the out thing. there. We, we have don't these other have things Fuerza out there. Fuerza should be trapped now. Gorilla grotted a baby oh, yeah. out there with the still Fuerza. Yeah, we have that. I, I'm saying in, uh, by the end of this, in my mind, yeah, you have stead. You know, you have stead force. I'm, I'm assuming that with that, Steadfast. he just, he just doesn't have his powers. You know, you have that. I just, I'm using my hands all over the place. I just drop my, my yeah. soda. You're knocking your beer so, everywhere. Yeah, my beer. So you end up though where you do. If you don't remember, you had Commander called and Fuerza go into the strength force to check it out. To me, they're trapped because that's on the other side of the barrier You're now. Done. I, I think that that because there was you, you made a you done made a mistake by letting them go in and out of these forces <laughs> as well, which then confuses everything. But makes sense because you can. That's the thing. You can go into the speed force. But then you have right. the strength force, which is part of the speed force, but kind of not, but takes power from it. I'm telling you, it's almost like the, they're connected. These other forces in my mind are pieces of shit like you who steal cable from know. the one guy in your apartment that ends that. up. I know, but if you did, if you, that's what it is to me. There's Lately? the speed forces, the guy <laughs> yeah, who ends up paying for cable, ends up paying for Wi-Fi. All these other forces. Oh, you mean my Netflix account? Gotcha. Yeah, everybody, yeah, everybody else are these assholes who have figured out now the password or if you want to do it the breaking down of the speed force wall was the firewall breaking down in the wi-fi router there you go and explain it all eric i think that that's actually a no, pretty that's good all deal. black magic to me and then when you end up having this guy go oh my god this is the worst my download speed's horrible ends up calling the uh, comcast cable who shows up like the black flash and says, I'm going to stop all these assholes who are taking the seat in the out. It's making your wife like terrible. You're not going to pay your bill. And then it ends up boom, firewall back. Thanks to flash. zoom. Boom. It's done. Now the, the weird thing about this, it makes no sense. I, I think that the geek squad might be Hunter who shows up and ends up where he goes and he explodes with joy, Eric. And now everything's fine. Cause the geeks went. And then at the end of this though, it, and that kind of, I, I'm telling you, that it's not as far-fetched, this thing. The, the worst part, though, is where you have the Comcast guy who has come and now has seen everything's fixed and then decides to attack the person who called for, for the oh, service God. call because when this happens and, – and again, it's one of those where Hunter came back here. Me and you like Hunter enough, right? You, you like yeah, Zoom. Was, well, we saw him in the, cool. the Savage Lands. What happened to the Savage Lands, Eric? Um, we, we would prefer no, a reverse Eobard. flash. Yeah, we would prefer a reverse flash. But he's, you know, he's dead. He's alive. He's dead. He's all over the place with that. But you have Zoom who came back, which was odd because he's more of a, uh, more of a, Wally, a guy. Wally guy. So he's here. And that's the problem. You saw that Joshua Williamson really had to kind of spell it out. We haven't got a lot of Zoom in, you know, rebirth. So a lot of people reading don't really know Zoom. So the big well, moments here. Too. Not, not only do they not know Zoom, but they actually changed Zoom's power to give well, him that's speed what, yeah. force here because yeah. he was actually manipulating time before where he would make himself yeah, he was look just like a time he was going guy. Yeah, He was yeah. almost the flash the version of Booster that. Gold. That's what he kind of was. He just great. Oh, it's just that he kind of faked the funk because that's what he always yeah, wanted to be. It made it look like he was fast. Yeah, yeah. Then that's what it did. And yeah, it changed him. Now he has the forever force and it's weird to introduce him here. And now he's a wall. And now he's done. Yeah. He's, he's the wall. Uh, it, it's <laughs> weird though. And, and you have this whole thing where I don't think a lot of people know him. So he shows up. I'm thinking, all right. Well, we're heading to the end of Joshua Williamson's run. You would think. I mean, I don't think that'll go over a hundred. 
I would think now sort of he will like. go to 100. You'll have the big 100 issue that he'll be allowed to be part of. And then it'll probably go to somebody else. Maybe. I, I don't know any sort of inside info. But you end up having Zoom here. If Zoom stays. Now, again, who knows? Because he's sacrificing. Who knows if he's going to pop out? Uh, you know, of the the speed force, but well, he's this, pulling a he's pulling a flash like Barry sacrificing yeah. himself to save everybody in Christ. And, and what I'm Earth, saying is, if he like stayed that, around, Barry it would be back. so good though. For yeah, but I'm saying come back in 15 issues. You know, Barry was gone for a while. He'll obviously come it back. Took him but a while I'm saying to come back last when, time. He just when, ran off. When Wally comes back and he's you know through all the flash forward, if they redeem whatever's going to be, uh, it would either be a cool deal. For him and Hunter to kind of, you know, meet face to face. And this, he just be, tell Wally, thank you as he's going. But it, it almost, I thought with Hunter here, I thought that this was a signal of, okay, we're going to end up with a big shebang going on where Wally comes back. We have Hunter. Maybe this is, and even as I'm reading it, wait, reverse flash pretty much screwed up Hunter as well as Barry. And, you know, all these things. Oh so what is this going to be that a Joshua Williamson ends his run where you have, you know, the Flash World War Eight, where you have all the speedsters versus a reverse Flash, all of these things going on or, you know, they, and then it just ends. And and it's it's one of those where, like I said, there's Road so much time, you bitches. could explore. And it's not even the idea of so much to explain. This seems neat. The idea of the Forever Force, if explained, it might really open up some things. It might really, you know, make this book fresh and, and, you know, really have some sizzle to it because it's kind of running in place. And that's, you know, my joke. I don't know. I actually am kind of happy to put all the toys back in the toy box because I didn't care about all those other things. I thought that that would be the end. I thought that this would be where we have a Flash army and we go. And then, yes, at the end, you have a... Hunter, who then does sacrifice himself with Wally there and to, to make it hit. But the idea that he just shows up in this book, not everybody knows him. And then he just disappears in a way that's not really explained, but really is going with the Flash cliche, which he even says, you know, this is what Flash, that's what we do. And I'm like, hey, who's we? Hunter, I mean, really, you're you're Hunter, you're, you're Zoom, you ain't no Flash, get out of town. But you know, with that all, it, the the whole deal just seems like it's bigger than what he used. But it is a shame he ended up making this up, and then it just seemed like he didn't have a story or was forced to to get out of this story earlier well, than he should. That's the thing is, you're forced to get done with the story though. But then when we have the Black Flash who now wants to kill the Flash, and I don't know if it's because now he has the Forever Force because we have this glowing emblem the entire time. Like Barry, he's in the Forever Force. All the other forces may or may not be gone. So is he the Forever Force user? Because when the Black Flash then goes to grab and kill Barry, he grabs a hold of that glowing insignia and it seems that it kills the Black Flash, just like Zoom wanted to do. And at that point, you know, for some reason, everybody's powers are going wonky. Avery's, Wallace's, it's like, you know, even the Black Flash catches up the Barry because it seems he's slowing down, but you just you just put up the uh, Speed Force barrier again. You get rid of all... Why is people slowing down? But when the Black Flash dies, everybody is struck by lightning again. And I'm yeah. like, I, I, it's I, weird. I don't, I don't know what you just did. I don't and understand again, any of and this. And again, throughout all of this, you ended up having Barry pretty much healed because it seemed like he was stabbed. Like, uh, if you go with it, it seemed like Black Flash ran him through through that emblem, through the Flash yeah. emblem. And then that ended up saving him when he's like, I don't know. And that's that source. I don't know. I just wasn't that hurt. Let's go. Oh, and uh, so then, yeah, he ends up, Black Flash does end up touching the emblem at one point. It doesn't do, and then come die. And then ends up 
fading away? He dying? I don't know. Die! <laughs> he, he did it. Like, I'll keep my eye on I'm trying to do the Emperor, and it's not very good. No. Hello there, Luke Skywalker. It Classic seems Emperor. like it seems that your faith in your friends is your undoings. Oh my, now take those trousers off, would ye? That we yeah, watched so different yeah. movies. <laughs> you, you didn't watch the star. Uh, I don't know. I was going to make star warts. Star horse. Come on. Things. Okay. Well, I did. I didn't want to go that bad, Eric. So, but yes, yeah, star horse. You're you're right. Hey, there, Chewy. Why do you call that the Chewies? Oh my! Now I knows. There you go. And Why? See, because he's, he likes to chew on things. I don't enjoy that, but some people do, right? And then you got ham salad. You got him, the princess lay me. I mean, they, we have them solo. all. Right? <laughs> it actually is. I'm by myself solo and stuff. The stranger. We got them all. Job of the slut. I mean, you could go all, all day, right? You have this. Um, so and you I end did. up here. I wrote yeah, this so when you I end was up, 13 years yeah. old. <laughs> I know. You ended up saying that you came up with a whole sexual parody of, I, I would not do that, Eric. That is sacred to me. I would never, ever ever do that i would not have luke dirty talker that would not be my guy i know that wasn't yours probably but hey um but yeah it seems as if the speed force kind of erupts and then we get a mini speed force storm that we had before everybody gets hit by lightning and whatever that does and doesn't do but while all this is going on avery and wallace they were Tracking down the road. Iron you know, Heights. Oh man, going yeah, through Iron the rubble of a, oh, man, the look at that. explosion, looking for yeah. something, but we don't know yet. No, and you ended up having them like, oh man, I thought all this stuff was clear here. I thought that you know there was nothing. Well, let's peek. Should we go attack them? I don't know. And they, they keep doing this. All it is is to extend it because they're not going to do anything in here. We thought that they were going to do it. You end up having them get hurt and flash would have to save them, but that wouldn't fit in how this kind of ends. But in the meantime, they're like, should we attack? I don't know. They're pretty strong now with that, that offer they got, but, but also we'll get glitchy with the powers and the thing. So let's not do that. But glider, golden glider ends up seeing them. She ends up disappearing. It's the classic, like, Oh man, where'd golden glider go? Look behind you, boys, boys and girls. And there she is. So they get them. But at the end, things get really confusing where, when you come to spatial locations of people at points, there's an explosion. People are thrown around. You go from Iron Heights to the Flash Museum. You're here. You're there. You're everywhere. I'm telling you, I can uh, kind of go with the idea where we have the rogues. Now that the Avery and Wallace are out in the open, they're going to go out there. But they specifically tell Mirror Master, you keep looking. We'll take care of this. But by the end, when the Flash Museum explodes inwards, I'm thinking that maybe they came in through the reflection of the glass Mirror Master. Yeah, because you is, have but, a lot of glass but, shattering. But he's kind of come stuff. through there. But, but all yeah. of the rogues are right there outside of the Flash Museum. And on top of that, Oaks like Steadfast still has his powers. He's talking about the end of the I, world. We see yeah. Perpetua there. I'm like, I'm like yeah, Perpetua. Do, you, do you have your power still? Because in my mind, too, we locked that fucking still force away behind the Speed Force barrier. I don't care if it's a source wall thing. We just knocked one of the goddamn dark energies away from Perpetua. We're winning now, baby. We're doing yeah, something. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, but, yeah, we don't They're not know. playing together and, with Justice League. And I'll, I'll tell you, I know that Scott Collins you know, can be up and down for some people love him, some people don't like him. I'm usually on the ladder i'm not a big fan but man he makes you a gotta sexy, be on the ladder you're a little he guy. makes a sexy perpetual i'll tell you Grrr, eric uh so you end up looking at her she's hideous you end up i, I, I didn't like even realize what it was at first I'm like, what am i reading oh it's perpetual <laughs> i'm like what, what is this bird lady doing is there crazy hands in the the you know throwing gumballs everywhere I, I see as bad as you now i'm like who's this shooting marbles uh, but yeah, so you have all these things happen. You have, you know, sometimes, ah, he's yelling and screaming, but 
with that, everybody explodes and ends up into the Flash Museum somehow. And then the rogues are outside like, hey, I believe, you know, we're here to do some damage while you see, you know, the doom sigil in the background. And every time we see these rogues, I mean, they're, they are losing their humanity Eric. And maybe that will be something about it. I mean, Weather Wizard. Now, I, I I can't even. I don't even recognize this guy anymore. Look at him over there, making Father Cold back there, just yelling. It's just nonsense, though, because it, it, each time they just seem more and more just super powered and things like that. And maybe that was the offer. They they make the seven like, wishes. That's I don't the thing know. is the offer. Like, did did Lex just go to Captain Cold? Like, hey, Cold, I got a bunch of shit here. Go get, gather your rogues. See if they want this offer as well. Because we never saw anybody else in it. They just kind of had it or were given it by Captain Cold. Yeah. I don't know, though, because yeah. we just kind of bypassed that. We had it in the background so long because we're dealing with the Forever Force. Now, yeah. that's shoved aside. Here's the rogues, everybody. Doom in the sky. Yeah, and and what gets me is you, you're doing this. I mean, you know, I'm not, in, I'm not, I can't say I'm enjoying the thing with the Forever Force and stuff, but it seems I it was seems big. And, and so you're doing this, uh, even in this issue. I'm saying, like, as we're going, and we, oh man, Reverse Flash, there's the connection. Oh man, I'm gonna sacrifice myself. Don't do it to him. And then he does it, and then once you get, I don't know what's going on. It's getting cloudy outside. I'm like, really. Like, we're going to end this quickly, or at least I can't say quickly because it's the story has some, you know, beef to it. But a lot of it wasn't, you know, it was it was that fake beef that oh, they no, tried to the push and that impossible and then impossible freaking Whopper with the fake beef. So by the end, the story lasted long, but it didn't give you a lot of story. And then it, when you end up throwing the doom but thankfully in we the killed Psych, huh? Yeah. No. Yeah, really. <laughs> and the doom symbol in the air, I'm just like. Really, is that why we had to push this forward? Because you had to do this nonsense. Because really, if that's the case, this this year of the villain is not. I cared with a way lot of more about the zoom and this other yes. shit than the goddamn year well, of the villain. I'm getting that enough book. of that anywhere. Come yeah, on, why why wouldn't you care about the changing up of the flat of the speed force? This is again, this is huge. You could even end up after this having you know Barry have more powers and things, or have like a you know Skittle Lanterns deal, like the green. Lantern things like There's that. a lot but of stuff you, I don't want, but I would like you more not, story. You may not want it, but who knows if somebody did it well. You you didn't want the, the different colored lanterns, so shut your mouth. You I were didn't. so upset about that, and now it, it's something that G. you love. John's get off. <laughs> Where is this, this G. G. F. John's. What does he think he's doing? You were pissed. I was. You told me that was one of the I things was so that angry. One, I, I end up talking to you at work when we first met. I have never read comics. I'm sitting there. Your big thing is, and at that point, they had announced that, uh, what's his name? Alan Scott was gay. Yeah. And then people were giving you crap for that somehow, and you didn't know. care. Like you're just like, are you yeah, you're like, about? all right. And then, oh man, what are you going to do about your Green Lanterns? Yeah, and we then, worked with like, some pieces well, of shit. Love them. I, we did, and you're like, and somebody else in your family was giving you shit too. But <laughs> I, so I you're there. some pieces of shit. <laughs> so we end up there, and you're like, that led you to tell them, like, well, you know, he's not the only Green Lantern, but he's one of my favorites, and this doesn't, you know, the only thing you cared about was that it kind of threw around his kids and stuff like that yeah so that was what you were more upset about with that you started with the idea of there's a lot of other lanterns and i'm like oh really and and i'm telling you the glazed look on my eye is when i'm telling tanya that i love her and i'm not paying attention but i'm like oh really again there's these other colored lanterns and they do this and you're telling and that's avarice i'm like what the hell is avarice but then you're like i hate and i hated this so much it was the worst thing ever but now i like it but then you were out of the new 52 how dare they reboot on you you know the flash 
Yeah, yeah. So here we are. But yeah, it could have been something like that. But by the end, you're just going to go forward with just these rogues. That's it. All you, right. You're the rogues. The you're the villain. Yeah, and I like the rogues, but you've had these, they're just yelling and screaming each issue. You know, each issue, they're upping the ante in these power looks, but yet we still don't know why, because Glider said- All I want is a good classic rogue story. and I'm I'm worried that we're never going to find out what they're really about, just like all these other things in this book, because they did go to Glider, who then said, I'm not down with you guys. Oh, we'll do your plan. plan." B. Yeah, what's her plan? My plan. Okay, let's do it. Let's go to to Iron Heights and look for something in the rubble that we may or may not find when we go and toss kids to the Flash Museum. I don't know. I'm telling you that the idea of their plan and her plan, this seems like the regular plan is just going around and causing chaos, so we'll have to see. But uh, overall, I'll give my score the first. I'll give it a 4.5. I could go as high as a regular 5, but I'm going to end up giving it a 4.5 mainly because I was disappointed, not just of what we got, but what we didn't get and what we could have gotten. And it seems as if a lot of these books, and this one's a a prime perpetrator of this, the idea that things just end to end. You never get an explanation, then we move on. And and that's a shame. Yeah, that's a shame. So I'm going to give it a 4.5. What would you give it? I'm going to give it a 4, but I could go as low as a 3.5, Jim. I'm not a fan of Scott Collins' art. And going into this, like... That's my final answer. <laughs> is that your final answer? No, the thing yeah, is, like, we were we were looking over Dan's score because, like, uh, on the written reviews on the site and stuff like yeah. that, because he gave it a three out of ten. I'm like, wow, he's talking about a lot of cool stuff in his review here. I don't know how he could give yeah. us a three out of ten. They mentioned Eobard to get all this Hunter Zalman to doing stuff here. I'm like, there's no way. I don't know what Dan was thinking. Then I read him like, you know what? I I kind of yeah. know what Dan was thinking because this was a hell of a letdown just to force the ear of the villain on us when you're doing one of the biggest things that you have done for Joshua Williamson's run in the flash just to push it aside for that i'm like oh god that i don't even like the art what are yeah. we doing here what and, and, are we hey, doing that, here yeah, i don't even we? understand what has happened with the goddamn speed force barrier being put back like steadfast yeah. he's still got his powers i don't know there's a gorilla out there with a baby attached to him they probably still have their powers i don't, don't know talk about tanya like that oh my a baby <laughs> yeah. uh, i guess yeah we shouldn't be here Eric. Uh, i should be back in school we should be back in school across the ocean we should Where I could actually learn something well well just Not imagine just imagine that one of the biggest stories of, you know, his run, Joshua Williamson run, is the Flash War. That's, this is the conclusion of that, really. This concludes that Flash War that. and I don't the, even the missing the pieces of it. Well, again, but every time you get a new, you know, opportunity, it's spring training, every new arc, every new issue that you, we may get an explanation down the line. This seemed like it might have been it. And and why I ended up giving it a little bit of a pass during Flash War is at the end, it seemed like, Maybe it was rushed to the end so that you could get Wally into the sanctuary for Heroes in Crisis, but you never got back to explaining things, added more things on top, and then just ended it to end it, and that's disappointing. It really is, and and really ending it in a way that kind of resets things so far, and, you know, it's a shame. So there you go. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing that the explosion in the actual speed force with the forever force ended up making Commander Cold go back to his time, Eric. How about that? Would you like that? What about Fuerza? Eh, she's dead. Nobody cares oh. about her, so we'll see. But uh, that's that. We are going to move on to the next book. 
All right, Eric. And the next book is Wonder Woman number 81. Hello, Weird Science. Hello. Spiders. Oh, my, Eric. What's happening now? You got Smash. bored all of a sudden. Better move on. <laughs> this is all wrong. I should be back in school. There it is, Eric. We have it all. We have it all. Wonder Woman 81. And I give it a... Uh, yeah, I should just go with the score right there. Uh, here's my score. What I say with this is this, Eric. This is all wrong. It is. It's all wrong. <laughs> it I really agree. is. It's all wrong. Th- this it's run, just like it that is... Speed Force barrier, huh? <sighs> I don't know because uh, G. Willow Wilson is, you know, I, I can't even say anything. I had apologized look, look, so much for not liking this book. We have a situation going on now where Olympus is all messed up with Themyscira. Nobody knows what's happening to the gods, where they are, what's happening. And all of a sudden, we have a new god that shows up. Yeah, we, we have a new god. don't know about the ramifications of what happened before. Nope. And also, uh, pretty much... Magic is in disorder, did, did, did disarray. That, did did and that get all fixed up with the chi dimension? How dare you? I don't know, Eric. And and with that, you end up at the end with the old magics. Somebody get that old magic over to the JLD headquarters. We no, need to use it. I mean, that's really. That's in trouble to begin with. That's freaking nonsense. Let's imagine one, all of a sudden the fucking three-page show up and so like this. We will use the old magic to figure upside down man comes and eats them right there. Like, you should have kept your mouth shut, Fates. Yeah, really. Hey there, Fates. Yeah, miss, miss, and miss fates. Uh, miss Jackson, if you're nasty. I don't know what's going on. That's okay. Wonder Woman number go down, 81. Right? Really? What, what gods is he getting his power from? We were talking about it today. Like, who's he calling on? <laughs> These gods are gone. They're like your daddy. Eric, you don't get oh, your powers from your daddy. I was having fun. Eh, no, you weren't. I'm telling you, you ended up. You, I acted like I didn't hear that ladder comment at last review. I heard it. And, what? And it cut deep. I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm going to cut deeper. I'm going to cut deeper, oh, you asshole. Wonder Woman number 81, written by G. Willow Wilson. Oh, my. The dreaming is my dream book. Let's keep dreaming. You're giving me a nightmare here, lady. Art Nobody by knows Tom Derenick. She's going off to that dreaming book. I, I, in the, whatever that. The Sandman's universe. But she, she ended up saying that I got an opportunity to, to write a book I really, really wanted to like. How, how about this one? How about give us a, you know, a, a, a effort here? We can't all be winners, Jim. You can't all be winners, but what I've learned nowadays, they try to make everybody winners. Well, I can't that, you know, extend into these comics. Are we going to give her a participation trophy when we're down. done? I'm getting angry. Just the idea that she ended <laughs> up on this book and I searched for any sort of comment. I like, I, I saw the one comment. Oh, I'm having problems getting a grip on this character. Okay. I see that. I'm that glad happens, you would yeah. admit it. It was refreshing we'll that you'd admit issues. that. That's cool. But what did you do about it then? Did, was that just lip service? She kept going. Yeah, I'm telling you, it, this isn't one of those things that I if don't you don't get a happening. grip on Let's a character, go, baby. this buckle isn't up, lifting Bruce. weights. This isn't then to stack on some more plates and I'm going to you know, get stronger. You have to do some things. You have to talk to some people. You have to get acclimated on, to the, the character. The Th- this book is a wreck and it's not even a wreck it's actually it's not going anywhere to be a wreck it's a car that's a jalopy it's not even leaving the parking space it's no wreck at least sometimes you get a guy like well, your cars you end up where like a steve orlando at least that guy takes that car out for a spin it's doomed to crash in a fiery wreck but boy he's having fun while he's doing it he, you know he's end up he's james dean right before he hits that turn don't go to dead man's oh, curb God, he's gonna have problems James Dean, too soon. Elvis, he's dead or too soon. Oh, my. Written by G. Will Wilson. I, I used to like her. And I still do like her, Miss Marvel. It's just this DC stuff is just, it's not her cup of tea. All right. Art by uh, Tom Derenick. 
uh, Trevor Scott, Scott Hanna, Ramallah Fajardo Jr., and Pepper. So I've, I've now, I, I'm out of gas, Eric. <laughs> My car oh, yeah. is not leaving the parking space either. I ended up hearing, was there another Jalopy. truck in the background? You banging that ass up? Well, Sheila Wilson continues her world without love story. And again, some pretty big things happen, but they hardly feel big. Anna Laddies becomes the new god of love. Like I said, they would. I said that right away. I told you that. I, I said this was going to be. This doesn't make it any less stupid. Well, I thought that this was going to mean something. It was going to make like this thing. And that was going to be what? Okay, I get it. That's what, you know, G. Will Wilson wanted to do. That's kind of her stamp on here. She doesn't. It, it just falls flat. It looks like the victory might be short lived. Also, it just ends up happening because she does one good thing to Steve Trevor. I mean, really, I, I could even do I'm that. You, I should be the guy. A bell rings, an angel gets his yeah. wing situation. Like, you know what, Steve? You are my rival. I'm going to step back and let you have it. Oh, I have done my good deed. Yeah. I am rising to what Godhood. I'm like, I mean, really, battle, she turned up. an entire village insane. That poor old guy is still, still longing are. for the days of nudity playing the, the guitar. He's going around. He's probably got a recording contract by now. And yes, he did end up joining Nickelback. So really, it, it ended up being a disaster for him. But yes, yeah, so the, the whole idea, though, a whole village insane. But you go to Steve Trevor and say, you know what, Steve? It's a town, Jim. You know what, what Steve boy? Well, it takes a village to make a shitty story. Uh, you end up where he's like, hey, hey, Steve. I think that I was wrong and I should have been so mean. Oh my God, what's happening? I feel funny. Oh my, oh my God. Oh, there, there's a, a, a traveling wheel that ends up going where if one God dies, another, like you said, who's, who's the God of sea? What, what happened when Poseidon dies? Know. Cause that wheel stopped then. It looks like this Where's victory. The rest of the gods? With doom in the sky. Oh, wait a minute. I'm not even there. I'm, I'm tired. Analytes becomes a new God of love. Like I said, they would. And Diana defeats Cheetah with her ace in the hole, Eric. Hope. With Doom in the sky, though, it looks like the victory might be short lived, especially by the end when Cheetah gets saved by the fates and given back the God Slayer sword, making a lot and almost all of what happened in this and previous issues. No one had this. Well, here's the thing you end up playing the deal, and it's not fully her fault. It is, but it isn't. When you are writing a book, and you're doing something where you're playing, let's say, a cheetah. And I don't know if everybody knows this, but she is pretty much on the Legion of Doom. And one of the big members yeah. that's going against the Justice League. Y- y- don't even f- try to fool us that she's going to end up locking her away for a lifetime. And Themyscira, this well, is not going to happen. Why it's just not going to happen. Why do we have to give her the God Slayer sword again? Well, then that's because it ends up probably because down the line, somehow Scott Snyder has her wielding that in some of the Justice League before he leaves. And it wouldn't make sense now. So you have to do that. So basically. Well, what about the Tear of Extinction? She yeah, had the, the that tear? Justice League. That I know gods. she did. Well, she did. But I, I swear, didn't she like put it on the sword too? It was like a double wham. I, mean, I, I thought so, she just put it on her claws. Yeah, she did put it on her claws. You know, the terror of extinction, as you called it. Um, so I you end up with this, though, it where it ends up at the end like, all right, well, we just reset everything and kind of twisted so some things in. in. The toy box. So basically what you did was you got a new god of love. That means nothing. I mean, really, it does nope. not mean anything. You end up taking hey, Steve. may have a new costume. She she seems to. Again, this is what I'm saying. In this issue, in this issue, you have, and, and just in the last couple issues, you have Themyscira back for Diana. 
huge. Yes. You end up having a new god of love. Pretty big. I mean, that's not huge, but big for this book. And, you know, the last time this would have, you had Diana become the god of war and it became a big deal, but that's the lead character. So I'm not expecting, you know, New York Times news story about it, but it's big for this book. You end up having Steve Trevor saying to to Diana, I've had enough of your nonsense. You you superheroes, you know, (laughs) hit the bricks. Big. Uh, You know, these are big things. Uh, Which is ever going to hit? You have a new costume, it seems, possibly. Uh, Do you hear anybody talking about any of this stuff? Remember when they just released the, hey, look at this rebirth costume with Diana. She has these crazy gauntlets with the blades. I mean, everybody was talking. That was you the know, DCYU. Oh, yeah, but they, everybody was talking about it. It never came to be, really. But everybody was talking about it. it Nobody's didn't. talking about this. Nobody is saying well, anything about this. this. About well, it. yeah, the sales are down. And in this, like, you end up where you realize when these things don't hit, it's because they just didn't have the you know the oomph behind them i never really got attached to a lot of the characters you even have maggie here like you better get back to themiscara because there's i'm like I, maggie is such I don't a know non-character and got back to summer grove yeah really and and maggie's just a it's like a non-character you have a veronica kale here that just shows up to twirl her mustache uh and then kind of just stand there and regret well, it uh, for I, issues I, I still really don't understand her role in this where no. the whole thing is you're like you know what those guys that she's playing the same old song and dance. Those gods, they really shouldn't have any rule over deal. man's world. So I'm going to betray Wonder Woman and make this thing that so it superpowers the uh, the God Slayer for Cheetah. But just at the end, we have this this holographic voicemail. Hey, Veronica Kale, Cheetah here. If this doesn't work for me, hey, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill like, you. Dead. D-E-D, dead. Also, you know, you would have expected at least one of these scenes for Veronica Kale to maybe tuck her daughter in. You know, just remind us that her daughter's back. Another thing that was big for this, you know, this run and and these things. So you end well, up she having don't got love for her no well, more, Jim. Yeah, I, well, exactly. She's but even world. that, you, you end up where it almost is like you end up having G Willow say, "Okay, Veronica Kale has to, you know, team up with Diana. They're getting along, whatever." But you can't do that for too long because that's not how it goes. But you could. There's no reason. And so when Veronica Kale then reverts yeah. back to. These gods, to the moon gods, you you end up like, all right. The gods must be crazy. Yeah, yeah, really. Coke bottle falls. You end up there where you're just like, why? Why Why do you even involve her? And Cheetah in this is just basically a cackle. She might as well be called Hyena because she's just cackling, running around. And and really, and and it's kind of a cliche here to even say it, but G. Willow Wilson just, she forgot about her humanity. This is a, you know, a woman that was cursed to become Cheetah and all these things going on about it where this doesn't seem right. If it was one of those things, she wants to go to the Themyscira, she has the Gunslayer, and you're like, well, why does she want to be taken to Themyscira so she means something? But Themyscira isn't quite what it was. There's no gods. Like, she's going there for no real reason now. And then at the end, it's I just, really don't know what her motivation is. No, I want to go I'm there. And that's my main drive. My, you know, them Amazons, they, you're killing their patrons right now. They're yeah. not going to like you there. So I don't know why you want to go to Paradise Island like this. Like, what is the main drive at this point? Even when they said, you know what? Now that there's love back in the world and you were defeated, Cheetah, I will give you what you want. Isn't that right, Antelati? It's like what she even says at the end. I'm like, what's that now? Because like, is that right, Antelati? <laughs> yeah, is so that like, right? But the idea, 
but you're going to go back as a prisoner for all you want. No, oh, monkey not this paw. way. I'm like, monkey paw. what did you want to do? Like, yeah. I'm telling you, I don't know what she wants to do with Themyscira. And plus, I've been thinking about it a lot where you have this 5G coming up, where you're opening up the DC timeline. You had that whole thing at Comic-Con where you had the stuff on the wall for what yeah. it's like. One of those things on the wall was when Wonder Woman was the god of war, when there was an, a Themyscira to go back to, which Cheetah a lot of times went to Themyscira, yeah. so like I don't know what they're even going to do with this. Well, that will reset actually, it. That, the, the thing is, that's going to be an event that opens it up, so that'll open up, and then they'll I'm just, just play saying, with though, it. Because then. this whole thing with Greg Rucka and the lies and yeah, the I truth know. that we set up all of Rebirth for for the first twenty five issues, it doesn't really seem to matter at all yeah. going forward because they're even bringing back when Wonder Woman's the God of War. So I'm like, I don't even know what we're doing here. Yeah, right now. I, I think they're trying to mix and match everything. So, but even that, you, you start off the issue with the doom and the sky. He's everybody's running. That didn't happen. I love Steve going off. He thinks he's gonna. He thinks he's Miami Vice Steve here in that boat. No, no, no. That's Steve there in my mind, leaving Amnesty Bay, pretending that he's Aquaman. <laughs> he's like, ring, ring. Oh, there, there you have the lighthouse in the in the distance. Yeah, look at me. And he goes off. And, and then, yeah, you, you end up seeing the Doom symbol. You end up having Analadis, who is a demigod, who will become pretty soon the god of uh, love, says to Maggie. Who the the funny thing is, it's like, oh my, that's a sign. You better get back to Themyscira. I'm like, really? We started off at Themyscira. People freaking out at the sign there. It doesn't make a difference where the hell you are. And it's just to get her out of the no. book because she doesn't have anything for her to do. There's no reason to be and, here. And then you want this is the thing. It's not she to ain't me. Seder. You got nothing for me to do. Well, and that's the thing with this idea. I think that the it's such a you know, a, a machination of a writing deal where she has to get Maggie to go back to Themyscira so that Analadis can then go off and we wouldn't say, oh, why is Analadis leaving Maggie by herself unprotected? But she doesn't need to be protected. She, she's, you know, she's got a sword. She's doing the stuff and it, it's just an odd deal. Maybe the, that naked guitar player might come back for vengeance and things like that. But this is where Summer's Grove pretty much just gets left behind. And maybe this is something that will end up having some sort of closure with Analytes being the god of love and maybe we'll go and bless this town. They'll make a statue of them and stuff like that. But, you know, you end up getting Maggie. You end up getting, I don't know, you end up getting Maggie out of the deal so then Analytes can go to Steve and like we said, say, hey, Stevie, uh, you were my rival. You know, the woman that we love. You mean Diana? Yes, I do. Why not just say it? Why are we? Yes. This is the thing that drives yes, me the nuts one in this woman book. You've been infatuated with. Yeah. Yes, I mean Diana. This, this, is, this is what drives me nuts in this book, where there's just everything is just weird, and it's not the sing song dialogue, but it's she just picked you. It's nonsense. Uh. He ends up, hey, that that one that I like, that you like, you know that person. You know, we talking Diana here because uh, yes, oh, okay, well you're delaying it, but she goes. Then all of a sudden, oh no. I feel weird. I'm glowing. I'm the god of love. Off I go. Let's go see, you know, Diana and, and Cheetah. Now, with this, there's the god of love is back. And but yet all love we is get, back, baby. Let's bring love to the, the only world. thing it seems to do right away is to basically have her go and grant some new armor and weapons. I don't see like I now expected, Wonder Woman's got the glowing arms. I'm yeah, I, I'm telling you, I expected for uh, all of a sudden with love back, people are in the streets, they're making love, the streets are you know That's insane. Lost. Also, I would have thought that we're gonna get the hokey. I'm like, here we go, we're gonna get the I'm Wonder Woman, I'm Wonder Woman. Me too, boss. Where everybody's has love for Wonder Woman, but we don't have that now. Yeah. And so, but you end up, she ends up fighting Cheetah. And again, just like what we ended with Flash, 
you end up with a thing where you have Cheetah with the God Slayer, Wonder Woman, she's on your marks, get set, go. I mean, she gets down in the stance and everything with her glowing arms and then just starts running. And I I do like the art a lot in this issue. I think the art's really good. Um, But yeah, they end up fighting in the air. You have what ends up cheating, like, what, are you going to drop me to my death? You want me to do, you know, and like, I'm going to grab the sword. I have hope. The sword's going to break. It's going to disappear. It's done. I'm like, what happened? What just, what just happened? I, I don't I understand. I even like this whole thing, too. When, she, when she's taking Cheetah up in the sky there and grabs a hold of the sword, she's like, no, you were on your knees. Yeah. I have I'm like, won. oh, Rocky. Like, Where's Rocky? Right, back to that. <laughs> on your knees. And, and so you end up with this idea. Still, Cheetah is just Sword's screaming broken. and yelling. She has no sort of motivation at all. It's God just a generic. What she have has, you done? It's, it's basically like, I'm going to fight you because you never told me directions to freaking Baltimore. I don't want to go there, but I'm mad that you didn't well, give me God, directions. Nobody does. Well, I'm saying I want directions, and you're a jerk for not giving them to me. You know, there's only one guy who would ever be in Baltimore. Oh, weird science. He wasn't from Baltimore. Eric. He I would thought not be he was. There. I no. thought he was. Uh, so you end up where Diana's just like, you know what I have? I have hope and these things. And she just grabs the sword, and it kind of shatters, done disappears, done. done. And I'm like, okay, that's a weird way to reset things, only to re-reset them at the end. For no reason, just to give her back the God Slayer. Uh, so you end up with this where now you're going to tie up the loose ends of the story, which is Diana going to Steve and Steve is like, no, no, love's back. Yeah, but I ain't. I'm out. You know, I, I need Just a- even that thing. Love is back now. So we could have this whole thing together like this. You know, some things were said that can't yeah. be unsaid. I'm like, you really do have the out that love was dead for a yeah. little while. Go yeah, back Steve, to play it. With you it. just I use mean, the out. Yeah, really. Say, man, that was some crazy stuff we said without love. It, it, it'd be funny where he's like, man, we said a lot of things. And Diana's like, yeah, but love, it was gone. Yes, love. Love was gone, but it's back. All right. Yeah, I now, don't know how to say goodbye out. to you. Then don't. And I you know, will hit the know, bricks, yeah. baby. You know what's funny too in this is the idea that you end up where what Annalati said to Steve is like, listen, you may not love her, but you still like like her and, and you still respect her and you still want her to that this is just the way that G. Willow Wilson is trying to tell I us that like, like they're her. still gonna end up working together, but they're not gonna be lovers. But why not? Why ruin something in a book that Is was, Steve you know, still paying the mortgage big. on that house he bought? Yeah, I know. She's closing it up. She doesn't want to sit there anymore. And that, that, that house has too many memories, all of them awful. When she's like, I, I have a lot of murders in here. I, I think I'm going to leave. I, I keep looking. All I see are uh, bloodstains and, and misery. I'm out. Uh, but yeah, so they end up doing, like you said, the monkey paw. Hey, Cheetah, you really, really want to go to Themyscira? Yeah, I do. All right, you're going to go there in chains because you're going to be arrested. And they take her there. And then by the end, you see the fate show up. How the hell they're there? Why they're there? We have a lot of problems with who and what and is sure around with the gods. I'm pretty sure saw these fates before. I think it was Just yeah. League Dark. And there's a book that we've had recently that we've had the fates. But there was like four or five of them before. Yeah, I think those were like a weird deal. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 they looked weird like this. I don't yeah. know what it is. Even if it was JLD, I don't recall because I haven't even read this week's JLD yet as the time of this recording. But we have the face show up using a fucking old magic. They yeah, say, old magic. If you got killer bag, I'm like, hey, there's yeah, so much the going God on in this Slayer. world right now. We used old magic. Here you go. Well, that shouldn't be. That shouldn't be around. That shouldn't be happening now with what's going on and the in worst the part JLD is, book. Was it, but- 
Wait, wait. Was the last time we saw them, I'm thinking I remember, it was actually Grail before when she was in the Wastelands of Paradise Island when yeah. they showed up and they said, hey, we're yeah, going to help you was. Grail. Yeah, and I you think know. it was. That's okay. So it was this book. Yeah. So the thing is, too, like, I'm pretty sure there's like four or five of the fates at that eh, point. You know, it some doesn't of make them any are sense. out to dinner. Because I really they're... thought, though, when like we had these eyes, there's three eyes here, one being red in the center when they come in the darkness to meet the cheater. I really thought it was going to be Grail. And then we just had the, yeah. the crazy fates that we have here. So I'm like, I guess it is all connected, though, for what's going on. So we have Grail and Cheetah doing crazy shit on Paradise Island. Yeah. And so you have Cheetah there. She's going to get back to God Slayer. Uh, and Cheetah and, 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 and Grail are just going to fight over who's the God Killer store belongs to yeah. them. Yeah, because Grail ended up like, hey, I'm going to grab my – where'd it go? <laughs> it was just gone. She didn't even feel it gone. So you have that. You have the crazy message that, you know, video message now from Cheetah. I'm going to kill you, you bitch. Just yelling. If, if you end up doing like – but that's the thing is Veronica Kale didn't do anything wrong here. She she no. did what she was supposed to do. But yet it's almost like if my plan doesn't work, I'm just going to blame you and come for you just to set up some other nonsense down the line. But, yeah, everything just ends to be a non-ending. And this book just isn't great. And and I'll I'll just use as my you know, main evidence of that, the idea that by the end of this, you keep having big things happen that nobody is excited. You're not having, I don't see the screen rant, you know, thing pop up on my phone that says three weeks after weeks. the fact, there's a new God. I'm telling you, there might, there's a new God of love. That'll be in December. They finally get around to that one. Uh, but yeah, about two or three weeks behind everybody else. Yeah, they are. Uh, but yet, you know, I haven't seen many of these. I haven't seen many people talking about it. And there's a lot of problems with the the idea that the magic's gone, you know, and it goes all the way down the line about the the idea. Also, Cheetah is arrested and sent to Themyscira, which has the worst prison guard system I've ever seen. I mean, they just throw them in caves and leave them. It seems anybody can come in and out and they're just going to get her. And also well, she's, just, she's too, tied up like, in rope. I, it, like really yeah she's tied up in rope on a stake right there but the whole <laughs> thing is too she does say like the freights do come up and say look we'll give you your god slayers killer sword back we'll free you but you know what you have to do? you have to free us i'm like oh man what is the fates have been gone for like a kelly gonna like this the fates start intervening now i know oh my but also the idea oh you know hey cheetah you're arrested for you know the murder of aphrodite and then she's like huh all right and what about poseidon they're like what? What? What did you say? I didn't say anything. Nothing. Nothing. Just Aphrodite. That's it. Uh, I'm good. Yeah, because she killed Poseidon as well. But uh, I said, "Mighty, mighty Aphrodite" is what I said. That, that, that's right there. I gave this a five, and it was an fu variety. Yeah, it was. I don't even. Well. Have, I don't even have the sound effect for it, Eric. I was so upset. I, I like the art a lot. This issue, but everything like we had in the Flash preview, like then the last thing we just talked about was. It's just non-endings. I'm telling you, we have had all this build up just for nothing to really happen and no explanation. It's like, oh, you're down a god of love. We have one now. What, what does that mean? Cause we really didn't see yeah. like anything really happen besides for, you know, Steve and Diana breaking up, but it seems like that was going to happen either way. Now that love is back. I don't want like, to yeah. destroyed. Yeah. It's bad. It's okay, bad. Good. Veronica Kale. She's back to her old games. Okay. Yeah. That's what ends Square up happening. Square one. I got zero arms. Wonder Woman. Is what happened. Fuck you. Yeah. There you go. It's nonsense. I hate when we got things a end. Arms. Wonder Woman. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't mind at points. You Maybe. know, sometimes things go hmm. a little different than you want, but when things reset and things, it's just nonsense. You went through this whole thing with this God Slayer for, they for reset Diana to do, and then three pages later it's back i it, just nonsense but that's that that's the end of this section of books this is garbage uh we're gonna go off now to some mail 
Yo, it's mail call. It's mail with Derek. Hallelujah, it's mail with Derek. Oh yeah, it's mail with Derek. Hallelujah, it's mail with Derek. Oh yeah, it's mail with Derek. Hallelujah, it's mail with Derek. Oh yeah, let's hear what you have to say. We don't need no human. Boom! I wanted donuts. I wanted donuts too, Eric, and we don't need no Jim Warner. I don't either. Really, that guy's a jerk. Now we're going to start this mail section with with Steve. Getting dark. Now you're making me sad. (laughs) Now I'm I'm so sad. Oh, yes. Now he's happy. It's just that easy, folks. Eric, Reggie, and Jim. I switched it up. Jim, you glory hog. How dare you? Indeed, that is not allowed. Everybody knows that is not allowed. How dare you indeed? It is sad now here. It's done. Steve's email off. It's done, Eric. It's over. Steve had some good ideas. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know why people are applauding me, Eric, but I like it. See, I'm back on top. See, people people applauded my decision. (laughs) Thank you. I think now I will read Steve's mail. Oh, you flip-flopping son of a bitches. Listen to them. They'll they'll (laughs) cheer anything that I say, Eric. They're feeding into my ego. Uh, Yes, everybody, you're all a bunch of jackasses. Holy moly, Eric. They they aren't listening. They aren't listening is what they're they're not doing. I don't know. I wanted donuts. (laughs) They'll they'll laugh at everything, Eric. I just don't understand. I should be back in school. There they go again. Okay, everybody settle down. When Kelly Sue first took over on Aquaman, settle down, people. I wasn't really feeling it. So he wasn't Me feeling either. Kelly Sue DeConnick on Aquaman. The whole Andy thing pissed me off. The old gods, blah, blah, blah. How many freaking gods do we have now? The answer is Too five. Too damn many. <laughs> or maybe not enough. We're not sure. It depends on who you're talking about. Sometimes the gods are gone. Sometimes they're back. Sometimes they're just ignoring people. Sometimes but I know we have waiting. Sometimes they're just freaking screwing around in the checkout aisle of your local store. You don't need that shit. That is true. Sometimes they're actually mind fucking a whole town or village, Eric, and making them do what they want. It and takes a village to get mind fucked. Naked guitar playing, which I love, but hey, at the end of the day, you gotta do more than that, right? You can't get by on just naked guitar playing. Can you people? Says you. They think you can, Eric. I don't know who these people are. I, I think that they are uh, out of it. The stupid salt dragon lady villain just wasn't Mother a salt? fan. Mother Is that what she's salt. called? Because then that we had Mother is. Shark? That Mother Salt. And I think Mother Salt is what actually gave me hypertension over the years, Eric. I should stay away from Mother no, Salt. That's just regular uh, but salt. I li- uh, well, really, but aren't they all the same? Isn't one salt the same salt to everybody's salt? I think don't so. Don't drink salt water. Oh, I thought you were going to say don't insult her. I thought you were going to really. Oh, man, I would have given oh you an applause God. for that. Don't insult not her. <laughs> You're not? Really? Uh, but. I'd read it's be all, some assault I, I, coming up. <laughs> assault and battery. Uh, I've read some of those taglines on your deal. 
I don't know what you're talking about. But I'd read all the new 52 and Rebirth issues up to this point, so I couldn't just bail. Once the Mother Shark issue hit, it started to turn around for me. I hear I that, that, right? It was a yeah. cool concept. And now that Arthur is back in Amnesty Bay and has his memory, I'm back on board. He doesn't want to be no baby daddy, sure. No way. Now that's realistic. You, you want to have the humanized Aquaman, like they say about the Batman. There you go. My daddy's and, you know, a hero. Pretty He's much the leaving. Aquaman. He is. Your dad was the Aquaman of our real life. And by that, I meant he drank like a fish. The whole yes. Tristram yes. creepy old author. I'm telling you, I'm right on with it. Uh, the old Tristram creepy old author, H.P. Lovecraft, ghost story feel of this arc is pretty cool. The only thing I can't okay. stand is some of the dialogue, mainly Jackson. Jackson comes up. I'm telling you, at one point, and I was going to talk about it. At one what Jackson's doing the here. one. The one kid there, yeah, Royal, he's like, I'm so angry at that that symbol in the sky. And, and then Jackson, it goes, and it's basically like, I understand. He ends up, he's like so grandiose about this. I'm like, what is he doing? When he jumps off the, Isn't that something cliff, Zach would have done? He, well, maybe, yes. No, Zach would have went, I understand. Because he's a baritone there. Get it right. Oh, You're okay, not going I'm sorry. with the continuity. He, no, he's I'm a marine gym what, what zach ended up used to i'm like hey zach i'm gonna go record he's like okay daddy-o and then really that's the thing there were points where he did call me daddy-o and it would annoy me but also he called me jim bone didn't call you c daddy so he's like all right jim bone so i'm i'm ready we're getting ready we had the theme going and then from the you know in the shower that he has with the door open if I was a rich man, I'm like, you shut the fuck up, asshole. We're recording, I tell you. I'm going to kill you. And now he's a Marine. He has, he's a Marine. He, he called us last night while we were recording. Uh, and he Pissing said, there's a off. big, there's a big secret <laughs> he's got to tell me. I'm like, all right, whatever. I'm World that War Three. Yeah, he's telling me launch codes, I think. Oh, that, that shouldn't. But he says he hates Jackson. He's cheesy. Stupid and sounds like an annoying little brother that you just want to leave you alone, except he fails to eventually win you over, like in the movies, especially my little brother. Uh, I was going to say, they're describing Steve. Yeah, they are. And I, I like to uh, prefer to call him Steven. Steven. I like, like to get proper with my brother. I have no prior experience with that character, so I can't say if it's Kelly's writing on more if he's actually just a character that sucks. Uh, yeah, he, there's not much. I just. They've done he, more development in the Young Justice cartoon than the comics ever have. And, and what's funny is he doesn't do much in this annual that we talk about, you know, we already talked about. But I actually, besides that one part where he seems to be singing, I actually didn't mind him in this issue. I thought that he, he did enough. He's just kind of a side there. He's helping out. That's all I need. The art of colors have been great. Uh, art and colors have been great. And although. Uh, maybe a tad confusing and slow moving. I'm enjoying the last few issues overall. Me as well. I was a little lost at Mara's. We will not stand for the surface attack. Did I miss something? I, it, it must be going it back to It was a black mana yeah. thing. When, you know, yeah. It was black mana. He went to that place and started destroying all the freaking statues yeah. underwater with his black mana mecha. I actually like forgot about that as well. That took me back at first. And then I went back to the previous issue and saw him. Doing, I'm like, that's what they mean. Okay. Yes. So you're not lost on that one. No, what surface attack? You mean black fucking mana? Come on. We should know by now that mana is not the proxy for the surface, but I guess every writer has to get their version of Atlantis versus the surface. Lastly, it's, is Saldy dead? And no, Saldy's not dead. No. I'm a little confused. Live with those and last panels. 
swimming it up that moment. He's swimming like a dog should. You had the idea going into, obviously, we talked about Maybe it. Maybe Locke will eat you know, him tomorrow, but today he is a free dog. I think Saldi now, Saldi's been wanting to get the hell out of the Amnesty Bay all along. That, that is an awful place. He's just going to start swimming. He's going to get, he he don't know better. He's going to be in the land. He's just going to Is it because die. it's full of filthy old sea gods now? Is that why no, it's awful? Yeah, yeah, that's why. It is. He's like, these sea gods, they're terrible. I'm out. And also he's like, you know, Aquaman's my, my you know, owner. Please. He's barely been here. This is why, where you see how Thank he God treated Salty. Please, the Aqua Baby's in big trouble. And really, Tula will probably be taking care of that one as well. Uh, but yeah, I think Salty seems to just start swimming, thinking the Atlantic Ocean isn't that big and die. Lastly, uh, or he says Don't he's dog. confused. It looks like Manazord crushed poor Salty. I'm off to report Arthur to the ASPCA. Boop, boop. I think he, he might says, be an issue behind. Yeah, well, I think that he wrote this before the annual came out. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, you have a boop boop, but I prefer. Booyah, yes, that we is know. Uh, that is definitely what I prefer. Thanks. And that's Steve Baum, who's having some surgery, Thanks, I believe. And he's using the podcast to get through that. And it's funny awesome. because he's having back surgery, and yet he's listening to you, who just is a pain in the ass, Eric. There you go. Booyah, I don't I don't have the rim shot, so I'm just going to use that for every sound effect there is, right? You got that? Hey, that's a hot take. Booyah, yes, it is. The next one is Batman Beyond Mark. I feel like I'm just talking myself. <laughs> Jim and Eric. That's For some reason, I didn't realize it was going to be Podcast 250. So a belated congratulations on the milestone. He's not throwing shade at you. He says milestone, not milestorm, Eric. I said, I'll call you Jets. Oh, so I I only got around to reading the latest Justice League this week. And I have a problem with a specific character who shows up in it besides Night Owl. Night Owl was somebody you had a problem with. I just think doesn't make any goddamn sense. I just think it's a father figure, and it gets you upset. Danica Williams, also known as the Flash of Earth Twelve and Earth Fifty, she doesn't exist on any other Earth. Just those specifically because of Wally West Flash. No, I believe it's a tennis player of those Earths. She shouldn't exist in hypertime. For Earth Zero, and that's the thing. They're just going with everything. It's a grab bag. It really is. This this is one of those things where when they do this, they always screw up. They always do. There's nobody that's going to be careful enough to you know check the P's and Q's of all these characters. Is no. there? Well, is there? <laughs> yeah, there is one man who may check the P's and Q's. I, I'm not sure that he's going to want to get off his ass and go do that. You, you want to go out there uh, to the Beverly Hills? You want to be a Beverly Hillbilly out there and do that paid? for you? I, maybe. I, I think that you wow. could probably hang out near the cement ID. pond with Jethro. You can sit there and do that, right? Ellie May. I'm not hanging out with Jethro. I can't do Well, maybe Ellie May now that you bring that up. I'll do that. with Ellie May? Yeah, I think it's weird. And I'm not joking. I think I would end up (laughs) hanging out with Granny. I I really do. And, you know, not in a sexy way. You got weird fetishes. We'll we'll see how things go. It it wouldn't be sexy at first. It would just be. I'm not discounting it, but I'm not saying it's going to happen either. No, here's the deal. The thing that I love most, I mean, most can tell on this podcast anyway, is talking shit about people. And I think Granny is going to be a shit talker supreme. She is going to sit there. She's going to tell me shit. Oh, you just want the gossip. I got you. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's all I'm about. You know that when we're at work and I hear some sort of story going on that I find out somebody knows about, 
Suddenly I disappear. <laughs> I'm running to these people to find out. And I, I, the people that I work are very easy to manipulate. So I go and I'm like, you know, hey, uh, I, I heard about this. And then you come, hey, get manipulating. Uh, but yeah, I can get the story out of them plus extra because I don't I'm, care the, about I'm the Trisha Q of our earth, Eric. So am I in hyper time because I'm a little hyper. I can tell time mainly, You're a truck you know, sometimes and stuff like that. I don't know. No, I think I'm a life addict. I think that I love <laughs> life. I grow a tolerance. I yeah, uh, really. You grow a tolerance. You gave up. You have your chip that you're like. I I have my uh my forty year chip here of giving up on life. Don't give. And you're not even forty. Don't get me wrong. It was nice to see her. I'm well prepared. But it just didn't make any sense, Eric. It didn't make sense. If if you were that didn't make sense. If you are waiting for DC to make sense, man, you just have a nickel in your hand, right? Is that a good saying? We'll go with that the from now on. <laughs> I'm just making up sayings. If I was waiting for DC to make sense, I'd be left with three pennies. Oh my, that is a dig on you. You better watch out, DC. I'm on your case. Have a good week, guys. Batman Beyond Mark. And thank you, Mark. Thank I'm you, Mark. Here. Well, or we just did hear from Mark. So that's pretty good. I can yes. remember the uh the segments and stuff like that. And actually, that is not correct, Eric. That isn't correct. And all the things we said oh, were coming. I thought yeah. you just forgot who we were talking about. Like we no, did no, just no. hear from I'm Mark. Saying, yes, we did. I'm, I'm saying all about Aquaman and stuff. We we still haven't heard from that either. And people are like, what the hell is he talking about? I always forget that second section of books. And then after reading, say, a flash so of the Woman, I know why. I know why I want to, you know, get rid of it. Well, here we go. We have one last mail in this section, one last mail for the night. And if you want to just lay, lay back, maybe sit back, get yourself a little relaxed, you know, maybe pour a drink, Eric. I don't know. How do you get Eat sexy? your mic, how, whatever. How do you get sexy when things are going? No, no, that, that's I, I what you start do. by muting my mic. I'm not, I'm not really asking what you do. I know oh. what you do. Yeah, it's called checking out is what you do. But I want everybody else, you know, just relax. <laughs> don't mute your mic. Uh, oh. You're here uh, because Nils has, has written in. And Nils uh, is there, and he was upset. He ended up forgetting about episode 250, uh, like Eric did three one. seconds after we <laughs> recorded. Uh, but he says, guys, it's a fucking incredible milestone, bitches. 250, whoop, Damn. whoop. I wanted to write this whoop, message whoop. last week, and I, I always want to think Nils doesn't write messages. He writes massages. Uh, but there were some pretty <laughs> intense days ahead of me. Congrats to the 50th episode with all my love. Somehow that love involves implements and lube, Eric, is what I you know, learned from him. Not that half-assed love. <laughs> no, it's full-ass love. Real love so, is butt play. That is true. Yeah, amazing butt play. So before I start with my things, I want to express my best wishes to Reggie. I hope he's great again and has no more health issues. <laughs> yes, he's okay. I thought he, he doesn't right. know where his notes are sometimes. I thought of you many of times and send your love uh, and energy and health. So he's sending Reggie some love and health. And that's a good thing. Now, now the best is he's like, uh, Prayer, really thoughts nice. And prayers. It's almost like, you know, thoughts and prayers. You know, I'm really uh, gunning for you. Now, let me get down to the sexy talk. But he also says, I finally joined the Slack chat while I was back 
from my big coaching weekend sitting in the train until now i didn't want to join because i didn't want to be spoiled ahead of time and i wanted to understand the things you might write so he says that now i will spoil something reggie is fine you know he pretty much he's, he's still working his way back to you babe maybe there could have been some inside jokes i didn't get and that's everybody, Eric. I mean, some of the things that, you know, I don't know. Do we are tell the, jokes that people are get? The, are the inside jokes maybe, Eric, are ace in the hole? Oh, yeah. oh my. Oh, yeah. Now, just four months behind in the podcast, <laughs> I decided to join and be real part of the Get Fresh Krill. Uh, I would love <laughs> some Richard Richardson here. That, that's, a, that's a name. Somebody should have read this mail ahead of time, huh? <laughs> you want Richard Richardson. <laughs> Hello, weird science. There you go. Classic. <laughs> <laughs> hey there, weird science peoples. Yeah, there's Richard Richardson. It feels good to read chat, see different opinions on the characters or stories. I like to not read the things ahead of time because I like them. You to like fresh. to live I, in the moment. I, I do. And I don't want to have pre-planned things because then it, it gets, that's the thing. The idea of planning seems cool, right? It seems like something that <laughs> you would seems do. Awesome. You know, I'm telling you, when you listen to a show and a podcast, you sit there and first off, everything seems professionally edited as if like, you know, spaces are taken out, out of women or, or prayer. Or some mess ups are gone. You know, I'm not down with that. That takes too long is what, but I like the, I like the off the cuff things. So that does mean that we do not read the mail ahead of time for the most part. No. And, and it really does screw me sometimes. It really does. Uh-huh. But hey, you know, where's that edited out girl? We need her around. Is she, is she home tonight? She's doing yeah. something. Is she, I don't know do, she's is she doing. home? Is she Maybe. home? Is she there in the apartment? Is I she, don't can, know what she's doing. I am on. busy. I want to talk to her a minute. I, I got to catch up with her. We we haven't talked lately. Me and me and Jess. Uh, you know, <laughs> since <laughs> she yelled at you, basically. Uh, but yeah, I saw her one time. I, I saw you a oh, couple yeah? times actually. Oh, she yeah. wearing? Uh, really? Nothing, because it was in my dreams. <gasps> uh, she ended up the one time where I saw her Saucy. waiting for you. At the entrance of the uh, Walmart. Actually, one time, remember, Classic she Jess. actually came up to me and said hello, and it really threw me off. And I was like, hi, Jim. And I'm like, oh, hey, Jess, where's Eric? That's all I, you know. Actually, I think I said, hey, Eric, in the stupid toy section, of course he is. I'm like, all right, see you later. And then I walked away, and I look at her. She's just shaking her head. It feels you. good to read the chat, see different opinions. So he wants to see right now. He just read the news and what's to come in the near future. Jumping back a little bit. Two weeks ago, I started a holiday trip to Tenerife in the Canary Islands. Tenerife. I what a bird's get, No, the, the thing is, yeah, really, uh, you know, you're the cat there. And it ate the canary. You get it, Eric? Inside joke. I did. Uh, with, with the whole yeah, <laughs> That's old, man. Uh, yeah, a lot of these Europeans, they're fancy because European, but also huh? the idea that I think that when we hear about their quote-unquote holidays that they claim, Eric, they, they go to what seems fancy, but I don't think it's as fancy as we think because everything Holiday. is real close, really close to each other, right? So you end up like them going to so. certain places is like us going to Coopersburg, Eric, right? Didn't I'm not doing o- that. Here he's, he's in the Canary Islands. He didn't meet Oliver or Dinah over there, though, Eric, you know, the Black Canary. Okay, see, now we have inside oh, jokes with, with Nelly. I got you. Okay, it's funny because when I saw like, Dinah, I somehow, to, oh. sometime I, I, I thought he said Diana, and I'm like, is this something with the People's Princess or something? She's dead now. That's what I thought. He said Diana first. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I blame the, the paparazzi. Island. 
Okay, you might not believe it. Yeah, really. But the holiday trip, is that where they go? The Canary Islands? The holiday trip was given to us by a good friend of my girlfriend's. And that's a lover. Eric is what I think. A good I friend know. of my girlfriend's is yeah. giving you fr- paid vacations. I'm like, yeah. what the I, hell am I, I doing wrong? I, I don't know. Yeah, just yeah. The we all know is, what I'm doing no, wrong. I know what you're doing Everybody wrong because messy Jesse in the other room. She ain't got no friends that afford a no. vacation. Or just Please. in general. The bitch can't even get us through the door, Eric. We both have not you. got any money right now to go on a big holiday trip. So she said this would be a present Going to an from, island. from her to us. Uh, so it's a girlfriend, I don't know, a 2K <laughs> present. So it's $2,000 present, I think, what he's saying, or else he's saying he's I'd going be back friends. to the year 2000 just because she loves us so much and has got the money right now. That's so incredible. And came back that negative is. on her VD. Yeah, really. Came back. <laughs> actually, it came back positive, and now she's, you know, running for. <gasps> I'm not paying shit. Scarce. She's like, no. She's like, I don't have much time to live. I don't know. That VD sounds bad. What kind of VD and the you holiday, get? I don't know. It's the bad kind. You know, the deadly kind. And the holiday was super nice. Very warm weather. All inclusive hotel with a big varying buffet. Oh my, my ears Tell just me more. pricked up, and my prick just eared up. Chinese, Russian, right in Greek. that ear specialties he's still talking about the buffet we went to the ocean every second day second day (laughs) it's like it's the other day let's go to the ocean once there even swam a big skate underneath us only 20 centimeters below and then i think tony hawk was there and then he also What's did that? one thing that has to do. And then we, he also did one thing. And that's black magic. Uh, I, I'm telling you, the metric system. <laughs> why will we convert? Why will the, we not I know, convert? And why don't system, I know anything I was outside to, of our stupid shit? I two things to do as I was a kid. Learn to speak Chinese and learn this metric system. I didn't listen. And I don't know. It hasn't mine hurt was me Spanish yet, right? in the metric system. I have and, not uh, yeah, mine was, fucking, mine was Chinese. I haven't done it yet. And then also, I mean, I'm telling you, the only thing that's worse voodoo than the metric system, you know it, it is Chewy Chips Ahoy. I'm still mad about that. <laughs> that is nonsense, Eric. Uh, Delicious. He did Delicious one thing magic. that has to do with personality development. We did, what was it, like the newlywed game? We Have didn't want that this holiday, but it was a special arrangement from a guy my girlfriend talked to over Facebook, <laughs> and he lives there <laughs> in Tenerife. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a weird set. Like, I talk to my family on Facebook. What the hell is his girlfriend doing? It's six degrees of nils is what this guy, this guy knows everyone and he's fucked half of them at least. So the timing and opportunity was perfect. When we drove up the mountain, we instantly went into a very foggy wall. The surrounding buildings looked like they were from Silent Hill, Eric, or. So I was thinking Centralia. Centralia. And this guy told us that he lives in a pool without the water. Where he has built die. a tent inside. He's got this a pool. A maniac. He's got a tent. He seems a little wacky. So, so we what you're telling me is he's homeless. Yeah. And also, you know this is going to end up in some sort of crazy sex story. This is all these things end up in. Uh, What's so, what happens with the homeless? And really, when you go, you meet, earn that $5. When you go meet a guy who is living in a, a drain pool in a tent, you might as well just d- jump into the deep end. Booyah, That's what booyah. I say. Well, uh, he said, okay, so he very much it was intrigued. And how you would live that way. The guy was very I'm nice. Telling you, he lives a different life than me. He's very much tricked. I'm very much scared. Okay, how about this? He lives in this pool. They show up. He instantly offered us tea. I think that's code. I have a special blend. 
that you might like. I bet he does. Here, smell. He said, well, that smells very much like I marijuana. I woke up three I days replied, later with no memory. It's the Mary Jane tea. He says, I think that smells like marijuana. And he just responded with, yes. Normally, <laughs> normally I'm up for anything. And that would have been a nice experiment. And you guys might already know I that I love experiments. He's like a, a goddamn sexual. He's a scientist. Uh, he is. I, I'm telling you. He's a life he's, scientist. He, he's nonsense. <laughs> these, these experiments <laughs> that he's doing. I mean, he's going to cure. Is there Thank the God sexual we have a cure cancer? For HIV I mean, now. Really, he's going to cure anything or just give it. But I wanted to drive home safely in the evening. So I declined and got another tea, probably one. That doesn't, you know, end up smelling like marijuana. I'm telling you, he's the sexual curies going on here with his experiments. The reading he gave us, human design, if it says you anything, okay, he gave a reading, was very special. And it brought forth some <laughs> new insights into my own personality. Was I always an astrologer, some a, a mind reader? No, no, the no. Per- a warlock. <laughs> a, person, a, a mind reader. I'm going to I the said. old warlock who <laughs> lives in the deep end of a drain a pool. Palm, a palm reader. I a mind reader. I read your mind. Personality of my girlfriend and the combination of our relationship has to offer. It'd be funny. He's like, really? You and your girlfriend are not compatible. She seems more of like a guy who is in a pool in a tent who drinks marijuana tea and she should be with him. Afterwards, we're very much in agreement. That our relationship has grown even deeper after this experience. How deep? How like, deep is your love? Foot deep end? That's that's how the uh, the Bee Gees would ask. I just want when Nils. I just want to ask. You have to, even if we don't have a, a podcast. Eventually, this podcast will end, probably with my death on oh, air. No. But if it doesn't, and we give it up, say on I don't know episode two seventy five. Eric sounds good. But if if we did give it up, I will keep the. You know, the email open. So the weird science DC comics at gmail.com will stay open. Is this more when, of your heaven when or you ghost fi- stuff? When you finally get to the point where you realize this stuff is all nonsense, you email me and tell me because it won't be that much longer. Uh, when you like, man, that guy who was doing this palm reading while he was giving so, my girlfriend a massage. I, you, I don't you know. You want him to realize that this stuff is nonsense. So in order for him to, when he realizes, he has to send an email to a yeah, dead to guy me. who won't read it. To me. But that's the thing is, I'm saying palm reading. Afterlife ghost experience, that's that's 100% on. Oh. And actually, oh, okay. it, it will I got start, you now. It'll start with me. They, here's the thing, really. They say oh, you're the that, first. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. I mean, why can't I be? Somebody's got to be the first in everything. You know, you're the first one to get me so angry. I want to slice your throat. But that that's daily, what? though. That's on the reg. Uh, no, here's I the thing. Won. What do you usually have happen? And you're a, what I like to term a asshole who believes in this asshole, stuff. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> really. Uh, but you I like the paranormal. Believe. You want to believe. And really what you are always told. And I, I, I have... I've kind of dabbled in it as well. I'm doing so many air quotes oh, yeah? as I'm doing this. Dabble. My, my fingers dabble, dabble. Yeah, so they often say that people end up, their psychic energy remains, and a lot of times it's because something bad oh, happens to that. them, and they're so angry, and they're so upset about it. I mean, there's nobody more upset than me. So I think that my psychic energy already is haunting me as we speak now. So I do think that I will be able to get that email. And maybe I'll set up when I get into heaven, uh, which I would hope Remember I'm getting there because I'm such a great guy. Your attic? Yeah, I still do, even though it seemed to be like, you know, <laughs> bats or something. But I Raccoons. still do. I, I heard a little girl singing at a point, And I ended up telling you the story. 
you started getting scared because I don't really believe in that. And I'm telling I'm very you, impressionable. I, I said to you that I end up and it's always when I'm just laying there by myself. And then I hear this little girl singing. And then when I yell, it, it would turns stop. Out it was you. And it was, it was, it was you girl all inside along. us all. It's what it was. <laughs> no. So I, I'm going to set up an email. I'm from not taking heaven. you home. Shut up. Weird science, DC comics at heaven.com. You're a kidnapper. So when we came back from holiday, I had one day to pack all the things and begin my weekend in Berlin, where I went to a coaching seminar called, quote, how to plan your life really good. That's that's pretty right on the money. I'm telling you, it's like I I went to this right to the point. Uh, when I was going to be a manager somewhere. I went to this uh, school seminar. It was called How to Manage Your Good. That's what I went to. This weekend was so intense. I tell you, the wrong turn. To it? it started with me meeting three soccer fans in the train and us playing drinking games the whole time. You know, in the train. Is that like so everybody when we arrived there? in Berlin? I, I'm telling you, I don't, when he says train, I have no idea what he means anymore. It can mean a bunch of things. So when we arrived in Berlin, I needed some Gross. hours to sober up. Next day, the seminar started. You can picture the seminar like this. There are 300 people who sit down in a big room and one guy on the stage awful, who talks awful. to us. Then we all make a human centipede and we're out. No, he's oh, just God. reading this out loud. Does it give you anxiety, Eric? 300 people yes. all sitting there in a big room, how probably, this probably is. each of them rubbing your back. I have been to two or other of his oh, seminars, God. so I know how special he is and what he can conjure in me. Very special. I believe. Is he a fucking warlock, too? I believe this is Jesus. Eric, also the community who comes to the hey, seminar Zeus? is mostly always the same, and it's so great meeting these great people. Not everybody, of Weirdos. course, but most of them again. Is this Chris Angel doing this? Is he on tour in Berlin? Kinda, he might freaked me. He did. Kind of how I imagine being in the GFC Booyaka, for a longer time. Very looking forward to be that way. Now, believe me, most people get sick of us very quickly. Uh, then this coach talks to us and gives us tests. That's that's why this, this whole shebang that we call weird science uh, keeps going is because me and Eric only have each other. Really, everybody leaves us. We really emphasize that we do not only fulfill these tasks, but feel into them. Feel into them. So when, so when he asked us to write our bucket list and later find the five biggest dreams we have right now, we shall realize, visualize these dreams vividly and really feel. What it would be like to already live our dreams. Afterwards, we should write four obstacles. His dreams are things that he probably can't list, and his obstacles are all pretty much law enforcement agencies. I would believe Nils would be that. But why we haven't achieved them yet, again, law enforcement. Uh, Then we should talk in other groups about these dreams and obstacles, and they should present us with opportunities. I have a feeling that he really... He's going like to turn. He's going to turn this into a sexy opportunity. I know he is. I think that he's trying to convert so us right now. I didn't it's believe it at talk. first. Later, I invited four other people into my hotel room. Here we go. Where we can continue <laughs> these tasks. Let's continue these I tasks. I knew that these were two the persons butt. who had really deep wishes connected to self-love, love for other people, and he why they have wishes. never fallen in love until now. I'm telling you. You are a predator, Nils. He, he is one of those guys. He's just going to self-help things to hear. Ooh, what's that? It's almost like when you you did have, uh, you know, in The Simpsons, 
where you ended up having, you know, uh, Miss Carbobbles like, I trust too many people and I'll just give them my credit cards. And then you have people whispering in her ear and she hands over the credit card. That's all he's doing. This session we had in my hotel room was so powerful. At one time, we all held hands, stood in a circle. It came so hard. And one woman gave us all her mourning and anxiety and we started screaming them out together with her. Now it's scream therapy. This is, the, this is the most awful situation I could possibly think of having to be in. If if Nils wanted to, if you were there with him and you had to go, would you, would you have bailed by now or would you at least go through it? I would have jumped out the fucking window. <laughs> I, I think I would have stayed and just laughed. I, uh, we screamed so loud. The whole I'm uncomfortable right now hearing about it. He says, after one minute, we all stopped and she sank down. I don't like loud noises arms, either. Overwhelmed by what just happened. Okay, enough deep shit for you today. Eric, do you want to you scream a little? You want to do a little? John no. Lennon. John Lennon. Like raising my up, voice. John Lennon, up to, uh, he did scream therapy and then came up with the song Mother that was to tell his mom and yeah, dad goodbye. Dead. And I told you that him. that's a very strong and powerful song for me that I want you to listen to and you won't listen. So let's, right now, let's scream out our our biggest like things that we want to have happen in life you know things that we really want to have happen we'll scream out real quick wrapping up this mail one two three eric die oh you didn't do it eric damn it so there he's gonna go what about comics i'm really loving freedom fighters right now the art is incredible and the story is really good i also don't know why nobody is reading it for me the first six issues result in an average of 8.83 he's very specific that's pretty damn good i bet they will involve superman who fled the earth years ago in the last two issues. I thought that as well. That does not Over, seem to man. be the case. It's going to no. involve the robot. Uh, I shouldn't spoil it from him. Cyborg. Right? Robot Overman. Robots. I don't like cyborgs. I also think it would be a great twist if this Overman becomes aware of himself and helps the Freedom Fighters kill the Ratsies. That's exactly what I thought was going to happen. It doesn't look like I, you know, I'm wrong again, really. When I said two things in, in life where I was wrong, uh, you know, hey, we should get married. Then that was a big mistake. And then the other one was, hey, why don't we start a podcast? Two things going down. Currently, I have read four issues of Event Leviathan. It's really interesting and good, in my opinion, says you. Well, yeah, hey, we're done. I'm telling you. Go go scream in a hotel in this. I know there are some continuity issues and Bendis doesn't get the voices of most of his characters. Yeah, th- there you go. He doesn't set up anything. <laughs> this sounds like those people who give 9.8s. I really Mystery think thriller. there's no story here. Uh, he doesn't get the characters. The art sucks, 9.8. But the story intrigues me very much. I just love a mystery, even if it isn't a very good one. <laughs> My overall score right now is an 8 out of 10. Also, Maliv's art and the coloring is something new for me, which may give this story a plus one. I don't like it. Looking forward to Hill House Comics. I haven't read any horror comics yet, and I'm very excited. That starts next week, Eric. Are you excited sure for Heads in a Duffel Bag or whatever? Batman and Superman also in very excited. That's right. Uh, he likes Batman Superman. I love Batman Alas. Read the trade paperback of his, and it was great, he says. Deceased rocked ass. And it's also what he said at the end oh, of no. that meeting. Tom Taylor is just one of the best authors right now. He gets the characters and always hits me where it hurts. I, I Really, where does it hurt him? When Superman and the Flash collided, it was epic. Also, the thing he wrote that day, we found out what happens when the unstoppable force meets the unmovable object. So incredible. Uh, very interesting read. Also, the unstoppable force paradox, which says that an unstoppable force and an immovable object cannot exist in one universe at the same time. Right, Eric? You got that? That's all for tonight. No. I'm holding back on the other stuff for the next time. By the way, there are also many, many more sexcapades coming up, but only oh, no. little by little. 
It's funny. That's what usually people <sighs> say about their sex capades. Yeah, well, they might be. Again, who knows? Little spoiler. Over OK Cupid. I think this app is also available in the USA. A girl just asked me if you? I was ready for a blind date with a girlfriend of hers. Her, I don't know how each other looks like or who she or he is. Also, our date will be in a dark diner. You don't even uh, know if so he or she. Even during the dinner, we don't see each other. You ever hear of those dark, dark dinner things? I saw no. a, uh, a thing about like one of those most interesting dinners you can go to. And one was a dark dinner. By and what yourself? they claim is watching TV? No, no. No, that would be me. That's pretty much every dinner for me. (laughs) No, Uh, it's amazing. And and also it's dark because I'm sitting there wanting to kill myself. But no, Uh it's it's where you go to dinner and it's complete and utter darkness. And what they say is because you can't see, they're trying to pull this idea of, hey, you know, when somebody's blind, all their senses, you know, increase the other ones. I do. Uh, Yes, you do. Uh, But that doesn't happen two seconds into a dark dinner. But that's what they say. Without seeing the food. You end up enjoying it more and really going. And I, I'm telling you, I will try just about food. anything. That's the thing. I don't think I'll try something that I can't see what it is. That's I'm not down with that. I really You're eating maggots, I, Michael. No, that's the thing. Maybe if I even see the maggots, I'll eat them. But I want it to be my decision. I want to know what it is. I don't want. I don't like surprises. Freedom. That's what it is. So, yeah. I won't let you down. Have a, a great week, fellas. And as always, stay awesome. Nils from Germany, that is it for this mail section. It was very long. Thank you, Nils. I know that it that was. was getting on your nerves, wasn't it? Still, I think we're going to end up. I was just getting I scared thought, of the situation. Well, I thought that we were going to end up uh, recording till midnight tonight. I really did. I think we're going to finish earlier than that, so you can be happy for that. I don't but think we that will. That is the end of the mail. Really? I'm looking at it now. I think we will. I think we will. You want to bet? You're always wrong. You want to bet? No, you're just saying that because you want me to speed it through. Now, it's not going to work for me. Now I'm going to make you win for once. And I'll know that it doesn't matter you won because I made you win. So I win after all, right? Because we're you done with the mail. Now we're going to go to Reggie's books, which I thought we had already done. We're going to go off to Reggie's books right about now. Yes, and here we are. You know what I like about the uh, 45 Kings 900 number song? It it changes a lot in that. There's a lot of change going there. Uh, But usually when we hear that, that means Reggie's here because that's one of Reggie's favorites. Here he is. And he's here. Bringing us three books. A uh, song, we haven't had a song a ton from of the books. Garden State, I would like yes, to say, by the way. Exactly. And by that, you mean Ohio. Uh, but yeah, here we are, <laughs> right, Ohio? Uh, yeah. We're here to talk three books. And it's weird because next week, pretty low, it is an annuals week. So we're going to yeah. have a show that's just on the Patreon. And you would think that usually during those weeks, you, you get annuals. Uh, but we're going to start with an annual now, what? which is Aquaman. And it's weird. And I don't know why this happened, what the deal was. Maybe they figured they had too many issues next week. They don't. And I know, but I, I just, it's very odd. The timing of this, 
Um, but we're going to get it. And it kind of does. It's one of those. If you want to know right away, if you're like, oh, you know, I don't read Aquaman. I'm going to get out of here, whatever. Uh, the, the thing about this Aquaman, annual, it's not one of those standalone stories either. It ties in a lot of things. It, it yep. kind of gets going. And it, then in the end, it ends up even being a, you know, year of the villain doom signal in the sky type issue. Um, but there is a little bit of a timing issue with the issue itself, but we'll get in that in a second. Reggie, tell us what this is about. Uh, I have to get to my notes about it. <laughs> and so what I was we're saying already, is uh, I mean, that right off the we rails are, with this one. we're talking Aquaman. Uh, uh, come on there, buddy. Uh, yeah, it is uh, Aquaman Annual Number 2, written by Kelly Sue DeConnick and Vita Ayala, art by Victor Ibanez, color by J. David Ramos. It's been one crazy summer. The arrival of Elder Ocean Gods, the destruction of a water elemental, and a g- giant mecha black manta is wrecking everything. There's going to have to be one more event before we can declare this summer officially over and it just might destroy the world. It's the Founders Day Festival, appearing in Aquaman Annual number 2, rated PG. PG, indeed. And yeah, it's the Founders Festival, <laughs> which, for some reason, they have more fireworks than a Chinese New Year going on at this place. I mean, really, I, I'm telling you, like, <laughs> I wouldn't think that Amnesty Bay has a ton of money, you know, behind it. You have Aquaman, obviously, yeah. but... I mean, the, the, the amount of fireworks going on that that explode in this as a a set piece is well, it's unbelievable. Well, like Wicked Tuna, you know. So it's yeah, like it's the same area as that. So if the Tuna Hall is good, well, if, if the that's hall is good, money. Yeah. And what uh, Aquaman does is betray the fish and and has boom boom booms them <laughs> in. They get them in and off they go. Is that what happens? But yeah, so I think you, Aquaman you have, makes so much. Oh, hey, yeah, that's that's true. How do I? How did I get so rich? But yeah, you end up having this, you know, Founders Festival going on. Now, with that, we ended up in kind of near the end, but Black Man had just shown up in the regular book, you know, the regular run. Black Man had just shown up. He's trying to cause this mayhem that would lead to doom and the whole deal with the signal and the, or the symbol in the sky and stuff. Well, you open this up and you see the symbol is in the sky already. Uh, In the meantime, you get a note. We had that that at the end of the last issue, though, didn't we? Yeah, well, we that's did. what I'm saying. This says editor's note. This issue takes place after the events of that. I'm just saying you, you're going to be this is past. Whatever happened to Black Manor, we're not going to find out until we get no. back to the regular deal. They're not talking about it. Uh, and with it, you kind of have to put aside the idea that there is no space at all for Aquaman to have ever dealt with any of the Justice League stuff. There's just no space. Before there was, when we can say, well, when he was dead and he went here and there, well, he ended up, while the symbol came up, he was with the Justice League and all that, but you're just going to have to let that go. Uh, well, that as Eric said, some, it doesn't happen in everyone, actually, but you just, it's it's odd here. I, I don't know. It seems more we in this. Show only up because in every single book with yeah. our heroes, and like when that happens, though, our heroes are like the edge of space where Perpetual says, look, at this mm. dude i'm just saying the, the idea that we already were complaining that aquaman it already was wonky getting there where it yeah. had no place for him to be dead even and now this shows up but even so what you're going to get is just a nice little annual 
that ends up showing you that Amnesty Bay are people who are pieces of crap at one moment and then are nice in the other. It's more of a uh, just like real know, life. Yeah, it's, it's more of an issue that just is going to show you. I don't know everyday festivals it's in sort Amnesty of a sli- Bay. Sort of a slice of a slice of life kind yeah, of uh, and issue, the, you know? Yeah, but Amnesty the big Bay deal. Living. The big deal, it starts off with this guy showing up and, you know, Doom's going at this moment. Sea Daddy shows up with tech. He's got this gun that's like almost like a big giant laser type gun with a fin on it. You're right, Jim. Sea Daddy needs more behind him right now because, you know, even though he gets taken out pretty easily this issue, I think he needs to come back as a lower tier Aquaman villain. Like Everybody needs their own kite, man. No reason Sea Daddy can't be Aquaman's. I don't think he's done. I mean, the weird part about it is if he isn't done or if he is done, his tech isn't because why they end up with this tech because he shoots this gun. It's blowing up everything. It throws Salty into the, the sea. He can't swim. You have that big problem. Jackson goes to jump to him while Aquaman just Aquaman slices up. Aquaman is so up. cavalier about this, too. I mean, this guy shows up with a gigantic gun. Clearly, it's like some wonky laser yeah. firing cannon. And they're just sort of sitting there, sitting there in the dock, like you never saw a yeah. bunch of loitering people no, in your life. No, this is the thing. I, I think they're high. That's the only thing I can <laughs> it explain. Really is it. what it looks like. It actually it, it, it reminds me of like you'd end up with some, you know, some back in the day hippies. I'll even go with that. They were at a dead concert, and afterwards yeah. they're hanging out at their van, and some guy comes just like, "Give me all your fucking money," and they're like. Whoa, man, what's going yeah. on? What's Chill, your name bro. there, buddy? Because that's what they're doing. This guy's pointing what obviously is crazy tech. And also, if I'm Aquaman and I see a gun that has a shark's fin on it, I'm going to know this guy means business towards me. Oh, no, it must and, be from LL Cool J. Yeah, I'm like, it's LL Cool J. He's wearing his gun like a shark's fin. He ends up in, and the weird thing about it is, and I, I didn't have time and it's hard. How would I ever look this up? Swear to God, we've seen these guns somewhere before, and I think it points to something else. Because now that I'm looking at it, I swear to God that it's either stolen, you know, Zebel or, uh, you know, Atlantean tech anyway. But I, I recognize that with the shark's fin, and I recognize LL Cool J. But this guy, he's he's Sea Daddy. And, and I love it, too, because like I'm C-Daddy. telling you. I'm telling you, as this guy shows up and starts yelling that you call me Sea Daddy, I'm gonna, shoulder. I'm gonna take over. Yeah, he's like Sergeant Pepper's, uh, you know, <laughs> meets. But I don't there's know no more. What. Like Sergeant Peppers this week than Cersei and Just League Dark with that whole that general get up thing with the whole oh, yes. Oh, yes. I don't know. I'm telling you, he, you could have Sea Daddy be Ringo. He, he could certainly be Ringo right here. See, Daddy would not be I Ringo. I don't know. You guys are really taken by, like, Eric, you like the, the frills and stuff there, the tassels. I actually just like the, I just like the moldable pouches on his thigh there and the knee pads. Those really do well. Player. He does have the harmonica. <laughs> Next thing you know, he's, he's, he looks like Ringo, but he plays like John Popper is what he does. Oh, but my God. How has God given us this gift? I know. The, the thing that gets me in this, though, and why I think that they look like they're high is really Jackson's his pose there, how he's sitting and just there and, and just, huh? See, just Daddy, bro. Life, man. Yeah, he's like, bro, you, you you better go with a different vibe than the sea, daddy. But you're getting me harsh there, buddy boy. But yeah, so then it's funny too because the guy's yelling, getting and me then harsh it looks there, like, buddy boy. It looks like Aquaman. You know, that's how the kids talk. Aquaman yeah. standing up even looks like he's like, oh man, uh, stand up now, Jeez. harsh bud. You have Jackson who's turned his back completely to sea daddy. See, daddy ain't going with that. See, daddy no, means laughing. business. 
Yeah. And then he's like, then he starts just yelling and he's like, I claim the throne of Atlantis. I'm going to kill you. Aquaman's like, bro, I don't even have that throne anymore. I lost it. It's not mine anymore. Sea Daddy doesn't want to take it. But uh, the, the thing about Sea Daddy is I don't see this guy being able to run Atlantis. It's not like it, this isn't one of those it's more things. It's title, Jim. Yeah, I, yeah, well, I don't, I'm I don't saying, think he's thought it through, to be honest with you. <laughs> we saw what happens when, you know, I guess he doesn't know a lot about Atlantis because this isn't one of those you kill the, the king and you become the king. They, they end up having things. I don't know. Oh, hell, Sea Daddy. The, the widowhood is not going for Sea Daddy. Next thing no. you know, Volko's marrying Sea Daddy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you have that. He's, you must find a wife. Volko's, hello, boys. He comes in. I'm available. Uh, but Salty gets, he ends up shooting the doc. Then all of a sudden, you know, Aquaman realizes this guy's real. Like, Wait a second. <laughs> and then, right then he jumps and I, he's hitting the, you know, the shark's fin gun. But it does look in my mind that he sliced his throat. And I thought that, you know, boy, that's a, a very bold reaction from being high to slicing throats. I mean, the, the last time I saw that, uh, Manson was involved in there. And he, he slices the throat. Salty goes into the Allegedly. ocean. Yes, Jackson goes off to get him, get some. And they, it's one of those things through this is the idea that Salty can't swim. So that comes. But I love also Jackson's there. He's using his, you know, powers to grab this gun. And they do. Yeah, they do end up taking down Sea Daddy, then throwing him to a giant octopus that causes a wave because Sea Daddy's errant uh, shot when Aquaman hit the gun, went off and blew up the fireworks factory that looks like there has to be at least one death, right? I mean, this is an explosion at, at the likes I've never it's seen. Right, it's right next to a Ferris wheel, right too. Right there with a Ferris wheel, too. Yeah. We've Why, had a firework-related death in our town for 4th yeah, of July. Did. I'm sure that somebody died here. Yeah, there has to wow. be. Yeah, that guy, that, that put a damper on those fireworks that year, I say. Uh, so you end up, now I'm America. expecting the Ferris wheel to come unhooked. That's going to be flaming and rolling around. I'm like, what the <laughs> heck is going on? But yeah, people are running for their lives from the fireworks, all the food. The Founders Festival is ruined. Sea Daddy ruined it all. He ended up getting knocked out. And they do that and take him away. Yeah, and they take him away. And why I say that it seems like there's a weird deal going on. They have Sea Daddy in lockup, but his tech is being transferred, you know, to county or whatever. And I think that there's going to be somebody grabbing that tech. I, I don't know why. It, it's not the that new sea daddy. It's just a gun, maybe. Sea <laughs> <laughs> Sunny, Sunny, Sea Mama, Sea Daddy Junior. He's going to come and take it over. And, you know, he he has the tassels as well. He just doesn't have the uh, he doesn't have the knee pads yet. It's going to be like uh, Gunhawk yeah. and Gun Bunny, but of the sea. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. But with that, that's kind of basically to me, that's the added pages right there. When you get done Sea Daddy, you're at like nine pages and there's the added pages. That'd be pretty good. The daddies. Yeah, I mean, and then get the new new kind of old now black mask and he could be the leather daddy. You could have that. He's got that (laughs) gimp mask on. He's ready to roll. I don't like that one. Uh, yeah, he's, you know, they take away Sea Daddy, and now the whole thing is the Founders Festival is in big trouble. They don't have uh, the foods. They don't have the fireworks. The fireworks, I, you know, I could do it without fireworks. I'm not a big fireworks fan. Uh, no. But the food, damn it, I'm not going now. If that was a festival, no, now, we're going to sandwiches put together. With a little help of the community, please. we're going to be able to put things together at the last minute, make some sandwiches, make a bonfire. This is going to be the best damn Founders Day ever, Jim. Just as we find that goddamn dog who's gone off. Yeah, I, I, can, I can make my own damn sandwiches, right, Reggie? Reggie yeah. likes that. I don't even like sandwiches. What sandwiches are you going to have? Ham and cheese? 
Please. I didn't mean they look like Look, they make something if somebody offers you a, a ham and cheese sandwich, you're not turning it down. You fucking oh, I'm lying. not going to turn it down. That doesn't mean that I'm going to enjoy a Founders <laughs> Festival. I mean, the other day I had some free chips and pretzels in our break you room. Go, it was you a would party. go and get a couple of sleeve sandwiches. That's what know, I would. Just, and just then for I'd the leave. thrill of it. I'd go home then. <laughs> I'd go the hell home afterwards. Uh, but you end up with Saldis on the run. So you end up having, you know, Aquaman's on the case. He's going to go yeah. find Saldi. And it's one of those, you know, kind of try not a comedy of errors as he goes. But it's more of a walking tour of the people of oh, the town. Yeah. Um, but by the end of this, is that what you think this is serving? I, I don't really. This almost feels like an annual that's supposed to be bigger than it is to me. It but almost it's just feels kind like it's of just like a slice of that. life. It feels like it's really just tying into that first volume of Aquaman in the New 52 because we get reintroduced yeah. to Randy from the market. We had the idea when, he, like, you know, Aquaman got salty. It was crazy because Salty couldn't swim. All this time, Aquaman never taught Salty to swim. Yeah. Salty, weird, by though. the end of this issue, everybody, he learns to swim. He does. It's an right amazing after, story. Right after you thought that uh, he was going to be eaten. But they you end up having Aquaman go off to the market. Reggie, tell us about the market. Tell us about Aquaman's trip to the market here and just a, I don't know, a railing on the expiration dates of fish, maybe? Uh, you know? <laughs> Is, is that what it is? I guess. Uh, when he gets there, when he gets there, one of the the elder gods, the uh, the ocean gods, uh, I can't remember her name. What the hell is her name? She's one of the main ones, and though. She's what uh, I, I end up. That's this is the problem is with she these was the wife. gods. I end up getting so <laughs> upset because yeah, she's the wife, and it's uh, Adabe is her name. And, there it is, Adabe. Uh, I just I don't remember them ever. They haven't she's, hit with me. She's telling Locke. everybody, Locke. yeah, Lost, and that's she's her saying, wife. His no wife. fish, no fish, bad, yeah. you know, yeah, bad, bad, bad fish. fish. And people are like, you're crazy, lady. This fish is so good. And uh, Aquaman comes in. He buys the whole lot of it just so that, you know, we could take, stop this. Uh, Put it on my tab. On. You ain't never paying tab. that tab, Aquaman. He isn't paying that tab. That's right to Bruce Wayne. That's not his tab. Give me a break. Yeah, bad fish. Now, is it weird to you that you are pretty much on the bay and they're worried about frozen fish? Who's eating that? Who's eating that frozen fish there at Amnesty Bay? They'd be looking at it. That's what I'm saying. Day gets messed up. That's what we're doing. Yeah, really. That's what people people would be throwing shade at anybody eating frozen fish in Amnesty Bay. That's nonsense. But yeah, and you were reintroduced to Randy, and if. We're in the Philadelphia area. area. It's not going to stop me from eating steakums every now and again. That's true, but people would throw shade at you. They, they would get upset with that's you. That's why you, you do it. You're, you're also a savage monster. Yes. Yeah, that's it's true. true. Uh, but yeah, so you get Randy. Randy was in the first volume of the New 52 uh, Aquaman, and why he was in it was because he was a piece of shit who pretty much was a, a, a sexual harasser. And and I'm actually very shocked that he's continued on his job here. I think that they just looked up what he was, the name, so that you right. can tie it in. Eric, you think it's a continuation? I think it's a, a snafu. I don't think that they would have allowed him in this if they would have realized Look, how much Randy of a has jerk learned he was. his ways from back then. Mara broke his arm. Big Mara, hubbub. Mara Once broke he got his out arm. of the hospital, he I'm thought about you. his life and what he's been doing. And now he just might call, like, you know, throw a little shade at an old guy for talking shit about his fish. But beyond that, Randy, he's on the up and up now. He's learned his lesson. If it was going to tie back in, now, who knows how this amnesty 
dynasty arc that's going on now that is finished at this point goes. But boy, it would have been hilarious if Randy came walking out, you know, going to the the festival, and then he saw Mara and just turned the fuck around and went back home. <laughs> she got so mad at him and broke, broke his arm because he was a piece of crap. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it ends up that she's right. She's saying the fish is as bad, and Randy ends up coming to the festival later because they're fighting about it. He's like, "Listen, lady, that fish ain't bad. The expiration date, like, date, what are you stupid? Yo, bat. Yeah, yeah." And then when, at the end, he comes to the the festival and says, "Hey, I have to apologize. They had a recall on that fish. You were right. It was bad. I'm sorry." And she's like, Just "Okay, like, like have a idea. sandwich," and tries to j- drown him via sandwich. It seems shoves for a sandwich some, right in his face. For some reason, though. I just like the idea that everybody's already started to eat. Everybody's eaten this poison fish at this point yeah. that's been recalled that was off the market. Like, why didn't I get the message an hour sooner? Oh, Randy. You've <laughs> yeah. done it oh, again. Randy. Randy just can't catch a break. But the clues, you end up having Detective Aquaman because he's gathering clues of where Saldi is. Nobody's seen Saldi really, but Saldi has been hanging around that old weird guy with the eyes and the teeth is kind of the deal, as they <laughs> say. those people. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah, the, the Amnesty Bay are just jerks. But uh, he figures, okay, it's Locke. And, oh, man, he's fattening him up. It's a weird deal where I do think Aquaman runs off thinking that Locke is going to eat him. And uh, it's odd. Well, it's odd because I don't know where you'd ever get that idea. And just because, I don't know, he feeds him weird food and a lot of it. Like, oh, my. Up. He's fattening him up, but weird food. And the weird food seems to be beef jerky. He's been jerky. sniffing him a lot lately. I don't know what's going on. And, yeah, and he, he ends up, you know, getting down like a dog and sniffing him. But it is even pulled, you know, before this saying, oh, he He's loves that dog. He loves that God dog. of the sea. I don't know what they're up to. I'm not yeah. trusting my animals around <laughs> yeah, him. I, I'm telling you. And what uh, the savior of the day, as Aquaman does go find Locke, who is – it, it, almost like he's sacrificing then Saldi to the sea gods, but in fact, he, he taught him to swim. And <laughs> he's not so, Aqu- he's helping. Aquaman, it's been like three years since he's had Saldi, maybe, and uh, Locke has taught him to swim in an afternoon. <laughs> you have Aquaman. I don't think he should yeah. be a father. He's awful. Uh, really and yet that's mentioned. You have the whole thing with the, the Aqua baby coming and things like that. Um, but yeah, this is just kind of like, you know, slice of life in Amnesty Bay, everybody coming together while the doom signal is over the town and everything's dark. And yeah, Vakuman decided. And I like hey, that aspect too, because this is our first story because we have this doom sigil popping up all over creation at this point. This mm-hmm. is the first time we see that once it pops up, it pretty much is perpetual night after that. And people are getting really upset about it. It might have, if we would have had this a few days earlier in Bloodhaven, it might have explained why everybody's going crazy. Yeah, they were awful. Just really just in, the shit yeah, they were just pieces yeah, yeah. of shit. And really what they want in Bloodhaven is now you can riot 24 seven. You don't have to take a break during the day because <gasps> it's 24 seven night. And now you can just be a piece of shit all the time but just give them their power yeah. back they'll go back to watching cable and going on yeah, the internet that's, that's, that's all they need well I, yeah there you go but yeah through all this yeah Aquaman's just going around finds Salty then goes back to the you know the festival where they've gathered all of the scraps and things all the destruction all the wood that got smashed during the sea daddy attack and they make one little bonfire i was expecting it to be a little one bigger. big bonfire yeah yeah wow. you know just one yeah, i don't know it's not Jim, that just big throwing shade on it's everything you really think, think these amnesty bay people are just slackers you i love no it too they still they still think this damn freaking bonfire is as good as the fireworks i swear to god they're sitting around it going "Ooh, ah they're clapping taking photos you end up having royal the kid that we've 
had in the Aquaman book since he came back. He gets to light the fire at one point. Yeah, at one point, this stupid idiot wants to throw fireworks in there. I mean, really, he he says that uh, Jackson, can I put the fireworks in there? Like, you ain't so smart, are you, Royal? I'm telling you, that is one of the weirdest parts of this issue, though, because they talk about the idea with the Doom Sigil and like being this thing that actually is making you like, you know, go towards more of a Doom aspect of your life. Just an idea where it pushes you to act differently than you normally would. And for the only instance we have in this, when he asks Jackson Hyde, hey, should I throw this old firework in the fire? You see behind him, like, even though Jackson says, no, do it. Yeah, I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Like, what is that? Because you don't get a lot of that through the book. Besides them saying it might be making them act a little weird. I think they are still a little wary of having these old weird gods living in their town, messing up their goddamn checkout lines at their fucking food market. I don't know what's going on. If this is more of a thing of like, you know, it is actually doing because we don't get enough of it here. Well, and here's the deal. I don't think that it's telling everybody. I think that uh, because of Jackson being Black Mana's son, I think that it's pushing that, that he's kind yeah. of evil inside. And his his DNA is coming out and saying that because you don't get that with a lot of other people. So I think that that's showing Racist. in a really odd deal. Well, I really think that it's supposed to push because I think Jackson's going to go bad before, you know, this <gasps> is all said and done. So we'll have to see. Um, I don't know. He's very dramatic. You know, every time he talks, it looks like at one point, it looks like he's singing. Uh, but yeah. And then for a little bit of an exclamation point, you end up having Aquaman, you know, get, get the fish to illuminate and say amnesty. <laughs> Yeah, Aquaman. He did give us a show. Like like, really, there's the show. Fireworks. That's the same thing as fireworks. Just have him jump around or something. Amnesty. What is this? A lesson? Why why don't you bring back that fucking mega kraken before that that caused the damage in the first place? That thing was magnificent. End up getting that uh, you know the big octopus. Do all these things going Uh, amnesty? I'm saying people are like, yeah, we know this is our town. What's going on there? I should have said, like, go fuck yourself. And then you realize the sigil <laughs> is doing something. Like, oh, my God, Aquaman. What are you thinking? Maybe that was uh, Aquaman's, like, that was, like, water graffiti. You know what I mean? Yeah, he was it is. Up He's tagging town. it. Yep. He's tagging the bait. You don't see I the the thing about it that makes me laugh though isn't the whole amnesty. It's Aquaman. What is he doing with his arms out? Like he's like, here you go. He's now said that everybody's <laughs> there. Me. I'm saying not even just to show me. It's like the final countdown. Things are going. I think that this is him saying. Here's your guy's presence for the next bunch of years. Go fuck yourself and he leaves because he's not a guy who likes to buy gifts. But it's just also, also with the thing that they're making sandwiches, right? You got the sandwiches going on. You got a bonfires. You got this. Uh, where are all the rest of the people? There's only like 20 people there. The rest of them were Jim Warners who said, I'm yeah. not helping nobody do anything. I'm going home. There were more people in that grocery <laughs> store than there is at the Founders what, what Festival. What I forgot to mention is that title they've actually killed 80% of the, the Well, town, that's what so I think happened. I, that's that's my point. I think the fireworks and then the tidal wave. Everybody else is dead. This is actually a funeral that they're having him. I'm telling you, it, it's a nice enough issue. It, it's it's an annual. It kind of gives you, uh, like Eric said, a little bit of a hint if it goes forward like this uh, with what will happen with the doom signal and stuff. But I don't know. I don't know that I want that. I just assume that that was. Hey, doom in the sky. We won. Let's go. I didn't think that that would then possess people, mainly because you've already got the doom. That was more of a victory, you know, signal than anything else. But it looks like, you know, it might affect some people. It might affect the villains in particular, I would guess. But we'll see. We'll see what's going on. And maybe we'll see see daddy. Uh, later on, because, you know, you have that. I'm, I'll tell you, I think the art's really good. 
I think, yeah, he does. Uh, Daddy's, Daddy's home. Daddy's home. How's that? Yeah, there we go. go. That would be good, right? <laughs> Bend over. Daddy's home. Would that be a Why? good thing? I don't, for I don't like your household. <laughs> He just means to like get down because you uh-huh. know he's the king, right? right? <laughs> hey, maybe you need uh, you know knee pads. Daddy's home. How about that? That'd be good. So, <laughs> uh, but so with this, uh, like I said, it's huh. nice enough, I guess. I mean, it shows Amnesty Bay are kind of awful, but some aren't. Uh, even if you go, I look where when you have the panel where the festival's ruined. This one lady is looking at Jackson like he is the worst thing that's ever you know shown up, and you, you end up with just you know what it is. It's an annual. You don't really have to read it, I guess. Um, but it's okay. And if you're a salty fan, it has that. But uh, Reggie, what would who you give isn't? It? Yeah, really. What would you give it, Reggie? Uh, you know, I like the fact that it did tie in a little bit to current events. It's almost like an, an issue that could have just picked up right after the, the last yeah. one that we read. Uh, but it was also like a slice of life, a little bit of a trip around Amnesty Bay, a reintroduction to some characters, and a little bit of a quieter issue than we've seen recently. One of my problems is it wasn't really earned, you know? It's not like the, things have gone at such a breakness, breakneck speed, uh, you know, story-wise that yeah. we need this breather or something, but... I was kind of glad to get it that, you know, what we, what we got when we did. I like Sea Daddy. Most of it I liked. I, I liked like the whole, uh, salty story and the fact that the Elder Gods like did something at all yeah. again. So, uh, I enjoyed it and I gave it a 7.5 out of 10. Yeah. I'm going to go, uh, six, eight. Uh, again, it's something you can get if you like to see salty Sea Daddy have a little bit of fun. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just, it's just an annual and it's there and it does tie into the doom stuff and, and things like that. So at least it does tie into some current things. Um, but I don't think you're missing out on anything no. here. If you do decide to skip it, it's just a weird one to come out the week before an annuals week, but that is weird. yeah, I do like the art though. The art's really good. Uh, except for one wonky thing I thought, unless I saw when, when Aquaman runs back to get his trident that's in the side, I didn't even see the trident. He just runs. Then he has the trident. Like, man, and he just leaves the trident here. It's heavy. I'm like, all right. But uh, other than that, Sea Daddy looks cool. Um, but yeah, sure what would you give it, Eric? <laughs> I really enjoyed the art in this issue. And I like the whole, like, you know, slice of life. They're looking at MC Bay in a time of, like, turmoil and stuff like that. Seeing the community come together to make sure that they have this Founders Day in the spite of everything else. And not only that, but showing more of the Doom Sigil, what it means, like, the, the perpetual night. While also tying back to the original volume back in New 52 with showing characters, aspects with Salty, like learning to swim finally after all these years. It was a nice issue and it looked good and I just liked everything about it for the most part. But it was, you know, like it's one of those issues that you don't need to have, but I'm happy we did. But I give it a 7.5 out of 10. Yeah, I actually, they brought up Salty not being able to swim the last couple times, uh, like two times in the last like three or four issues. I, I wonder, I, I wish I could talk to uh, Kelly Sudakana because she even realizes that she's doing that, you know, grabbing Randy. I, I really don't think she knows about Randy. I think that that was just a, you know, a coincidence that he's there because, hey, what is that shop owner, Randy? All right, because really, he is not a good guy. Uh, but yeah, it's okay. And if you like Aquaman, you like this run, you read it. But from the sales, and a lot of people in that camp, uh, it's, <laughs> it's really hurting. And I, I'm telling I doubt this is going to sell much at all, this annual, because annuals always go down yeah. anyway. But, you know, you, you have it there. So we'll move on to the next book now. All right, Reggie, and what book is that? It is Justice League Dark Number 16, written by James Tinian IV. Penciled by Alvaro Martinez Bueno and Fernando Blanco. Inked by Raul Fernandez and Fernando Blanco. 
colored by Brad Anderson. Let me tell you, when you're following up uh, a bunch of Spanish names, you should just you, you should, should just, just you should go use with your it. Spanish version. That's what of your you name. want to go you know with. What I mean, like, I think know, maybe you're supposed you to pronounce be, it like that. You would be Jaime. Jaime, we are there. You know I am. Do you didn't know that's what I'm going with now? That's, that's how I go downtown. Are you? That's anyway. my alias. That's when I'm downtown and my pants fall down. And then I just run. And then they're I like, all right. Call me Jaime. Yeah, anyway. I'm like, it's Jaime here. That's what they say. No, I, we, we see your Jaime is oh. what they're yelling. I'm like, you don't know Spanish there, jerks. But yeah, go. It's rhyme time. It's rhyme time. Time to put the comic books in rhyme. It's rhyme time. It's rhyme time. Time to put the comic books in rhyme. Bring your crew what you want to do. Cersei's got the power, which we already knew. And she's going to wreck Diana in this witchy war with Eclipso's help, which we knew before. Among the things that were already stated is Zatanna on the ropes for pages and pages. Cersei's got some mojo that seems pretty ill, yet this book continues standing still. <laughs> and yeah, uh, I, I saw on the cover of this, though, that uh, it's the last days of magic. I, the last days of oh, magic no. lasted a year or so. <laughs> oh, uh, but no. hey, you know how it is. Uh, yeah, so I, 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 I'm telling you, one of my favorite parts of this issue, besides the art, where we're all going to say the art is incredible because it is. It really is. But my favorite part is, uh, you know, the continuing mentioning of uh, Blue Devil, just in case we, we haven't forgotten <laughs> oh, that, that he's a statue. He'll come back with a vengeance and, one day. Yeah, oh, yeah. And everybody just goes by him. Uh, oh, man, Blue Devil's statue. Wish you were here. <laughs> oh, then, hey, hey, hit the jukebox. Uh, what do you want to hear? Uh, Pink Floyd's Wish You Were Here. It's for old Blue Devil over here. He <laughs> had to keep doing it. And uh, so when After he does play, come back. Blue Heaven, what do you say? Yeah, really. When he, when he comes back, it, it's going to be a little, I don't know, anticlimactic just because of the amount Look, of times I'm, they've said it. I'm happy as hell they at least want to talk about freaking, you know, Blue Devil being a statue because besides that, Khalid and Bobo have nothing to do with this issue. Well, We'd freaking, hey, look, there's a man bat monster. Let's run over here. Let's run over to the Oblivion Bar. Let's have a drink and then let's talk to Blue Devil. The yeah. end. How about yeah. what is more of a non-moving thing, the statue of Blue Devil or that bit of the story? Because I think Blue Devil's <laughs> move more. Uh, yeah, because this book, and again, I'm not going to talk too much uh, in this issue, though. I do like it in general. It, it's not offensive to me. Uh, I read it and I didn't fall asleep. Sometimes I have been. Uh, so I didn't mind it that much. But it, it is the pacing. I, I've said this for over a year now and I've said it way too much. So I'm only going to say it this one time tonight, maybe more. But it just doesn't go anywhere. And maybe it's because, you know, you have James Tynan. He's waiting for something to happen so that, you know, there is something he's lining up with with the Justice too, League James. book. Me too. But it, or is it just <laughs> that he has too many characters and too much story going on at once? And that's what I thought it was from the beginning where it is. And, and even then. You have too many characters, but nothing going on with some of them. And so I wish that this was one of those where you could go no, that, off. That's, that's a real sign that yeah. their entire storyline is kind of withering on the vine because yeah. there's just not enough time to get to all of them. Like the whole thing, like, you know, the flower, the parliament of flowers and the uh, necropolis or whatever. Uh, like this is just yeah, stuff Amanda that's Parbat. still, yeah. still see never that been explored, you know, no. even though, even though we saw that cliffhanger an issue or two ago with that ended at the, at Necropolis and those giant, uh, whatever guardians that seems so yeah. enticing. And now we still don't know anything, you know, and it's, it's clear well, that there's just there, too there, much. 
Yeah. There is a line in this issue that I thought was really cool because I never actually thought about it in this way. But the idea that Cersei being, you know, the, having all the power of Hecate at this point, you know, like uh, for Hecate's strength, stuff like that, you had Nanda Parbat transformed into Necropolis. You had the, the, the Parliament of, uh, uh, the trees turn into the parliament of flowers. Fly, yeah, flowers. That is that is a part of life, and then a part of death. And she's got a foothold in both of those. And she's I've got him like, all right, that's kind of a cool aspect. You are like you know taking over each element as you can of like life and death, and doing all these different things. And even like talking about how she has you know a control over the uh, the, the dead, the life, and then like even the the realm of the gods. Talking about Olympus before we had Hecate, that part right. fell off a little bit for me because well, I don't understand thing, what though. the hell they're talking about. You, you keep saying a very important thing talked about. That's all. We do. We talk about it. We end up, you know, hearing about it. You end up having somebody say, but you, you never really get much. And I don't, even I don't in know this, the, with, I don't know what traffic is like in Necropolis. You know, it's the I kind can, of thing yeah. I want to know about. You know what I mean? <laughs> it doesn't look very. It doesn't look very. Uh, you know, uh, much of a problem. There's not many not people bad. there. No, it's all right. No, okay. I'm I mean, you can let. <laughs> I, I I heard that Tickle just runs free. He's not afraid of getting hit by any cars. He's just going around. They have a scratching post there, and you know, you end up having him uh, having some fun the whole bit of nanda parbat necropolis is his litter box he said oh, uh, is what well, i heard nice. uh but yeah like just take for instance we'll just as we point out the deal of the man bat bobo and uh khalid story that's kind of almost half of the issue if not you know a quarter of it it's it's kind of pushed but that does nothing and yes it has some cool moments it has you know you see a little shout out that they have some new defenses built into uh the oblivion bar i'm sure that that will come in later then you have bobo go by blue devil hey wish you were here buddy you know it sucks and so you have that but then it also then has the swamp thing deal where he is goo the last thing he said was Abby. This is, you know, yeah, Detective Chimp. He doesn't know anything of what that is. So he ends up talking to Constantine. But even that ends with, oh, man, yeah. shit's about to get real. If, like, if there's you, no the explanation. Don't know what that means, yeah. you're, you're like, what, what's going to happen? Like, what yeah, the fuck and, and this is the thing. We kind of guess what that means, how he's going to come back. And then yeah. that gets her. But when she gets involved then. Now you've added somebody else and yeah. there's not enough room for this stuff. And I'll bet all the stuff is kind of cool. I mean, I'll, I'll admit it. And even Eric saying the stuff with Cersei, that is intriguing. And it, it's, it, it's, it's okay. an explanation, it, it goes, but it's an explanation. My biggest problem at with least. the stuff with Cersei is it seems like almost like James Tynan, the story has gotten away from me because it certainly got away I from think me. It is. I'm telling you, even. Even the whole thing where they talk about, you know, she had a foothold in Olympus, but, but Hecate never had that. Oh, that doesn't matter. I don't need that anyway. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? And even when we yeah. get to this new explanation, like, all right, we have to remind everybody who Hecate is. Hecate, you know, was this being that had, you know, magic, all yeah, the magic. That was, that has to was be so much the gang. So then she had to have the power, the, the opposite aversion of her, which would become the upside down man. And she imprisoned that part away. But the other powers, they created a mirror version of that. And I'm like, and then they have a reimagining yeah. of the origin of Eclipso now, who Eclipso. is the, the, yeah. the mirror version of Hecate's power, which hates magic. And I'm like, 
Why did you have to do this? I'm telling you, just and because it was, it's called Eclipso and Hecate has to deal with the moon. You don't have to tie all the, like, no, you don't werewolves have to. at all of a sudden because, oh, where's yeah, the really? Hecate that we got yeah. werewolves now? I'm like, you don't have to do this to Eclipso, who is already a cool character on its own, just because you brought it in and said, you know what? We had this cool connection. You know, Eclipso, you know, it, it gains its power from the eclipse and the moon and stuff like that. Similar to Hecate, I'm going to use this as a balanced way to try to get to the collective unconscious. That was a cool aspect. Making it a formal part of the story like this by forcing in this new narrative of how Eclipso was made out of nowhere. I'm like, you didn't need to go that far because it was a cool enough thing just saying, hey, here's a kind of connection that we might have to get us yeah. there. Now it's just this whole new thing. I'm like, and, it and just it's a weird deal. Like, and, and I have yeah, an with evil that- double, double of this that I locked away, but then the other people, they created a mirror version of me. I'm like, you have an evil double locked away than a mirror well, version of I'm your saying. power. Like, All this is to down. me. It's him trying to be Scott Snyder with the, you know, the dark multiverse. This is almost like a dark multiverse version. If it is, isn't whatever. I'm just saying it has to have that. Oh, we have to have a dark version of a light version. We have this and that. And like you said, it's it just a it's, fucking mirror version as well. well as that's what I'm saying. It's, but it's, really, it's, I, it's, he, it sounds like to me like James Tynion had has a lot of concepts that he's thought out. But it's like Eric says, it's too much, you know, for the for the comic. He's just like. He ends up just kind of telling us this story that's like, what the hell's the point? Who cares? You know, is Eclipso still yeah. a threat? Is he still the same threat he was before? You know, basically that like if you get scratched by the black diamond, then, you know, you unleash this yeah. Eclipse, yeah. this monster. And now, what's the damn difference the new- whether he's the uh, the mirror of of Hecate's powers? It's like it doesn't at all nonsense. And uh, that's no. the thing is, by the end, Cersei's big plan now is like we have a foothold in life, we have a foothold in death. We got the you know the green, the necropolis, on top of everything. We might even have a foothold in the land of the gods with Olympus. I don't know, but now the next stage, I'm going to gain the power of Eclipse. So I'm like. Okay, yeah. and to do that, yeah. she has to then, you know, in the collective unconscious, then go and possess Wonder Woman's body because for some reason she just can't do it on her own with all this power. She needs to have all the power, and now it's going to go in the body of Wonder Woman to get Eclipse. I'm like, this is all just bad news. I'm like, well, like, what is the? We have this thing too that hates all magic. How is this different than like, you know, where's the upside down man at this point? Who's just going to go he and hates all take magic. out Eclipse? You know, you know? Well, yeah. he just wants magic back. Yeah, he started. Yeah. He started. He was the one that started hating magic. Yeah, and he, that's he was the thing. Born in it. Hating magic. No, and you, and you know, the weird wants, thing about it is, he wants to return it to the uh, to yeah. the upside down world. And, and the weird thing about it, not the weird thing, but you know, now that we are in the or at the end of October, it just really does point out. I mean, this is when a lot of this started in the Witching War last year in October. And it's just not moving along very fast. And in my mind, they did not do enough to really go back and kind of like, you know, fill people in because it's been a long time now. It's been a year or so since that happened. I'm trying to remember because I feel like they're fudging some of the facts here of what we learned in that. I don't know because I didn't go back and read it, but I wish they would have, you know, caught people up a little bit more for what went down in that witching war. And well, like, and, you know, and what's funny about it is it seems like they are like he is trying to at least, you know, remind people, hey, this is Hecate. You know, you have to we'd better remind people of Hecate because it's been so long. And if you start yelling about wanting Hecate's powers, you better explain it. But, yeah, that is a little bit different. And, yeah, just I don't know. I think that when you said that the story's getting away from him, I, I definitely think it is. I definitely think there's too much because if you think of what's going on, you end up, like we said, with Abby, we end up having them go to get her now. Now you throw that whole deal in with it. They got something. They have something to do. Well, we we haven't really discussed or you know explored like Reggie said, Nanda Parbat or the Parliament of Flowers. What they're up to in in this, you do see them here, just kind of seeing you know things are changing and they see the doom symbol there. Some bloody moons in between them. 
Yeah, yeah. And other than that, then you also have this Eclipso deal. You end up having Cersei switch places with Diana, which is pretty cool. That That's actually pretty cool. That's the thing that kind of got me a little bit of ex- excited. At least she'll come and do it. But all she's going to do is try to get Eclipso and stuff like that and then probably yeah. succeed. But we also, by the end of this, it's still going with that that mo that the heroes never do the right thing they never win they're always getting kicked around until the just very end when they decide night. and and it's it's just it's getting tiresome and, and that is definitely <laughs> that's yeah and it's definitely <laughs> camp scott snyder that you know and uh, obviously tynan is part of that yeah or popeye uh, or jackie chan movies that's what happens in those movies too <laughs> he gets the crap kicked out of him and then finally wins but this has gone on too long and I just need, you know, I need them to tighten this up. I need, and I know that a lot of people, a lot of people in the Slack, they like this. And it is because they just like the characters. I mean, if these were my characters, maybe I'd be the same deal where I'm like, eh, story shmori. I'm enjoying this, you know, slow pace because I get the characters and things like that. It's just getting too long, you know, in the tooth here to, to just kind of meander about. Yeah. And he, James Tynan, lucky. That the art is this good because I don't think people would be as patient if it isn't because you can phenomenal. just get this. You can just get this and look through it and, and be amazed by the art and the different, you know. He, and it's, of course, and when am. you have a man back go wrong, he's going to go <laughs> wrong times seven million because no matter what, it looks so I think so it's awesome. always going to be wrong. Oh, yeah, really? Uh, and wow. you mean never anything as, right about that. You mean even as wow. human Kirk is what you're saying. He's you a, he's a monstrosity right himself. He just couldn't love his wife bats. the way she wanted him to. I know. Well, anytime you have a mouth on somebody's elbow, possibly, then that's the worst. <laughs> and eyes on his foot. Uh, those would be smelly eyes if they were mine. Uh, but yeah, so other than that, though, it's Weird. just, I mean, what else? What else, else is there to talk about? You do get a little bit of a few, uh, you know, a recap of Hecate, which will serve some yeah. people. And then, again. And, and, the, and the extra part, the new thing we learned is that Cersei had, like, worked this out. You know, she had made, she yeah. had laid the groundwork for her to steal Hecate's powers long before, like, even when yeah. she was working Centuries. Hecate, so. And actually, I, I, my, yeah, my favorite line actually is when uh, <laughs> Cersei says, like, oh, Hecate wanted to give me part of her power, and so screw that, I wanted it all. I, I took it all. I and did I like that. I want it now. Oh, uh, and, and so <laughs> when you, I just ask you in general, do you think that the editors, or even James Tynan himself, has this, I know the whole thing with the recap of Hecate does end up tying into this, you know, Eclipso deal, but I think that it was also because it just, people are going to lose track of all these characters, and they're like, well, we better, you know, let them know that, but then add I'm something to losing track it. of the plot. Yeah, well, I, I think the, the plot. They, they do the, they've been doing this every issue, or he's been doing this every issue, is like, you have to give over a massive amount of every issue to recap just because there's so many moving pieces yeah. and it's, it is, it's just gotten, it's, it's ballooned to something that's just, I think, um, too big for comic books. It needs yeah. to wrap well, up. Some I'm, of these, I'm gonna solve some of these threads here. need to wrap up. I'm going to solve this here. Um, really. And, and everybody knows I'm not the biggest fan, but I've been listening to you guys talk all this time. I believe the plot is something about the last days of magic. That's, that's oh, what I think. Oh no. I, I, there is a, I, I, what would I call it? A magic war going on. Uh, and, Which and, side and, are you and, on? Magic is in trouble. (laughs) And it's funny. A magic war to me means like David Copperfield versus possibly. Siegfried versus Roy. (laughs) Exactly. Now that's a magical 
fight. The only that's winners not exactly are the Tigers. No, no, the winners are us, Eric, just to be involved, just to watch that. The Tigers did winner. take it back. The Tigers did take it back to themselves at one point. Uh, I actually have a tie-in to Siegfried and Roy and almost met them at one point, but unfortunately uh, they got attacked by that tiger uh, because Tanya's aunt used to do costumes for them. <laughs> so wow. if you look at those flamboyant costumes, you know, you know who to blame. She, she ended up being more, she wasn't the designer. She was more of the, uh, the person who would buy the materials. And, and stuff, here I so. thought those were Chinese children. No, no. She, they may have stitched it, but yeah, she would buy the things and she had a big deal with that. So I almost met them, but I never did. Uh, but Reggie, what, what did you give this? Uh, you know, really to me, the thing that stole the show was the artwork in this. There's a way they depict Diana who, at, while she's in the collective unconscious that I just thought was really creative and well done for pen and ink work, you know, that wasn't trying to be too highfalutin and look too much like a painting. You know, it looks like uh, actual comic book drawing. But the story is just running in place, you know. And for me, it's it's now it's over a year, and we really haven't seen anything conclude. You know, nothing that they've introduced has concluded. The, everything is still in play uh, as it ever was, and, and it's really getting a little bit tiresome. So I gave this one a 6 out of 10. Yeah, I'm going to go maybe a little bit more positive than you. Uh, I'm going to oh, give well. it a 6-1. Yeah, there you go. Uh, you. <laughs> and that may change after I send it off to Eric. But yeah, the art's incredible. I have to give the sure art is. a lot of credit. I do like the ending. Uh, not the doom symbol ending that ends. Uh, the ending no, with Cersei coming, you know, coming through as Diana, even though I, I even joked before we recorded, it's like, she's there. It's all supposed to be, you know, undercover stuff. And like, hey, Hey, Diane, are you okay? I'm perfect. And you see the Cersei like forehead move. I'm like, why are you doing that forehead move? Don't do that. You're going to end up showing your, your hand. Uh, but it was for us. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it didn't upset me, but it didn't excite me either. It's just what it is. And I have to give it credit, though. Like I said, I didn't fall asleep. And so that was something. And it does kind of get some things going forward, but it's not happening yet. So I can't give it too much uh, credit there. But, Eric, what would you give it? I'd give it a 6 out of 10. I love the art in this issue. Yes. And I just – it's just that there, half the issue had nothing going on with Bobo and Khalid. And what we had the other Ready half was like a bit of recap that <laughs> felt kind of fudged in my mind. I had to go back <laughs> and double check on it. But it is just that, like, changing Eclipso's backstory to now force that into it, it didn't feel necessary. It could have been its own thing where you just use Eclipso because he's a magical character because it's cool instead of forcing him in the series now, which could have happened anyway because you were using Eclipso. You don't have to tie into Hecate. There was some right. cool stuff here. But overall, it's just this was a down issue in my mind. And thank God for that art. Thank God for it. Yeah. You ain't going to check crap. I can just imagine you. We get done. You're like, I did, okay. I did now, check a lot of you, old stuff. You end up getting on your 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 hat there and the little glasses. You're like, let's check the let's check the numbers here. I Start went back to your, issue number six of Aquaman to see Randy again. Yeah, well, we just did that. You should have remembered. I and didn't. I couldn't but, remember hey. what issue it was. Yeah, so there you go. You did that. Are you going to go back and, yeah. and check? Because this isn't just checking an issue. You're going to have to read a bunch again just to see how they spell things out. This is the witching war, baby. I can go in that uh, DC Universe yes. app. It's been a year. That witching war may not all be there, though. It wouldn't be the finale. That would be coming up in the next week or so. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know how, don't know how that goes. It, it might be missing the finale, which, of course, will be the one that you need to check. But uh, that's that. And uh, we're going to move on next to the next book. 
sup weird science this is batman beyond mark and uh i am here to talk about the latest issue of batman beyond specifically batman beyond 37 and uh before we get into any of like the the nitty-gritty i really like this issue like i really like this issue the art is great the writing is good and it just it, it all works together and i am so happy after so much not greatness to to have this and it actually makes me excited going forward but without further ado we have batman beyond uh 37 written by dan jurgens uh and because we have new art pencils by uh sean chen anchor is sean uh parsons colorist is chris sotomayor uh letterer is Travis Lanham. And we're going to start with the uh the variant cover briefly, which is uh from Francis Manipool. And uh it's okay. It's it's not bad. Um it's very stylized uh Batman Beyond or Terry McGinnis in the in the suit on uh one of the many gargoyles and stuff in the Gotham. It's good. And the only reason I would say it's probably a little bit better of a cover for this issue is because of because of the the whole I mean, even the tagline on the cover of the main cover says Batwoman Beyond. And yes, not having kind of the giveaway of the piece on the cover makes a lot of sense. And to, while I don't agree with the score that Eric gave it, that is a fair piece of criticism. That being said, that being said, uh, Lee Weeks' main cover, uh, which is uh, Batwoman uh, beyond just standing, it's dark out except for you can see part of the moon, and then her her the, the head cowl silhouette is blocking out part of it, and it says Bat Woman Beyond. It's a fantastic cover, and I love it. it. It's it's an unfortunate thing of yeah, this cover gives away the surprise, but at the same time, it's a good cover, and I really like it. So now to start the issue, so we go in. Um, and it, it, it's, uh, as we find out from the Alfred AI, it is, uh, 11.37 p.m. And, uh, Matt McGinnis is going down to the, to the cave. Um, and, cause, you know, despite the fact that it's a school night. And that's, that is the one little kind of continuity hiccup that's in this entire issue. That, that's really the only one. Um, simply because, well, yes, last arc was like he's in school, even though beforehand we'd established she's very much not in school. He's he's being tutored in the cave. Whatever. Um he's pretty much like, I know it's late, but uh I can't sleep while my brother's missing. And this um and then as he's going down, uh the Alfred A is like pretty much like I've been searching, like I'm constantly searching for literally any piece of news that could be him. Um but I haven't found anything sad to say. And Matt's just kinda of walking, he's like, like how can he just fall off the face of the and he sees the tube, like the rejuvenation tube that was introduced last arc, uh kinda out of nowhere, for the Beyond suit to be fixed, and he realizes like, hey, the suit is gone. Like like did Mr. Wayne take it for some reason? And, and I like I like his thought process there. Because it makes sense. He's like, why is it gone? Like, did, did Mr. Wayne take it? Um, and the, the suit is like unknown. Like, my monitoring systems, uh, was blocked for a short time. At which point it should have been like, if you detected your monitoring system was blocked for a short time after it was done being blocked and you, you were able to find this discrepancy, Alfred, you should have told everybody. But whatever. It, it's a problem. But continuing on, uh, 
so Matt's like, uh, like the only reason, like, person who'd, uh, know how to do that is Terry, Mr. Wayne, like, wake Mr. Wayne up and stuff like that. And it's like, well, no. I mean, you, you say the only person, uh, who'd know how to do that? It's like, no. You, you know of, like, Barbara Gordon could, you know this. Honestly, Max probably could, uh, cause of how familiar she is with the cave, though we haven't seen her in forever. Um, uh, Dick Grayson could, like, you know other people. Like, you could have been like, he's the only one who would do this, not he's the only one who could do this. Uh, but whatever. That, that's really mean nitpicking. Um, but, uh, yeah. The art is already a stark improvement and I, and I love it. Um, then we go to the, the street, uh, to street level of uh, old Gotham to a, a pharmacy where, uh, the person who, who runs it, uh, is locking up for the day and she's like, ooh, what a day. Like, like, I can't wait to get home in. And then she's held up by two thugs, um, who are pretty much like, who are, they're, they're like, uh, you're not going home yet. Uh, and you're, you're gonna take us, uh, back in there and you're gonna, we're here for the mix, which is either supposed to just be trying to be a fancy drug or the drug mix or whatever it is, is going to be the kind of the big plot thing going forward or related to it, even if it's a B plot. Um, uh, it's, it's gonna, it's, it's either just a one-off drug or it's gonna be the next big thing that we do, like as the series goes on. Because Dan Jurgens, to his credit, does tend to seed stories, like seed the next arc in places, even if it's not always the the best handled, but if this was that, then it was, I think it's handled pretty well. And, and the, the woman is pretty much like, please, I, I don't, I don't want any trouble. And the two thugs, they're pointing guns at him or at her. And they're like, uh, don't want no trouble. It's like, uh, as long as you give us the mix, like you're not going to get any. And then, uh, a street light, the street light above them explodes and the entire world turns ink black. Apparently. Um, I, I do like this, but it's, it's supposed to be like, oh, that was the only light. It's so dark that they, that they can't, you know, that's pretty much pitch black, despite the fact that later on we will see that there's just a ton of other lights on. But whatever. Um, and just, they're, they're just like, Wait, what? And just an, you see a black arm, you see a red swoosh and a black arm just kind of, you know, uh, lariat and just kind of like arm tackle throw, uh, one of got the guys who's, um, uh, named Sludgy. Whereas the, whereas the other guy, he's like, are you okay, Sludgy? I just, we, we just see black, like, we just see white eyes appear from the, the inky blackness, and then, that, uh, then we see a hand slam this guy's face into, uh, into the wall, and basically both of them have been dropped, and even the guy who got his face banded into the wall is bloody. The woman that was just saved was like, like, thank you, like, who, who are you? Like, can't really, like, in the panel, it looks like, she sees the person, she sees, uh, Batman, or in this case, Batwoman, flying off, and I really like the stylized red into the wings, uh, swoosh into the wings. Um, and then she just kind of, like, picks up the batarangs, like, maybe this, oh, and, well, I like this scene, she feels like a little bit of an idiot. This would be, like, the one little part where I'm like, well, the art here is good. It's maybe not the most, it doesn't convey entirely properly what it's supposed to, but it's okay. And then we get to the, the credits page, and it's just, uh, Neo Gotham. And we see Jack Ryder is kind of doing like a little piece uh, on Batman. Um, and we like, it's, uh, it's for, for days now, rumors have surged through the city, uh, that Batman was replaced by the criminal known as Falseface, which means, which means that it got out from the police. Like, and when I first read through this, I was like, how would anybody else know about this? And I'm like, 
oh, right, the police at the very end would absolutely have, have heard about this. Um, so a couple days have gone by, which, which makes sense because it – or a day or two has gone by um, since the beginning of the last arc, which more or less fits with the timeline. It was very kind of unclear when the person from last issue uh, came and took that uh, – took the suit um, after it had finished repairing – but we, we didn't know ex- – it, it seemed like it was immediately after, but we don't know exactly how long. So it was, it was clearly a couple days. Um, and he's like, well, today – like tonight, viewers, like uh, we're, we're going to go deep dive into the, the old streets of Neo-Gotham and, and find out if the – you know, if it's true. Like where's Batman? And he's like – he's doing his bit, like doing the intro. Like the Dark Knight uh, has not been seen for some days. Like some fear he's dead or wounded. Um, like follow me, Jack Ryder. And just th- – this woman comes up to him like – like she's it, she's gotten off the subway or something or like the the transit system and she's like like uh, I can help you with like she overhears this and I'm like I can help you with that like like I was I was locking up my you know uh Dixon sector or pharmacy when uh you know when some thugs mugged me and um someone I I only kind of glimpsed of them but it had to be been them uh like Batman they saved me and Jack Rogers like like and this is fair it's like a, a glimpse really isn't much to go on and she's like that's true. But this, and she holds up the battering, and, and Jack is like, oh, a batarang. Okay. Yeah. Nope. That makes sense. And then, uh, Jack Ryder's like, uh, his, both his camera and his, like, uh, his camera robot that's like his assistant, uh, informs him that there's, uh, you know, reports of gunfire just two blocks from there. Um, and he's like, oh, okay. Awesome. <laughs> like, uh, just the kind of, uh, magnet that would attract back. And he seems to just run off with her batarang. And she's just kind of like, what? It, it's funny. But then we cut to, um, a shootout on the street um, uh, between a police car and a new gang, which is – I really like this new gang. Like, they only show up very briefly here, and that's fine. Like, originally, that's – I mean, except for really kind of the opening and a couple specific episodes, like the the Jokers and the Tees in the original series. They're just kind of like little bit guys that you would just throw in every once in a while to see people doing something. But I really like how it's all used here. So we cut to um, a police officer who's behind his car, who's a really bloody shoulder, clearly either uh, took a hit from a gun or it was uh, when his car was uh, damaged and he managed to crawl out. And um, they're shooting at – these three gang members are shooting at it. Uh, and they're, they're like their their battle armor, and they're like, uh, "Kiss it goodbye, cop. Uh, you should have known better than to mess with the Slamjackers." And it's just like it's such a stupid name that it kind of works for a Beyond thing. But they have this really kind of neat looking like robot armor. They're not. It's just it's just like a face mask thing plus body armor and guns, but in, in like energy pulse guns. But I'm like, okay, I kind of like these guys. Not that I want to see an arc on them by any means, but just like a fun little thing here and one of them comes around and is like rule one anyone who sees us doesn't live to talk about it that includes you as he raises the gun and starts to charge for it's like big laser blast and the police officer is like the really hurt police officer is like please don't like i don't want to and then the guy fires and a red wing blocks it um and then the red wing blocks it and the guy who just fired starts turning around like what who what bat Ma- Mar-. And he's like he's trying to say man as he gets hit across the face and it like bashes open the front part of his uh mask and, and he's like on the ground like in pain and he's getting up and then the two other guys that were with him because it was a total of three are like you haven't offed him yet like no matter as you see the shadow of the bat above them um and they're about to go in for this guy and he's like we got like to kill him and they're like we got this and then uh next stop body back and then just we see 
we we don't ever at this point we haven't seen like we've seen not seen more of an arm. This time we see a little bit of the more of the arm and the torso and the wings of just Batman or in this case Batwoman flying tackling both of them, destroying parts of their armor, sending them flying. Um and then the the police officer's like, "What? What the heck?" And then um uh, we see just the, the red swoosh and the wings flying away. And I love this. It's such a good artistic touch. Uh, and then Jack Ryan comes running up and is like, it was Batman, right? It had to be. And, and the police was like, I, I guess so. I mean, who else could it be? Cause he never saw him. Like this entire time, nobody is really like these guys, like that he just, the bat, the Batwoman just attacked were well, the first people really to see him. Like th- this Batwoman has been com- going completely heavy on the Batman stealth kind of aspect of like taking him out quickly and with fear. And I love it. Uh, so then Jack Ryan, Jack Ryder, uh, he's doing another bit of a story and he's like, there you have it. Viewer viewers. Uh, uh, the rumors of uh, Batman uh, missing uh, appear to be wrong, but if Batman is back, one has to wonder, where has he been? Uh, where has he been, and why was he hiding? And uh, um, I, I just uh, I find it really silly because he's like he could just go to Bruce and ask, but it's like he probably knows that Terry's missing and is just kind of doing this both to kind of help maybe jog the kid's memory, some type of outrage, or just because it's a good story. And then we get to the next panel and we see like under an overbridge, it's for your next trip to the moon, fly uh, Lex Air. At which point I have to say, one, they were never even on the moon in the beyond. Like at the beyond point, like it's like you didn't just casually go to the boot. Um, and and two, I I thought we were in a post-apocalyptic world. Apparently, we've gotten things pretty big on track that we've rebuilt the entire world, and now you can go to the moon, which is kind of a terrifying concept considering Brother Eyes base is still there, and we should really just just like completely dismantle and just throw everything mechanical into the sun. But whatever. Um, we see uh, Terry McGinnis from our last issue, like Hobo Terry, um, who is uh, very consistent. Once again, all the art is good. Everybody is on model the entire time. This looks like a guy who could be like has Terry's build and doesn't change around. And then the the other homeless person he was uh, with, uh, though we don't have a name for her yet. Um, and we see a police officer running after them as they're as they're running through a crowd. Um, and the police officer says, uh, "Like not another step, you two stop! Like y- you robbed that uh, Nutramart uh, or Nutramart." And uh, just Harry just responds like, "We were hungry." Um, and, and they they escape like uh, into an alley, and they're like, and then um, the police officer is yelling to the other the the woman he's with like, "Your buddy's a murder suspect, lady." And uh, the, the woman's like, I have no intention of going back to jail. And Terry's like sneaking around the corner, ready to ambush the police officer. He's like, that makes two of us. And he just punches out, like one punches out this police officer right in the jaw. Um, guy goes down and, uh, the, the, this woman's like, like, uh, say, you're pretty good with your fist. I like having you around. And the other guy, and Terry responds like, even if, uh, they think I killed someone is like, which I didn't, by the way. Um, and this woman's like, uh, we all have our, pa- our past ghosts that haunt us. Me, I was, I was jailed for unlawful experiments I did, uh, as head of, uh, research at Powers. I never, uh, I escaped and I'll never go back. Which is interesting because once again, in this universe, it's Wayne, at this point in the timeline, it's Wayne Powers. Now, it, it clearly indicates that she was, you know, from Powers, and we seem to have a very distinct separation, or the name has gone back, or they 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 merged and then they split. There's some very kind of wonky things with some of that part that there, but we get the point. In fact, she's even blotchy a bit, which probably is, is dirt or stuff, and not like the the chemical thing 
like the the nerve agent that uh that uh killed um Warren McGinnis's uh coworker and then was the reason why um Warren McGinnis what like was assassinated um like because he had the data about it but but whatever um uh and then she introduces herself uh Constance Gist, uh Gist- Gustinov, which I don't believe is a character from the the show, uh, she might be. There's there's one character that it, that it, that it could be that might have been the name for the person who revived Mister Freeze. I don't know. I will have checked by next month, uh, or I'll write in or something. I don't know off the top of my head, and honestly, I, shame on me for forgetting to look that up. Um, but. Uh, and then she comments to Terry's, and Terry's like, uh, I wish I could tell you my name, but, and she's like, still playing the amnesia card, huh? And I like how she's like genre savvy enough to be like, despite the fact that this is actually real, she's like, uh huh, amnesia, mm hmm, sure. Um, and then, uh, she, she pretty much is like, like, got no problem with that as long as, wait, do you hear? Terry comments, sirens, uh, uh, they'll have a whole platoon of cops here soon. Um, and then they spot a, they spot a vehicle and, or a delivery flyer. And she's like, uh, that delivery flyer, if the key's inside, and, uh, Terry responds, pretty sure I can hotwire it. Um, and then they fly off in it, just normal, uh, away from the police though, um, who are obviously responding to something else. And, and she responds like, uh, no doubt about it, uh, mystery man, uh, you're, you are ice cold shway. And just all oh, the art here has been fantastic. And now we get to the single bad panel. In this entire issue, and even then, it's just me nitpicking. It's a it's a panel of Matt, just a straight on face shot of him, and uh, his left eye. It's a little it's a little bit of a lazy eye there. That is the single bit of bad art in this book, and even then, maybe it's a problem. And keep it from ever being a, like a perfect, but uh, it's not that bad. <laughs> um, and Matt says, "Like, uh, did you hear that, Mister Wayne? Jack Ryder just said the Batman's back." And Mac, Matt, because he's an idiot now, um, though I do like he's in his, like, his vest hoodie, or vest with a hoodie under it from, uh, the opening of the, uh, Batman Beyond, like, Rebirth, uh, arc. I always like that look for him. I'm glad it's back. And he's like, must be tearing the suit. And, and Bruce is like, I am not convinced, as we, we see, like, you know, uh, Jack Ryder, like, on, they're in the Batcave as it's, uh, just projected, like, they're watching the report from, he's like, getting word of Haas' situation, Gordon Park. And Bruce is like, think about it. Uh, why would Terry take the suit without checking in? Matt's like, probably had to respond to emergency, emergency. And I'm like, Matt, you're so dumb now. You used to be so smart. Because Bruce is like, yeah, I don't think so. Uh, you know, but when False Face, di- False Face died wearing Terry's face, uh, it left the real Terry with no knowledge of who he is. It's unlikely he's the one that took it. And Matt's like, but if my brother, if it wasn't my brother, uh, who could it possibly be? Um, and then we get to the, we get to God, we get to Gordon Park, where we see that there is a very nice statue of, uh, James Gordon, uh, just in the park, or former Commissioner Gordon. Um, and we see that there is a Joker there who has lined up, uh, hostages. He's lined up, I believe, six or seven hostages? Yeah, like six, seven hostages. Um, I think it's six. Seven. Depending on the angle, it's six or seven. But, uh, the, the, you know, there's police surrounding the area and it's a joker. He's like, I am the last of the jokers. Uh, they call me Bufo. And he's just like, he's wearing body armor. He has like 
like basically ammo packs out his, his hip. He has like a submachine gun, and he he looks intense. Um, he's like, uh, uh, and if my demands aren't met, these fine, uh, upstanding citizens are going to die. For starters, I want to know where my brothers and sisters are locked away. He then just starts walking around kind of raving. He's like, most of all, I demand to know where the man himself is. I'm talking about the real Joker. They said he was dead, but his body was in the, er, that his body was in the morgue, but his body disappeared. Which, gotta say, police, like, that really got out way too quickly. That, like, yep, the Joker's dead, and his body is now gone. Wow. Good cover-up. Um, uh, like he came back to life, uh, got up and walked out on his own. Well, we know, when we, the reader, know that it, like, he, he doesn't know this. Nobody would know this. The only person that knows what happened is, uh, apparently, Har- like, old Har- old lady Harley took him out. Um, but then, uh, he, he's... We have a couple really good panels here where um, – so as he's saying like, uh, but he disappeared, uh, like he came back to life, we see we see a bit of a, a whoosh and we see like a leg and part of a beyond wing. And we see uh, – it looks like a, one of the two younger girls who were probably still in high school, if not younger, um, getting, getting you know, rescued. Um, and then – then we have – there's two panels of, of the Joker kind of ranting and raving. Like when we see the shot from the back. So we see it from behind the um, uh, the hostages looking out towards his back and we see the police. Um, and I, I do like how there's the first one, he's kind of raising his hand up and he's like his, – his index finger goes just above the uh, – um, just goes just out of the panel, and I really like that touch. He's like, "You waged a holy war against the Joker's and, and killed them, to, or put them away. I demand the release of them, uh, and produce uh, Big J himself once again." Uh, not knowing the characters, some of the characters in the universe, especially the Joker's, not realizing it was Mister J, it was the Joker who was killing them off. They kept thinking it was the police. Um, uh, and then in the second panel, he's like, "The Joker." Like, he's like, uh, produce the big, uh, Jay himself, the Joker, alive and well. And as he's saying this, we see that, uh, seems like a, a Batman or a Batwoman in this case has been rescuing people, like, from behind him. Well, all, all the police can see this. Um, he just has his back turned and he gets, he goes up close to his gun. He's like, uh, if you don't well, uh, I will shoot one of these fine citizens between the, their, uh, uh, between their bendy little eyes every five minutes until you, he turns, points the gun, and you just have one guy left who just berates him, and I love it. He's like, idiot. Well, you were so busy ranting. Uh, you were so busy ranting that didn't even notice uh, your hostages were rescued. And the guy's like, hey, they might be safe, but you aren't, old man. <laughs> and then and then we see uh, we see hands. We see hands, and we see something we haven't – like uh, – uh, hands from a Beyond suit. And we see something we haven't seen Dan Jurgens utilize in a long time. The claws of the suit. The fact that the fingers can go into, turn into claws and they slash the Joker. Um, and then there's a backhand and we, we see the back with the wings out. We see the legs and we see the arm, but we don't see the full body yet. Just backhanding the Joker, sending him flying. He lands hard. He's like, oh, like now, uh, uh, now I got an even better <clears throat> target. <laughs> And he, he, um, he pulls a grenade. He's like, I'm going to blow up the bat. As he pulls a grenade on himself to try to blow up him in the area. Whereas the person in the bat suit, uh, jumps in front of, or moves himself completely in front of the last hostage, blocking him from the, from the entire explosion. And you have some of the other hostages who were rescued, like, like, th- that man, he could blew himself up. It must have killed Batman. 
or another person says, it must have killed Batman, one of the, and then Jack Ryan just, just bolting out of a car that he drove. There's like, Batman here, out of my way. Um, he's like, it's true. Uh, get me some shots of this. This is robot goes in. And we see, we see a silhouette of Batman with the wings out, uh, in the smoke. Um, and he's like, uh, and he's like, uh, you have lights, use them. And the robot's like, yes, sir. And then we, we finally get to see most of the bat. Um, where you see the torso, but that the face is still covered and so is the upper chest with, like, with its wings as, as the person in the bat costume is, is waving away the, the dust and the smoke. And Jack Ryan's like, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I've managed to confirm, uh, what I suspect all along. The missing bat. He's stunned. Bat? Go to the next page. And I absolutely adore this page. It is a full page spread. No words, not a single caption on it. It is just art. And it could be a cover. It'd be a fantastic cover. It's the spotlight from the, the robot shining on Batwoman Beyond. As she's standing there as the smoke is clearing, we see her with, even the claws are still out. Uh, she has her wings out. We see the hair coming, or the red hair. And it's absolutely fantastic. It's a great final reveal. Yes, we have the cover that kind of messes with it. But, this is a great page. This is a great reveal. If you weren't looking at the cover, you're reading this through. This is a fantastic reveal. And it's done super well. It's such a detailed panel. And then we get to the next panel, and, and Jack Ryan's like, Bat woman? Bat like bat? Bat woman? And then we have this great stylized um panel of of flying up. And we get to see the scale, apparent scale uh of this statue, which is granted, like this is the only time where it seems quite this big, but it's like a whoosh up into the kind of the the wings going out, like very stylized whoosh up to the the back of the bat wings going up that we've seen so far. Um and then we see a shot of Batwoman just flying through the city or start like flying away from that uh even more through the city. And Matt says, uh what? Who was that, Mr. Wayne? And Bruce says like the bat suit adapts uh, to whoever's put it on, pretty much it's skin tight. Um, he's like, uh, at least, uh, we finally know who took it. And, um, Matt responds, Melina Walker, or Melanie Walker. Bruce responds, Barbara Gordon. And they're both like, huh? And it's just like, that right there is absolutely a red herring. Bruce is obviously saying it because she would have the skill and she has the right color hair, though her hair's not long enough. Um, and then you have, uh, Matt, who's like, oh, it's, pr- it's a woman, so it has to be Melanie, because you don't know anybody else. Whereas, uh, th- both of those are, and, and that maybe I'll eat my words, but I don't think I will. Um, it seems to be a red herring to kind of, sh- uh, shift you away from it being, uh, Elena, uh, Grayson, who, if you remember, was in the, the Joker arc. She was just a plot device character, like, literally, that is all she did. She responded to people or asked people questions. Very, like, helpful to the plot questions as every time somebody gave her an answer, uh, it moved the plot along and the plot wouldn't have moved along if she hadn't asked that. And it's not like, oh, I have this idea about that. It's like, oh, do you know about this? Or, oh, what about this? And that would always move the, the, it along. And even Dick Grayson, uh, or Richard, Mayor Richard Grayson of, uh, Bloodhaven, uh, even said, like, this is exactly why I didn't want this kind of life for you. And you never really got an opinion from her, but that just tells me that this is probably her, cause she would have the skills, cause obviously her father trained her how to protect herself, um, and stuff like that. She would have these skills, but I, I like how they're both like, huh? Um, and then we cut to, uh, Powers Research, which is just, I guess, one of Powers Research Company things, even though it should be Wayne Powers, but whatever. We see a bunch of people, uh, two security guards have been burned and just, uh, 
like a door into the building has been melted off. Then we see a janitor has been burned, and there's like, uh, um, and then we see that on the TV they have um, Jack Ryan's like you know stuff. He's like, we can only conclude uh, that one way or another. Uh, Gotham remains under the protection of the bat, and um, we see just like a, a an energy tube thing um, that that's powering up, and we we hear we see this really nice green blotchy uh, word bubbles that are like have little like even in them there's like little fragments of of white from the letters in them, and it really invokes the kind of character that we're about to show, and he's like, yes, I'm back alive, uh. Not for long. Not well, or like, yes, I'm back alive. And then that's when he hears like, uh, Gotham remains under the protection of the bat. He's like, not for long. Uh, not while I'm around. And we see a completely naked blight, uh, walking up to what a power suit, pretty much like a power containment suit that visually looks like a sleeker version of the, um, uh, Mr. Freeze suit that you see in Batman Beyond. It, it really does remind me of like a sleeker version of that, even with the head dome. And he start, Blight starts putting it on because Blight is unstable. And especially when he gets angry, he gets more radioactive. So this is clearly a containment and focus suit that, that makes him more efficient and makes him, you know, safer even for himself is like, man or woman, I hate the bat. They'll be my second victim. My first, uh, will be Bruce Wayne for all he has done. It's high time he, he feels the deadly touch of blight. And we see him like holding his hand in his new suit and it looks awesome. And next issue is a radioactive kiss. And I have to say, I absolutely adored this issue. Uh, it's, it's so good. The cover is a little bit of a, is sadly a little bit of a detriment, but it's still a good cover. And even the, the little bit of like the little bit of an art thing, there's, but that's super nitpicky with the eye. And there's a, there's one scene that's not the best conveyance. It's a cool scene, but it's not exactly what he was going for completely. But I still liked it. I still liked it enough that I have absolutely no qualms with giving it probably the highest score I've given of a Batman Beyond issue since I've been doing this. And, and that would be, uh, an eight. I'm going to go with 8.8. Eight. I was going to give it an 8.9. I'm going to give it an 8.8. Eight. It is a solid issue. I know Eric gave it a 6.5, and I really think he's just burned out at this point because from reading so many books because this got me hyped. I love this. And I am, for the first time in a very long time, reviewing this series. I am truly excited for the next issue. Not not just because of anything, but because it's like the, the, Dan Jerkins is too good to screw this up. He's he's set it up too good. All the other times where there's been problems, it, like you you can see it very early on. This is a strong book. I so hope next issue's good. Good, and I am extremely positive for next month. Anyways, this has been Batman Beyond Mark. Uh, thank you for joining me, and back to the podcast. Well, he stares into the mirror, moosing up his hair. Blows kisses to himself, and he really thinks that tear is tear. Well, that's just every Looking for a star screen, or maybe a hot cap. Spends all his money buying all that crap. Well, that's just every All right, and here we are, Eric, to finish up the podcast. What a song!
intro into this section. I, I have no yeah. idea what it is. I have no idea. Eric. I am deaf to that stuff because I am just so geared up. <laughs> deaf, man. A deaf jam. I end up uh, so geared up for these books. The, these books get me so excited. Uh, it's one of those Weird. things where are the books themselves the monkey paw? Because I don't know. The, these wishes of mine are not coming true very much. But the first book that we're going to start out this section with, the final section of the night, is one of the books that we end up I don't know it's kind of my one of my favorite things that DC Uh, is putting out it is and so it's kind of sad that it's ending soon um, but you know, we can enjoy it while we have it. It's kind of like when I heard the song from Mike and, and the mechanics living years, Eric, it gets you sad where it's like only if I would have known and talked to my father when he was alive, while I could have, but then oh, he God. died, Eric. And then I couldn't, you know, Mike and the mechanics, you know, that's, it, it, it's such a, it's such a sad song. Eric, I told you, I went online last night oh, and no, I looked I'm up, sad. I looked up a list of sad songs. And uh, it's funny because sad songs by Elton John. That Jimmy was always not feels in good there. after a good cry. I do. I ended up watching that. Uh, you ended up having Candle in the Wind as one of those. But I think that it's even more touching when it's about the people's princess. And yes, I mean Dan Stransky. Uh, but even even with that, uh, they ended up having that Mike and the Mechanics song, Living Years. And I, I'm watching. I'm like. Oh my, it's, it's hitting hard. It, it's really making me upset. And what it is, is making me upset because my kids don't talk to me. I could care less about my dad. I'm thinking like, oh man, my kids don't talk to me. So this will be great. I want to die now so that they can feel bad. Like this song is telling me they will. And I'm like, can, can this happen now? Please That'll God. show them. Uh, yeah, really. That's how I win. I win in the end by having a heart attack and then them saying, You're you know, awful I, I should have talked to them in Just the living the years. And they're there, they're 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 crying at my funeral, like, uh, and I'm gonna have it somehow. I'll make a will. I'm gonna make a will and make that song play at my funeral. So so it's playing. You're make them stay in a haunted house. Yeah, that too. And, and as it's playing, they end up and like, Classic. oh man, you're like, oh daddy, daddy. All of a sudden, the clouds will part, and you'll see me maybe up in heaven. Who knows? I've done some fucked up shit, but I'm still hoping. I'm Weird. hopeful that uh, as I'm having what a heart attack, <laughs> as I have a heart attack, I'm going to repent everything, and hopefully, I make it. So I'm up there, and then I'll just sit there and laugh at them. You'll see just this vision in the sky of me you know, laughing, heaven. and then and then what usually happens is I'm a master at deception. I will fall off that cloud. I'll fall, hit my head on a plane or something, die again. And if you die twice in heaven, that means you go to hell and then I'll be in hell. And then they'll laugh at me until they end up joining me or if they flush the toilet and then that is the doorbell, which almost like vampires allows me to go back in the house and then I'm going to haunt their asses for the rest of eternity. That's how this plays. That's how this plays out, people. I'm glad that you have joined us for this podcast. I know that this is going to make you really, really, really really want to go and, uh, you know, listen to us next week where no limitations. There are no limitations next week. And what will end up happening next week? And, and I what happened then? I'm doing a little study. Eric, I'm down in the lab and I did it the last this week and I kind of figured it out that the medicine, when I do take my medicine, it does take about an hour and a half 
until I'm, you know, at my uppermost, the tip top gotcha. shape, you know, my level best, as they used to say. And uh, so, and, and then that I have a very small window of opportunity before I start crashing down. And we are now at, because I forgot, I ended up taking a nap when I came home. And then when I woke up, I'm like, oh, crap, because I wanted to be, you know, kicking it in when the, the podcast started. It's kicking in now. I don't know if you can tell. You may not be able to. It's not like I'm rambling on about crazy. No. Oh, no, no. That's it. If you wish that you die a certain way and die that way, does that affect when you go into heaven, do you think? Like, is that almost like a self-interpretation of heaven? I'm telling you, I'm a confused kid. I ended up asking my dad questions. You're 50 years old. And and I'm saying, though, I'm still a kid in in these things. And I used to go to. I used to go to Sunday school. Uh, it was weird because it was on a Thursday and I was by myself yeah. and, you know, and, and, was and a guy things, named Joey. Were, things were weird there. Uh, but in, in the meantime, though, I was interested in religion to a point and then ended up getting, you know, kind of a spiritual, uh, a bit. Eric, I was searching for something and really what I you found become a priest was witch? it was inside me all along. And that's, that was Joey on Thursdays is what I found out that was there. Yeah, that, yeah. That's when I got spiritual, but no, I, I just, I want my kids to somehow suffer when I die, but I need them also. I need to see this. It, it's like one of those things. I think that, and I thought of this today, like the worst part of this is, and, and I even said like, just say I, I die on, on Friday, this coming up Friday, I end up dying. We can't have the podcast. You, you know, maybe you'll carry on. I can't, right. Eric. You're a guy, you're looking for an out anyway. Tell me more. So, so I end up, and I just, I think to myself, well, You'll have Eric. He'll go on the Slack and he'll tell the Get Fresh crew. And, and I would hope that they'd all be upset. But yet, no, I'm not good with the news like I, that. I won't get to enjoy that. I won't get to sit there and like, ooh, who's and and really, I'll tell all of you out there, and especially you know the badasses, all the actually everybody in the Patreon who's in Slack. I'll tell you right now, it will be a contest, and the the person who does not you know oh get God. as sad, I'm haunting your ass just like my kids, and I it will think be I'm a going contest. To your funeral. Well, then there you go. I'm going to then now we have a podcast there. The Eric Shea and, and Ghost Jimmy podcast is what it's called. And, and so, yeah, I'm telling you, I will be watching that slack and I'm going to be taking tallies and they are going to it's going to matter. It's a test. And you know, we'll with see, his so. ghost laptops. Yeah, with my ghost computers and the ghost Wi-Fi's. I bet you the oh, Wi-Fi God. in heaven's probably better than the Wi-Fi Don't do drugs, kid. Yeah, really. Ah, uh, yes. But yeah, I just this I was thinking about this today around lunchtime about, man, you know, one of the greatest things would see man, like all this these is people deep thinking I better save this for the podcast. All, all these people pretending, the you know, fuck? not that like all of a sudden my kids are like, oh, we loved him. I'm like, where were you for three years now? I'll start yelling at him from the grave. You where didn't were you, love Jim? me. I'm the ghost of love past because you you don't show me any respect either. Chains clanging. Oh, Eric, there we go. We're at the last section of books. I'm ready to just go to bed now. I, I think I'm already crashing. This we was, could have been done by was, now. This was hardly the deal. Well, yeah, we could. But do you want to be, do you really want to be done on a Friday yes! night and actually have, you know, a life? Is that what you want? Because I would love it. Because you get to go have a life. Tonight, I'm just going to be doing nonsense still. Uh, from here, I'm yeah. probably going to go and do three other podcasts because Why nobody in this house wants to talk to me. So here we go, Eric. What time what is it is, right now? Th- right now it is 7.54. 
we are. What time you know, earlier today did you tell me we'd be done? I told you that we would probably be done probably about 10 of uh, 9. I told you, if I remember no, right. That's I not said what eight. at all. Yeah, listen to this. You know, Mr. There, Mr. Lax. I don't know. Tell me but more we about had, heaven. We, we ended up, and if people didn't didn't hear we ended up having a cut in flesh because zach out of nowhere called from from the marine so i had to stop for there so that that ended up prolonging it as well but we're gonna go to the first book of this section eric <laughs> this is the segue into this heaven because when we get amazing, done tonight segue. When we get done tonight you will be in heaven what do you have planned tonight you're gonna watch some shows you're gonna go out i have you, no you got, idea honestly you, you got a seat saved for you over there I at the pub transformers here i don't is know what's going on you're gonna play with your transformers your best friends there why don't I you have a podcast with them why don't you have a podcast with them why don't you Call it the the uh, Taskmaster podcast of the Overwatchers. Aren't those the names of those things? What I don't the know. fuck? <laughs> and actually, I'm going to go probably watch some videos, and there might be a headmaster in one of those, Eric. Oh, my goodness. What are we doing? What's the first book, Eric? Freedom Fighters number 10, written by Robert <laughs> Venditti, with art by Eddie Barrows, with Emma Ferreira, Adriana Lucas, and and World Design. It's an all-out attack, with the Freedom Fighters storming the Nazi base at Cheyenne Mountain, where not only human bomb and doll women are being kept, but also where Adolf Hitler Jr.'s hold up. It's no victory just yet, though, because the Nazis have an ace in the hole in the form of Overman, which the little Addy III desperately wants to set loose. No limitations. That That is good, Eric. I thought that you were going to forget our little wink-wink, but you did not. What are you talking about? You- did not. I ended up throwing them before this book, so I got you I a know. couple times there. I ended up, uh, you know, the Annie here. But it is funny here in this book, you end up having pretty much both teams having an ace in the hole, Eric. You have Uncle Sam, uh-huh. who is now, you know, gigantic Uncle Sam. He's going to town. It looks very cool. It, it's, I like the concept Attack as of well. Attack 50 foot Uncle Sam. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's basically what it is. I'd rather have him be America a cheerleader. Little girls drawing chalk freaking yeah. drawings on the sidewalk with american flags he just eats that shit up Makes oh yeah big, he Jim. does I- i'm telling you that drawing was nonsense not very good that girl should you know st- you know did just fail. exactly what you would um, do but yeah so what you have here is this 10th issue uh it's kind of you know almost like what we usually get from a fourth issue of a six issue mini that sort of thing because what you're doing math. here is pretty much yeah, math isn't this hard you end up where what you're doing is setting up the idea of let's get all the things in line let's get the things that we need to have happen so, before so we go meaning to the we're big setting deal. up the ending well i'm saying we are but you always have this that you know not the penultimate issue the penultimate issue will end up being you know laying more pieces but the big thing about this is getting Hitler the third, you know, in control so that he can go completely in insane. Power. And I was actually shocked that you didn't do that sooner. That that's what all this was leading to is the idea that I guess it's one of those though that yeah, Venditti didn't want to have the Nazis go full out crazy until this point when it's gonna be an all-out war. And the thing is when you get this it's the right thing to do anyway if you're a Nazi because, you know, Hitler well, Jr., a th- he's a piece. He, he does nothing. He wants to give up. The thing up. is, I actually get where he's coming from with the idea where he has this whole idea. We got to keep what the Nazis are. We got to keep the look and the feel of them like pure oh, yeah. for people to see. They don't. They can't see any cracks. If we send Overman out right now, his new skin's not freaking healed yet. He looks like a goddamn monstrosity. We can't send that Overman out because people will realize we don't have the real Overman. Yeah, that's We've what's the cool thing. Them. That is the Nazi's cool. going to look weak. I'm like, yeah. I dig that a lot too. The idea, yeah, like, you know, too. Addy the third, he's like, look, 
fuck all that shit. We got to stop these freedom fighters yeah. right now. Send Overman out, or I'm going to kill you, Daddy. And and again, you you end up having uh, you know Hitler the third. He is more in line. I call of, him Addy. Yeah, he's more in line of we got to win the war. You know, I don't care what we look like. We, we're going to win, and if we don't use the Overman, if we don't do this stuff, we're going to lose. So what good is the appearances at, at the point right before he gets his throat sliced? It does seem as if you know Junior is going to maybe even like listen set up a meeting with uncle sam we're gonna have to you it's know kind of work this out we're gonna get the hell out of america i never liked it here anyway i'm gonna go back and, and with that it, it does make me think i know that we like to say you know america's the greatest country and you know you can think whatever i don't know why they're not stationed in germany you know this is the the head of everything and they seem to just be living in america when they should be in germany and have hitler the third in america running it awfully and things uh, but they're there so it's one of those where i can even go hitler's like i'm sick of this nonsense let's just go home let's let's just go back to germany they seem to you know own most of Isn't the world everything and- germany isn't it the fatherland, Eric? They, they're going to go back. But I think that the, the big shame of this, and I, just before we go through this issue, um, is where at one point you even said, and then we brought it up a little later, is the idea that you have, you know, the spirits of the countries. You have all these things. You have Uncle Britannia. Sam. But we also had Britannia and things like that. And I really am now, obviously, unless out of nowhere, they just show up and that would kind of be hokey with what we got so far. But it, it almost seems like it was set up that if this hit, we would have gotten the next series, maybe a six issue that, you know, well, I don't even know because the idea, stuff. if America is pulling this off where they are taking everything back, you have Uncle Sam alive and well, maybe word, word will get to the other countries and they'll, the hope for their freedom will start coming along well, that, as well, I think bringing that, their that, avatars yeah. back to life well, as well. I would take think out the that Overman. you would need to have, you know, a little bit of a push from Uncle Sam going over to help. And then maybe what we have ended up is pretty much, you know, a repeat by the end of a World War II. Then we win this time. But it seems like in this book, we're just going to end up freeing America. And then, yeah, you might have an epilogue. And then with the spirit of, you know, 76 I going, the rest of the world I just wish this was so more. Because even that, the idea uh, that now we so got to cool. free the rest of the world, I'm like, that could be yeah, really cool. it'd be cool. awesome. That would be a great you know the next part of it would have been really cool you could have ended it with uncle sam you know we're gonna we we would think that the you know uncle sam's gonna come through the freedom fighters will come through and as the you know as the nazis and all they they try to escape you have uncle sam like they're like man we won the war no this is just the first battle we're gonna go yeah and it would be really cool and that's that's kind of a shame because this is one of our favorite if not our favorite books right now and though this issue and again, why I was talking about the setup is a lot of people were loving this issue. I think that it's very – it's a spectacle. You end up oh, yeah. with a huge Uncle Sam, things like that. You even have the uh, – pretty much for the most part, a lot of the characters finally using their powers in cool ways because now we have a oh, battle Phantom going Lady's on. Oh, fucking kicking ass doing it's teleportation awesome. portals That's everywhere and stuff like that. And it's we really had cool. the teleportation portals before, but remember it was to get the uh, plastic men out of the way, but they could only warp to here. Then <laughs> she warped them to man. the – I know. Then she or warped the them into – yeah, they in she worked them in the space, stuff like that. But this is better. This is the whole idea. And it really plays into that description of her powers that she can only, you know, warp them within a little bit of direction. But she Where ends she up see. warping. 
Yeah, she ends up warping, you know, a tank onto another tank as the Nazis start to try to defend their base. have a giant 50-foot Uncle Sam so can stop in a war wheel with his foot, which I'm telling you. Oh, yeah. uh, That's one of my biggest problems, though, is that a lot of this book, this entire series, has been a lot of over-the-top bombastic battles and stuff like that. This does this as well. It's just we're getting to a point now where I I I do want to see the Freedom Fighters kick a little ass, but when we're just storming the freaking front doors of Cheyenne Mountain, yeah. I'm telling you, the best parts of this book are the personal inter- like the conversations between Human Bomb and Doll Woman, and then at the end with yep. Adolf Hitler the Third and his father. Those are the best parts because the rest you have a big all out battle. And I'm telling you, I love Eddie Barrow's art, but at some points here, like when Cache is like running with his hard light shield and stuff like that, yeah. he gets blasted or runs into a war wheel. I'm not exactly sure what was happening. So I'm like, this battle might be a little bit too big for all the colors that are being used. Cause that war wheel is just freaking covered in pink energy. It seems like, so it's yeah. like, you know, that, that look is just taking over anything. And I'm like, I don't exactly know what you're trying to do until uncle Sam just kicks it with his goddamn boot. I'm like, yeah. this is some cool stuff going on here, but we're not doing it. And and the thing is, at the one point, I I think it's just a portal. They go through the portal uh, when the war whale is about to get them, even though at the point you you ended up kind of setting up, I can't portal us out, but then they kind of do to the door. But even then you have Uncle Sam kick it and then pick up the war whale and just chuck it. And it's really over (laughs) the top and it's great. It's really cool. And and so all this is going on. Now, the the whole idea of it is you're sitting there and like, oh, man, they won. You know, this is, you know, who's going to stop this? And then you get the overman thrown in there and then overman that's going to come out looking like a cyborg superman which i think that's kind of a a, will be a cool deal the way they're explaining it um but i even liked i did like the stuff you know even with black condor when he comes because they're you know we're winning the war oh my god we're doing so much now we just need to get uncle sam the you know the plastic man formula this and at this point though i'm like why do you need that i mean you're doing pretty well without that yeah. but even when you have cash have like, plan, oh man we it. lost now you know oh man you you screwed us i like where black condor is like listen you know i i i i admit it i screwed up but i i had to plan went all a little south there in detroit but i ended up having to rescue things but hey that's how revolutions go right and yeah, it the whole did thing end too, up with with black condor Uncle sam so exactly it, it black condor yeah. doing the revolution in detroit it seemed to get word spread everywhere yeah. to the point where he is the 50 foot man now just kicking yeah. ass because and of that, what black condor accomplished in detroit I actually would have and, – and really what this is all about in this scene isn't really cachet saying, oh, you screwed us, you screwed us. It is the idea and I do like this and I like the idea that Uncle Sam was pretty much going to throw the dice and see if what was going to happen because you end up cachet. Oh, by the way, we, did you read this fine print with that formula? My <laughs> counter's like, what? I ain't got time you. to read. You tell me about it. Oh, you're going to die. Like this is Life something that kills place, people. Not very long. Yeah. yeah. And he, he, he even says it's like life expectancies months, not years. And, uh, you end up having some problems. And I like the idea. Hey, you know, Uncle Sam, he's not really a person. He's an avatar. He's a big deal. He's kind of almost like a god here. So we were hoping that maybe he'd be able to not die because of this. Um, but. You end up, I think that Black Condors, basically, this is what I had to do. I mean, I was there. I made a, a choice. I wanted to free those people. And like you said, this isn't the end of, you know, their plan. It actually is plan B, which in my mind is plan big because it seems bigger and better. I think that well, it worked Artania, out better. The thing to is, do if that. we don't have Britannia and the other country avatars coming to the rescue when Cyborg Everman shows up at the end of this whole series, what I think is going to happen, I was like, because Doll Woman's talking to Human Bomb once Adolf Hitler, third leaves him in this torture chamber talking oh about, yeah 
when when things go down, I need you to go full detonation. Like, don't even yeah. talk like that, yeah, Dolly. Like, yeah. The idea is like, you know, no, don't even take out this half, this entire mm. mountain. Just take out every notch oh. you can do. And I don't care. If you crack the goddamn world, you yeah. take out every last ratsy there is. I'm like, that might be the end outcome where everybody just dies be. at the end of this book. And I'm like, that'd be yeah. fucked up. It would be. And and it, it's a pretty good scene because you have the own and she's, you know, she's sick. She's hurt. She's, you know, trying to kind she's of keep the brave tortured. face still. She's getting yeah. tortured just like and, – and she's not exactly as strong as a human bomb. And he's even yelling, Dolly, don't, don't tell him shit. You know, don't tell him. And she's doing her best. But the idea of her saying, if it comes down to it, if we are about to lose, promise me – you just have to go full out. You you have to destroy this all. And he's like, no, no, I can't Don't do you that. Don't even talk you know, like die. that. Everybody will die. And she's like, why yeah. would you want to live? This is one of those things that just do it. And then hopefully somebody better can pick up the pieces after this. We'll and then take he does out all say, those filthy And I ratsies. like the idea. I even like the idea where it, it, usually these things will be in my mind like, hey, you got to explode there, human bomb. No way, baby. And then come on. All right. This seemed, I don't know, the way the dialogue went and the way it was, and that just because she even looks like she's dying and all this, it's like one of those where Human Bomb, when he says, all right, I promise, it wasn't it, like, it, it meant more if to there's me. there's no other way, more. I promise. Yeah, it, it meant like, this didn't seem like that, like lip service type of deal it's just to throw end. it out there. I actually, because of watching them get, you know, pretty much tortured and at at the point realizing oh my god you know i think that hitler the third is going to make his move and kill his dad which we expected all along anyway where now you do have it's hardly a brave new world that we're going to end up into anyway so i do like that whole idea i do love it actually the the interaction between doll woman and human bum and i like i said i really did like Condor showing up. I also like when he shows up and they end up, they're trying to break into, you know, the facility, into the, the, the blast deal. doors, the Cheyenne and, Mountain. Yeah. yeah. The, and the, the, the blast doors won't open. They're trying to do this. You have Cachet. He's trying to hack in while Phantom Lady is teleporting people out. She's trying to get them out. And Black Condor just comes in and kicks ass. He shoots feathers at everybody. They're dying. And he's like, all right, the coast is clear. And then he's able to use the, you know, the Plastic Man deal to enter with it to try to break in. So Everything is one of those, like in a lot of books, even books we talked about tonight, where you have pieces fall into place because it's so forced. And you're like, okay, that that seems really this actually this book. I think one of the best things about it is that when things happen, they seem to be naturally happening. Well, that's the thing you know, is him showing up being able to open that door. And, that's not the plan. That goes against their entire yeah, plan. So him yeah. doing this is like a consolation prize to what they originally what wanted saying. to do. Because we have and Black Condor as a plastic man, but that's not going to help us for what we actually wanted to do in the long run. No. And and what we wanted to do and what we're going to say, you know, if, you, if you're not reading this or you forget, Uncle Sam was going to go as a disguise as Hitler. He was going to yeah, end up running the country as Hitler Jr. And, and get it all taken out from within there as a long form type of plan that would end up in my mind like that is a plan that would have pretty much worked out better in the long run. Uh, it's going to get messy now. 
And oh, yeah. he, like you said, you see Uncle Sam, giant kaiju Uncle Sam. He's doing this. And yeah, it's going to have to be a lot of Boom Goes Dynamite. You may end up even with. Especially. You know, and in the ma- now, the, uh, just the idea that we have this whole thing where Adolf Hitler III is yelling at his father about sending the cyborg, like, overman out. You have the screens behind them playing. Like, the freedom fighters are inside the complex. Look what you are doing to my future. The idea that he's just yeah. so, like, he's just thinking about his own rule of the Nazi rule, like, yeah. empire kind of thing. Like, look what you were doing. Just just do what I say, you goddamn coward. And then yeah. slices his fucking throat, looks at everybody else like, what do you have to say to this? Uh, Heil Hitler? You know, it's like, I, all right. He's like, I better hear these words. You better say them now. It's almost, you know, it's the king is dead. You know, yeah. all hail the king. God, you know, live long the king or whatever. So you have that. And he's wiping the blood off of that And knife, just now I'm telling you, he's ready to the thing go. is, the best thing that could have happened for the Freedom Fighters and probably the world is that you did have an Adolf Hitler Jr. who was the Fuhrer of the world at this point because he was kind of a coward. Now that you have an yeah. Adolf Hitler III who is a psychopath. Like, bad. Oh, God. Everybody. Everybody's yeah. just going to die now. It's just like yeah, a smoldering yeah. world is all that's going to be left now that he has the cyborg overman to play with for, yeah. like, for keeps. Yeah. I mean, and this is the thing I even said at one of the, the deals when I was talking about this book is you ended up Venditti. He ends up having to get some villains here that are worse than Hitler. I mean, Hitler is dead. So when you're going to go and you're going to have an enemy, you know, yeah. Ha- and, and the third here. He's, he's worse. He has shown up at points with body parts in his pockets. You know, pockets the genocide skips a generation. Yeah, I mean, yeah, really. Because the, the you know, Hitler Jr., he just kind of wants to be left alone. It seems like he's just you know, like, yeah, I just want to just do. And at that one point, he ends up seeing all this happening. He's like, it's over. Yeah, I hear they're singing songs in the streets now. I just want oh, to end. I want to go home. I'm so, you know, I, I just want to get out of here. Let's just go. And, I made you know, a mess Hitler of everything. Third, and again, it's one of those where, you know, we have a work where a guy is running a company and the big laugh is, is that his son works with us as well. And the main owner is going to sell this company and keep the money and his son's going to be left with his cock in his hand. And that's what, you know, Hitler the Third's just like, what are you doing? Why are you selling the company out? I, this was going to be my deal, you jerk. And so, yeah, he takes over and Overman's going to be coming out. So that's that's cool as well. And it's going to look hideous. They'll probably end up leaving a lot of people in the German side of things just like, what the hell happened? And then we'll see how it ends. If everybody dies, if the whole world's gone or whatnot. But yeah, it, I'm intrigued, good. though, I, I, whatever what happens yeah. going forward. And I like this issue. I like the art a lot. It does get wonky at points. I will admit you're right. It gets a little less detailed at points, like maybe some things were a little rushed, but I did like it. And I like the big moments. But yeah, it's pretty much set up to go. But I do like seeing the Freedom Fighters being able to kick some ass along with the idea of them now what they've done is pretty much put, you know, super Hitler in charge, the worst of the Hitlers in charge now. And, the thing and now is, they're going to have to deal with you that. You do need the big battles because we're storming a whole mountain to get to this Nazi complex. I just think it was a little bit overblown because every time we kind of stopped with all of that and got to the more human moments, like I said, with human bomb and doll woman and even Adolf Hitler the third and his father yeah. – these were the moments that shine. So the idea that we had to stop those things, they're like the great moments of the conversation and like yeah. moving the story forward. Getting back to our main characters is kicking some ass. I'm like, well, that's kind of a letdown in my mind. Like, you know, if that's all they're doing, I know we have to get there. It's just, it wasn't as yeah. good as the other stuff in the book. And that's why, you know, um, I like the art overall. There's a few problems I had in the beginning, but overall, that's why I gave it a 7.8 out of 10. Yeah, I I'm still going really eight. like this issue. 
I yeah. just thought for some of these reasons, like I'm like, I always go into this book so hyped up. And for some reason, like when we get the big battles, cause they did a lot of that in the beginning of the series where I thought it was just a little bit too overblown for what was going on, but you had to yeah. set up what they were trying to do. You're trying to take back an entire country. I just think those are the weakest moments of this series overall, because I actually do like what these characters are doing. Whenever they talk about their passions and what they want to do, I'm like it's when the book really shines. And I just want more of that. Yeah. I, I really, I'm giving it an eight. I love uh, the one panel. It's right after Hitler the Third's like, look what you're doing to my future. And the next yeah. panel is the full out team fighting there. And the Phantom Lady is kicking so much ass. As she's playing she's portal kicking so with, much the, with the Nazis. And it's such a cool. You have Black Condor shooting off in the distance. You have Uncle Sam punching people as then they fall into a portal. And then you see the other portal opening up on the other side of the room where it opens and they fall down and, and pretty much die or get injured. I think it's so cool. Uh, I wish that actually some of these things would have been full page spreads but you have to tell the story as well but yeah i'm going eight i really like it i don't like the one nazi that's basically a burn victim you see that guy he he looks like colonel clink but his uh, one side of his face looks all screwed up uh but i I still like this this is one of my favorite books so i I do not feel guilty eric i don't care how much you try to make me feel guilty for giving it an eight i I could even go as eight five but because of the setup you know i don't want to go too high because it is a lot of that still it's a lot of series. just bombastic stuff but yes so do i and i can't I wait feel for the next bad, issue. I, feel, I feel like i have to justify like don't worry guys i still love the series i gave it I it's a 7.8 well, it's because so, it's we've, still a high we've score been so excited mind. about this and when this book goes it's there goes a book that we really love gone down the drain then once this is over and it's gonna oh, God. not Two having it left. so I know, but yeah, I can't wait for the next issue. It's like one of those bittersweet deals. I can't wait to read what happens, but I don't want it to end. Uh, I'll I'm just telling you, what why I used can't we do. get a season two of this instead of we get a goddamn Dial yeah. H? Yeah, Dial H was selling half of this. This isn't selling great, but it's selling no. double Dial H for crying out loud. Where's Bendis? Can't Bendis give this a seal of approval? Because that's what it seems to be. I don't want him but we're gonna go touching off. this. Yeah, really. Well, we're going to go off to the last book of the night. Next up, we got Red Hood Outlaw number 39, written by Scott Liddell with art by Kenneth Rockefeller, Steve Ferchow, and Troy Pateri. Generation Outlaw is killing it on their first field trip to Star Labs, where previously we saw them pick up Doomed, but now have to take on Monster Arm and his gang of monster scientists. Thankfully, they have an ace in the hole with their teacher Red Hood by their side. Beyond that, we see Bizarro and Artemis make it back to Earth, and I have no idea what happened with that story at all. Sliders. Yeah, uh, this is weird. This book is so weird. We talked about this last time. I used time. to look forward to Red Hood so much. Yeah, and uh, you even mentioned Anthony Jackson while we were getting ready to record here, and he hasn't been as vocal about it. I'm wondering if he's down on her. He's just quietly no, no, enjoying no. it, but I can't see how you could be enjoying this as a you Red know, Hood book arm. because – yeah, you got a lot of weird stuff going on, and and even with the idea of Artemis Bizarro and stuff, but yeah. these are characters that I enjoy. I was very upset when they went away for so long now, and then we're gonna get them back. Just the way we get them back, it's like Scott Liddell did not have an exit strategy to get them back into the story that he took them out of. So I was like, and then this happens, and I'm like. Well, if you're not trying, why the fuck should I try even yeah, reading I mean, this goddamn nonsense? Maybe, uh, maybe they weren't supposed to come back and then people – but th- here's the thing is that the sales are down on this. I ended up doing a sales podcast on the Patreon, oh, so that's fancy. why I keep mentioning sales. No, I'm in the know. <laughs> but sales are down. you're a sailor. I am, or more a seaman. But when we do this and go through this, the idea of, you know, sales are down, so we got to try something. We got to get something going. I, there's a couple routes you can take. 
at the last route, I'm thinking of him being the leader of an evil bunch of X-Men kids slash, you know, amalgam. It could like, be cool, you know, too. I'm telling you, the idea is not that bad in my mind. It's the well, execution. I thought, this could be really fun. Now we're yes, just Scott Labs be. fighting monster arm yeah. and making sure that Scott Liddell's character Doom shows back up, which I'm happy about, but like we're spending all this time now, we're just going to get doomed back. And he seems like he's retrogressed with his abilities from last time we saw him in Teen Titans. Yeah, and and so with this though, in my mind, you end up having the opportunity. Hey, there's an offer. Oh, the offer, and you could have had maybe the offer deal with Jason going to find Bizarro and Artemis if they're coming back. Maybe he's now you're going to do some space multiversal things or something like that. But at least that would be you know getting to what you want from this book, or at least I want from this book, and a bunch of people. You throw these kids in that we hardly knew ye. They're just there. And, you know, then Jason's doing basically the, hey, you know, I'm teaching you, but you're teaching me. I'm going to sit back. Hey, it doesn't look like I'm teaching, but I am. I'm teaching the way crack of the wise world. Every now and, again. and, yeah, so what you end up with is a bunch of characters that nobody knows uh, being led by the guy that we want from the book that barely does anything. He sits back and he's basically his, he's a very much a let the the inmates run the asylum type of teacher. I mean, he's the guy who goes in and if he was a legitimate teacher, he's going to read the paper while you just decide. It's like, OK, uh, Isn't he like the cool teacher time. call me Jason. Well, he might be the cool teacher, but the cool teacher a lot of times does not really teach. He's there and everybody. I, I, It ends up what he does in this. I ended up having a blind teacher. I don't know if I ever told you about this. And he had a seeing eye dog that for some reason did not like me. Uh, maybe right, I this is hilarious. Where's the punchline? Well, the, the punchline <laughs> is at one point somebody fed the dog x lacks like an asshole. It was not me. And uh, the dog shit up and down the hallway, uh, which then led me to be like, hey, when in Rome, I started shitting up and down the hallway, too. I mean, it was great. Um, But no, they did that. But also what would happen? And this is legit. He ended up losing his sight after he already started teaching. So it was one of these where they didn't want to fire him because he's (laughs) blind. Well, he had to kind of. He he had to kind of, you know, make a little bit of a different sort of lesson plan. Basically, we would watch film strips and uh, he would give handouts and we'd have to do these handouts and he'd, you know, have somebody. I don't, I don't know the particulars of how he dealt with it afterwards. Um, but basically, we would go to in the class. The dog would just start growling and want to attack me. <laughs> Only me. It's, I'm telling you, I think that all it, these years, he taught forever. Yeah. But then I'd look and oh, that guy's rolling a joint. Oh, my God. Look at that. Those two people doing coke on, on the desk. This is a uh-huh. great class. I remember and that's what Jason reminds me. And but when you have a blind guy, it's it's great. Now, the other thing is because he had only been I think that by the time we had him, uh, he was, you know, had been blind for years, 12 years. And he's teaching. He's getting a little bit older. But his big thing. And I think I, I swear I had to have told you this. Mr. McGrew, his he, name was he. Now, Mr. Kaiser, and he ended up taking a very, he was very proud of himself with the idea that he could learn his class before a somebody with sight. So he ends up, you know, and you would have to do a roll call type deal. You'd have to say your name in a certain way. He liked the fr- like, I forget what it was. You're like, I am Jim Werner and I am here. So he wanted to get your Go voice captain, where you captain. were sitting, things like that. So he's very proud of this. So when you would see him in the hall, you know, I, I, hey, Mr. Kaiser. And he's like, oh, hey there, Timmy. He never knew the names. He was so proud of it. And you're like, hey there, M- Mr. Kaiser. Oh, hi, John. Now that's Brett. 
he was always wrong. It, it drove me nuts. But yeah, it was the worst. And that's Riff what Jason's doing here. Sox, didn't he? No, it might have been. It's just jerks who did that. But uh, and that happened many a time. Not just my year. It happened a bunch of years. It seemed to be a rite of passage to be awful. That dog was, and that's why the dog was mean. But at me, uh, but yeah, Jason's just sitting back, basically, uh, let, watch a film strip and do these, you know, these worksheets. And by film because street, he's not doing shit. And his fucking gang of monster scientists. Yeah. And and he's not doing anything in in the Red Hood book. He's just there looking cool at, while these other characters do things. And then he's like, "All right, well, way to go there, uh, you know, DNA. Uh, hey, way to I'm go sorry, there, Cloud I was Nine." Happy for I'm this like, bit uh, that we were seeing some stuff with these characters. They're like Cloud Nine loses a bit of control the more she uses her powers. We did get to see the characters actually working as a team instead of just arguing like we saw last time. I did enjoy these interactions. I just don't care about these characters yet. And by no. the time we got the hardest bizarre. I'm like, what the hell kind of story are you even yeah. telling me here? Because even it just comes down to the idea, like, last issue, we went to Star Labs. We fought Doomed until we realized, oh, Doomed's on our side. Sees other guys. Let's fight these guys. And then we just take them out pretty much by chasing the show. And I'm, all right, you kids fought long enough. Time to take out Monster Arm here with a kick to the head. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay, guys, What do you? how do you feel about Doom being on the team? Oh, you like it. How do you feel, Doom? <laughs> right, Riser. I like Used it. to be able to talk. Oh, man. He's like, oh, man, why am I in the sky? Because I'm doomed. Get it, Eric? But with this, I, I just keep He's thinking doomed. to myself. I just keep, I know. I just keep thinking to myself, though, with these characters. Like, oh, there's Cloud Nine. All right. You got the chappy nose there, the red nose chappy going on. You're doing the things. But I, I almost sit in the back of my mind, like, why am I bothering? These characters are nothing. They're, they're going to be nothing. They what do continue. Devour, and Jim? what ends up happening with this is the idea. Well, again, Even we end arms? up having... This is like, this is a rotating deal here where all of a sudden Doom shows up again. We've been waiting. You know, we actually liked the, the miniseries that nobody else did. He ended up going onto the Teen Titans slightly. Now he shows up. So I expect this is his end of the line. But now we'll get Cloud Nine who will show up in a book down the line till that's not a thing. And it's, it's like a rotating list of non-important characters and so with that, I just keep thinking to myself, why am I even bothering? Let's see. And if I'm going to have fun, I'll have fun. But I'm not really having fun when you just go to Star Labs to fight Monster Arm and his crew of monsters. And, yeah, I didn't mind seeing the abilities and things. You are kind of trying to learn about them. But it starts yeah. with Red Hood just shooting Monster Arm. And everybody's saying it isn't sporting, including Babe and Arms. Like, that wasn't sporting. And I think that Scott Liddell has been told, hey, uh, you know, Ixnay on the exiness a of a of a little girl. Like stop that nonsense because it's it's a little toned down with that. But with Bizarro and Artemis showing up, you're thinking to yourself, all right, well we're gonna get back to what we yeah, wanted. Back but to basics. Bizarro is now gonna teach the kids in the solicits for January. Spoilers, man, this, damn. I know, and there's only a couple issues till then, but they're just gonna continue with this with Artemis and Bizarro also teaching. The kids and I, right. I, it's about the kids, David. I, I don't the need it about the kids. Look like you know. Oh my god! And then you have Shea yeah, really. Veritas shows up in this, giving Jason a signal, talking about how you know the block has been you know uh, infiltrated at this point. The thing is, we saw it last issue where Shea turned around, like, who yeah, somebody, there was somebody here, there. So that, and then there's yeah. done. Dun, we have no idea. This one is just it's uh, the block is under siege at this point. Stay away, you and the kids. I'm like, I can't help but think that you know we're responsible for Shea Veritas and the block since she's hosting. I'm like. 
We don't even know what's going on. We have Shea Veritas out no. in Supergirl right now. She's not stuck in the middle of the earth. But no matter what you say, Scott, there's all these different and, and continuities. And even then, she's on the run on. because her organization is no longer existing. And she's on the run trying to, you know, not get Leviathan on her tail and to figure out things and try to help. Uh, and now she's just here. Hey, we're in the block. We're here. We're there. We're, you know. You're the just, villain. Everything going on here. And yeah, I just, this, this idea, I think, Jason, do they have a thing at the end? Cause they have the checklist of these stupid awards. Is there a award for worst situation getting thrown into? Because Jason having to teach these kids as an offer is nonsense. I, I think that he should be like, what the hell? Why, why couldn't this offer have been I'm allowed back in Gotham? Or, or maybe I, you know, go and help Rick Grayson or something. And that's what I would have liked out of this. I need more Red Hood in a Red Hood book uh, when we're already with Bizarro and Artemis that kind of got away from from the, the typical Red Hood stuff, but also kind of was the same as the Outlaws deal. But now it's hardly the Outlaws. I don't care if you call it Generation Outlaw. It's just ridiculous. And this book has just completely gone off uh, the rails. And That is not the ridiculous. ridiculous part. The ridiculous part is when we get to Artemis Bizarro and their well, quantum yeah. place between the worlds fucking from where Bizarro's smart headquarters was. Where, but uh, the whole thing is Pup Pup. His stuffed Superman toy is now a sentient talking That he used to talk to because he was kind of insane because he he's, was yeah, bizarro. Yeah, he's going insane. Now, now he's, he's alive. alive, this whole thing. We found out that the AI inside the fortress that was called Chair Zorro, when the yeah. fortress was going under, it didn't want to die. And it transferred its consciousness to the pup pup stuffed animal. Yeah, how does that happen? Right, that doesn't that doesn't make any goddamn sense. Happen? Look, if you're gonna if you're gonna animal. fucking have it move something, at <laughs> least have something with some kind of circuitry, yeah. something that could actually yeah, move really. on its own accord or something like that. It's a stuff that's an inanimate object. It doesn't make any sense. But the worst yeah. part is where we have this, we have pup pup explaining himself his origin story for how he's alive, which doesn't make. Then all of a sudden, oh, looks like the force is breaking, and then we just the quantum world that we're stuck in right now just shatters apart, and we shatters. have our heroes back on Earth. On Earth. The fuck are we doing here? Yeah, what happened? Yeah, and it's funny, too, because right at that, you have to get everybody around that you need to get right in there. You have Pup-Pup, you have Starfire, Bizarro, or Artemis, and and Bizarro, and And then- and my God, it's just there. Oh my, I didn't know that I was in the bottles. I'm like, you're always in the bottle, when, baby. Thankfully, when they broke that goddamn bottle the last issue, when Papa yeah. pushed it off the shelf, it actually just yeah. made her grow instead of yeah, you know, made killing her, grow. her. Yeah, and and so they're all in place for it to just break down for them to be in our world. And that, to me, even though it does continue, like I said, bizarre. Right when Doom is the in the sky. And stuff like that, it ends up doing this, like, the editors are like, you better get them the hell back. This book is going down. And, and I think that with this Year of the Villain, I think that, like, you know, when you had uh, Scott Liddell being able to do the flash forward deal, where he's allowed to play with the amalgam, the, you know, kind of the DC version of the X-Men and the Avengers. Uh, he For was thing, allowed yeah. to have some fun with that. In this here, it seems like they were giving him that opportunity as well. Like, hey, how much worse can it be? I mean, this, and it, it is. It, it, this is not good. It, there's no reason if you're a Jason Todd fan to really be reading this. Not really getting I, I mean, Jason Todd here. Well, and and so I think that this is worse than, say, a Rick Grayson. I know people think I'm insane, but it's just Jason Todd standing around and saying, yep, teaching these lessons and then these other Classic Jason. Just ridiculous. (laughs) Ridiculous. Uh, But what would you give it? 
I'm telling you, I'm still not a fan of K.E. Rock's art, Kenneth Rock. I like it. I know there are a lot of people. I'm just not a fan, and I will never. I like it. I I can't see myself ever becoming a fan. But on top of me not liking the art and just thinking that the art of this bizarre thing was a bunch of bullshit that doesn't make any sense at all, even with the pop, I'm like, what are you doing to me? We had a goddamn battle around two of the kids fighting now monster arm and his freaking gang but jason yeah. not doing anything i'm like i like that we got to see them working as a team and showing off some of what they can do and what they can't do but other than that there's not much to like about this book in my mind so i gave it a fuck you five fuck you yep you did exactly. i'm not going to i'm giving it a 5.1 but i'll hit it anyway because i fuck like you. it that's fine. Let you get away with this. We're not going to let you get oh, away no. with it. But yeah, uh, it's funny too because when I, I you know, K Rock's on here, so I'm like, all right, now I, I am a fan. Uh, there might be not a more K Rock uh, panel than that very first one with Monster Arms. With the monsters. So, yeah, Kenneth yeah. Rockerford and it's those so monsters. Much. It's so, like, that's full Kenneth Rockerford. It's a new face, like K Rock. Yeah, it is. And I liked it. I was like, oh man. And then it kind of comes down a little when you end up having that, that full page spread where jason has the gun out that's full out too it does come down but i'm like oh eric's not gonna like this beginning it's full out yeah so i'm gonna go five one but i i just it's a weird thing because i can look at this and say like i can understand what people would see in this and be a fan of this i'm like but when you get something like uh, john romita jr i'm like i have no idea how anybody's a goddamn fan of this i can't get anything to better for the doubt here we're listening to a podcast today i'm like you know what i I, the only thing i i like in this batman is this ken you know or the john romita jr your art where it was pronounced really oddly. I love it. I love this art. I love it. I'm like, who? Why? I mean, are you as blind as Eric? Is this I don't get it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't either. A poor pup up when everybody's ah doom symbol in the sky. I gotta run for some reason in the middle of the desert. Pup up gets up. I don't want to talk about pup up. Ah, he's he's ending up. Ah, they're, they're getting he's me. He's a stuffed animal. He's fine. Him. Yeah, really. Ha- have some fire, pup up. That's what they said. How does he have an AI in, in his stupid straw oh, head? Stupid. I don't understand it. <laughs> I don't understand. It should have been like small wonder. They should have had just some weird or the new you know, side robot. They should have just had some side robot that comes to they life and have. you have like a new pup up type deal. Even if Bizarre is like, I call him pup pup. And they're like, all right, I'll go with that or whatever. Like, but, even know, with Smarty Pants Bizarro, like, he had a pup-up before that, but when he became Smarty Pants, he built an actual, like, robot pup-up for himself. Yeah. Then you could have that going and on. And never finished like that, it. Which would tie I, I back around that. to it. Wouldn't it be cool? Yeah. He was doing it, but they were too busy. So before no, he ended cool. up devolving, <laughs> he never better, finished it. And then he's like, oh, my God. Soup 182 it, it was never finished, but now he is. And he shows up. I will bring the pleasure that's what he says. Like, hey, give me nuts and bolts because you're now screwed. Yeah, ha, ha. These are the robot jokes. That's what he says, right? You'd love it. You would love it so much there. What does a robot eat for breakfast, Eric? What's that, robot? Pancakes. That's it. He likes, I like pancakes, please. <laughs> There's no joke. He just likes pancakes because he's nonsense. You know, hey, I'm going to get a lady. Time for an update. Ah, ah, ah. Right? <laughs> oh, my goodness, Eric. It writes itself. It really does, right? It, that, that's the whole deal. Who is my favorite basketball player, Eric? Who's that? AI. Boom, Eric. That's the end. That's an actual joke. But we're going to go off now. And I know that this is not going to end up being your book of the week. 
What is my favorite type of golf? Disc golf. Only because I am a stupid robot and only stupid robots and manship would like disc golf. Right? That's that's pretty good. Poor that manship. was a pretty good joke. And then I'm trying I'm desperately trying to think of different robot things. Uh, why, how, how did the robot get a cut on his arm? Because he was <laughs> 8-bit. Oh, my, Eric. These are great. I, I should actually What's look eight? up legit. 8-bit. You know, it ate it and bit him. I don't know what it, it was, but something <laughs> did. <laughs> the monster. 7, oh, eight, nine. That doesn't make any sense. 7, 8, 9. Oh, no. What what did the what did C three PO say when he was out dating the ladies, Eric? Nothing. He just wants to see his friends for and one last he, time. He didn't say anything, Eric. That's what he said. But that is the end of the regular books. One now last we're gonna time. go off. We're gonna go off. <laughs> I'm telling you, I wanted to see my friends for one last time. All those guys there, like, where, when are they showing up? Are we we hate your guts. We hate your guts. We don't like you, three PO. You're always annoying me. I, I'm, not a, I'm not a I'm not a C3PO fan. I am not a fan. I'm not a fan at all. He ends up the wrench in the work so many times. He's there just to, He's I mean, really, at one point, Han Solo and Princess Leia were about to make sweet love, Eric, and he just busts in. Oh, my. It looks like I'm in the, the wrong place there. Golden one, one rod my, blocker. One of my favorites is when they, they end up not telling C-3PO that we're going to hit the hyperdrive. We're going in the light speed, and they don't tell him, and he goes flying through the compartment. Him and R2. They go flying. Oh, hilarious. Hilarious. He is one of my favorite robots. But that is it, Eric. Now we're going to go off to our book of the week. All right, Eric. And what is your book of the week? My book of the week is Freedom Fighters number 10. That is mine as well. I should be back in school. Awesome. You should be, Eric. You could learn a lesson, but call me when you got no class, right? That's what <sighs> I say. I am tired. Are you right going to now? It, really? I've never had class. I've never been called a classy fella. Uh, but hey, sometimes my <laughs> eyes are a little glassy. You know, hey, what are you going to say? You were just going to say some sort of insult. You couldn't think of it, could you? You couldn't no, think of it. You were going to say I'm something not a mean with fella, person, weren't you? Gonna, no. Oh, you jerk. No. You're such a jerk. <laughs> I didn't are. do a thing. Yeah, I just like to giggle to myself. I was thinking of a joke yeah. I thought about it when I saw it in Herman's head. Oh, yeah. Now I'm really mad. Just like March. Here are the books that we're going to be talking about next week. Now, remember, folks, uh, it is going to be <laughs> a Patreon-only uh, deal. No limitations. There will be no limitations. None at all. And as Eric says, like, well, what limitations do we have? I mean, really, you, you, <laughs> you rambled on all the for limitations 18 on this. minutes. That's the limitations. I rambled on for 18 minutes in the intro. I could have rambled up for 19 minutes if there wasn't any limitations. Oh my. And yeah, please. I'm going to now, now that you set that up, I will talk for 19 issues because you're such a cut Issues? But here, yeah, I don't know. It's late, Eric. I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> so late. <laughs> it is late. I, I just I remember, die. I remember back in the day when we would sit there and the sun would be coming up and legitimately while we were recording. And, uh, that, that really broke my heart. Uh, well, at now, this point, we'd only started two or three hours before this. Yeah, now I I, I can't even get to midnight. I, I'm an old man. I, I can't do You're it. About to. Uh, 
Yeah, we are. I told you we'd finish by midnight. I think that I'm no, no, a you liar said before. Now. Yeah, that's what I said. I'm saying then, like, you know, and you bet me that we could. I don't know. I want you to win for once. <laughs> uh, you deserve a win now and again. I but yeah, we're, uh, we're pretty low, Jim, next week. It's going to be on the Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science. Uh, because of that, we don't have a spotlight that week. I'm saying this to all the patrons who end up <laughs> messaging me on Friday. Where the hell's the spotlight, you lazy asses? I'm like, the whole thing is the spotlight. So you'll end up having Isn't something the going up full next week? show. Well, we'll have a bunch of stuff going up next week. We'll actually still have an indie comics podcast. Oh, yeah. Next week on the main feed, we might have a little bit of a sneak peek, a little thing of one of the shows that we do on the Patreon just to give you a taste and get you excited to maybe join Mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. Probably a pop culture episode, the one that we enjoy doing that will basically have half the people think we're awful because I I don't know. (laughs) We really come up. It's about time the other half realized. Yeah, really. We don't need that. Uh, but yeah, we, we make you work for the love is what we do. But here are the books Just like that will be, ta- be talking on the podcast. You, you make you work what, to go get the Ouija board <laughs> is what you need. Uh, you end up going to see a, a damn freaking, you know, a ghost hunter. We have to go. And these are the books that you will either have on the spotlight or the Patreon only episode. I'm so tired. I, I What's or happening? reviewed on the site. I will tell you as we go if it will be on the podcast. This is the game we're playing. It's like 21 questions, and the first 20 don't count, Eric. Uh, and the answer of the 21st one is yes. Uh, here's the books, Eric. Here's the happening. books that come oh, okay. out. Okay. All right. Got you. Last God, number one. That is a new book that is going to be a a uh, dark label, black label book that is like a Conan at DC. Uh, it might be on the site. I don't think that we're going to talk about it on the podcast, but you never know. Basket Full of Heads. That's the Joe Hill imprint. That will definitely be on the site. Joey is going to review that. And we'll see what's going on with that. Harleen number two, Carlos, I believe, is reviewing that. I got a lot of shit that we didn't have it on the podcast last time. Uh, I believe that I will be doing that myself. I will do a solo review of that for the Patreon-only podcast so that people can hear what I think. I still haven't read number one, but everybody was telling me it was was the cat's meow, I heard. And I don't like cats. I'm allergic to them. Tales from the Dark Multiverse, The Death of Superman. That will be on the podcast, and that is something that Eric Shea is looking forward to. We have Wonder Woman Annual Number 3. That will be on the podcast. That is something Eric Shea is not looking forward to. The Sandman Universe presents Hellblazer Number 1. This is the return of Constantine to the more adult uh, imprint so that he can curse and say really awful is words. Is it in I continuity, saw. Jim? I don't know. I believe it is. Well, it's in the Sandman universe continuity. So there you go. And that me and Reggie will be talking about on the podcast. We have I saw to- him hanging out the Oblivion Bar. How could he be in two places at once? Uh, well, I don't know, Eric. He's magic. That's what they do. It's all an illusion. He's a magic man. We have, we have, he's a man. Ah, we have deceased number <laughs> six that we will be talking about. Brandon will be reviewing on the site. We have Batman annual number four. Tom King giving you what is his definition Garbage. of what is Batman. Oh. And what I laughed at is he said, this is the annual. I'm going to show you what I really do think about Batman. I'm like, you had 85 issues, you son of a bitch. Why didn't you do it then? But we have an annual. It makes it all better, right? And then we have Nightwing annual number two that will be on the podcast. And that is the repercussions back in the day, I'd like to say, of (laughs) 
Dick Grayson Good getting day. shot in the head. We're going to see how he ends up recovering some of the Rick. physical therapy that he does and then becoming Rick. So maybe we'll get a little hint that maybe Rick is a little more Dick than we thought Rick was, maybe. And then we also get Batman yeah. and the Outsiders annual number one. And it doesn't seem earned, right? That doesn't seem right. Who, who, who greenlit this thing? It hasn't been a year. This book has been out, but yet it feels like three. So I see what they're going with. And yeah, I, I need something from Batman and the Outsiders more than we're getting. Maybe this annual will do it as long as it doesn't Hopefully. involve the Soul Sword, Eric. Wink, wink. <gasps> there you go. But we'll be talking about those. And also, there is another Black Label book that intrigues me. It's Joker Killer Smile. I believe I will probably do that review on the site, and I may do a solo review of that as well. So you'll get a lot of solo gym, which nobody wants. But, hey, I'm willing, <laughs> I'm willing to give everybody what they don't want. That's Ew. what I do for my family every single day. They want pancakes. I give them waffles. Tanya wants a nice husband. I give her me. Eric, that's what happens in this house. Waffles. That's how we roll waffles and they want they want pizza you know hot pockets they're getting the ham and cheese i don't need to be burping up oregano for three I'm days telling I just you, don't the thing is, there are so many other flavors what the hell is wrong with you really there, there's a meatball one as well you like the meatball one you know what happens there's so with that? many i end up burping up oregano anytime that uh, uh, a barbecue chicken Again, though, that really gets to me. But the, any sort of Italian sort of thing that is done Barbecue, by a hack organization, they always go full out with the, the goddamn oregano. I can't take it. it. You don't have to lay heavy on the oregano just to make it Italian. You, you don't need that. Also, a lot of those hot pockets, those side ones you're talking about, they're the lean pockets. And how dare you? Where's Greta? Uh, she's up in arms uh, against certain things like a, a global warming. Get her on the case of those stupid lean pockets. There's no such thing. You just go. If you're eating anything that's a pocket meal, yeah, let's go for the regular thing. Don't give me this lean shit. I don't need that. It's nonsense. But yeah, that's it. Where's Greta? I need her on a couple things. I got some things that I need her to work on, right? Chewy Chips Ahoy. Th- that uh, possibly anybody who likes. Maybe she's pe- a fan. Anybody who likes peanut butter. I don't like that. I'm not down with peanut butter. Peanut really, what I'm delicious. saying is I just need her to go on a rampage about everything that I hate. And that will be my mother. Next thing you know, she's just following my mother around, yelling at her. That'd be great. That'd be hilarious. But that is it, Eric. That's it for the podcast. I'm not going to stall this because I've already lost our bet. It's 12.01. I have lost. I could have done it. I could have played it smart, Eric. But you know what? That's one thing I'll never do. (laughs) I know. (laughs) That's that's one thing I've never been accused of, of playing it smart. You throw a timeout. I know it's always going to be wrong because I'm always going to bet against it. It is. It is. You know, don't bet on time. As they say in the movie business, that's that's what they say, right? It's like that Cindy Lauper song, so <laughs> "Time Keeps Going." Time is what that song is. Uh, you ever see like the movie? Lost wrong turn at all? You ever see? <laughs> I was just gonna make a wrong turn comment. I I couldn't think of one. Hey, if it, if it, oh wait a minute, that's not what I meant to do. Hey, Erica, I have God experience in that. Two fifty one. I'm sighted. Is what I am. And what do we say at the end? Everyone have a great week. Wait, Keep it weird. weird. And we'll see you in seven. No limitations. You make me lost. 
closing time. That's it for the podcast. So I guess it's time to go home. Closing time. You've heard the party's over. So turn off your iPod or phone. Closing time. Hours you just wasted. Now it's time to get back to work. Closing time. Pretend you're still listening. Cause your co-worker's a fucking jerk. Eric's got to go play with his toys. Eric's got to go play with his toys. Eric's got to go play with his toy, play with his toy.